You are watching the vodka stream. Yo, what is happening, everybody? It's Friday. I made it through another week. As I always like to say, let's turn on that border. I think I forgot to put on the uh, the fancy little neon border that I usually have up. All right, everything looking good. All right, guys, what is happening? Sun's still going down. It's a little bright. Get those blinds down a little bit. Uh, all right, welcome to uh, the Vodka Stream. Should be an interesting one. Obviously, yes, we're going to have Ty come back from Total Disclosure with his co-host, and we're going to be talking about some alien shit. That's right, guys. I figured, you know, this was there's a week of obviously, well, you know, when we get the panel on and everything, we'll 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 talk obviously the movie stuff and all the the nerdy stuff right here. But you know, when it comes to the uh, the UFO hearings, I was like, you know, what? I'm going to hit up Ty because I was actually watching his live stream when when uh, when they were doing the hearings. So, yeah, I was definitely wanting to get him back and talk about all the stuff he's working on, what, who they've talked to, get all the information. You know, I'm all into that shit. I love it. The truth is out there, guys. The truth is out there. All right, let me take my, uh, my vodka shot for the evening. My one vodka shot. I'm only taking one today for sure. Yeah. But then I'm going to be drinking some kombucha. Hard kombucha. It's still got alcohol in it, but yeah, doing the kombucha tonight. You know why? Because it's delicious, first off. I mean, it's got seven, 6.9% alcohol, but uh, I had these last Sunday, and I had six of them, maybe seven, you know, because I did the Patreon stream on Sunday, and I did uh, Fanimated on Sunday, and then I just had like one or two more when I was watching. I forgot exactly what I was watching. But, uh, you know, got a nice little, you know, good buzz and woke up fine, you know, woke up fine. So Flying Embers, want me to, uh, you want to sponsor the channel, do so, because I'm really digging your product right here. Hard kombucha. So, and I have to go, I'm driving to Vegas tomorrow. So me and the, uh, the young lady, Miss Nighthawk, we're going to Vegas for the night. And, uh, so I don't want to, I didn't want to, I was very hungover last Saturday, <laughs> I got really hung over. I think it's just because it's hot. I didn't drink enough water. I didn't take a liquid IV like I usually do. So I was I was uh, in a pretty awful state at least the morning, but then I, you know, took the took the aspirin, drank the coffee, but yeah, it was a pretty it was a pretty gnarly hangover I had on uh Saturday. So I don't need that tomorrow. So the hard kombucha it is. Mm. Ah. Healthy booze, guys. Healthy booze. That's what I'm talking about. What's going on, Ryan? Good to see you. We got MSGT here. We got High Desert uh, Psychedelia Cinema. Hey, yo. Oh, he's here for the aliens. That's right. I'm here for the aliens as well. What's going on, Tet? Watch uh, the, the movie Nick Cage said would be most similar to his Superman performance. Very strange, but it grows on you. We're talking about City of Angels. I think I saw it once. I think I saw that movie once. And I, you know, I, I remember the the Goo Goo Dolls song. The Goo Goo Dolls song is I, you know, pretty iconic, pretty known, you know, from that um, movie. Meg Ryan, where he plays like an angel, right? 
But yeah, that's interesting that he put that out there. We'll talk. We'll, we'll you know we'll, we'll talk about that, and uh, we'll you know we'll talk about that a little bit, which is interesting. What's going on, Mister Powell? Good to see you, buddy. Aztec Warrior, Mister Fear Jason. Always good to see you, buddy. All right, we got Chino here. Let's see, we got Mister uh, Andre Nicotino. What's up? We got Mama Film Junkie here. We got Mama Film Junkie here. Hi, Mom. Love you. Love you. Everybody say hi to Mama Film Junkie. No, Justin. Well, that's just what James Gunn said. I mean, you know, you know, we'll get people's uh, opinions on that when we get to that point. But he said no Justice League for, you know, at least for now. Sonic is the best Justice League film we've ever had and ever will get. Wow. I mean, I will say it's the best one we've ever had. But, you know. I'm not one of those people that said, like, you know, nothing's ever going to top this just because I like it so much. I'm one of those people that I'm like, all right, I hope that the next filmmaker or whoever the heck approaches some of that stuff. I I always hope, you know, like, obviously, we're you know, when it came to Matt Reeves' Batman, I was like, all right, Ben Affleck's my favorite cinematic Batman. I hope that I can come out of the Batman thinking Robert Pattinson is or it's or I think it's better than the, the Dark Knight or Batman Begins or something like that. I'm always rooting for the filmmaker to create the favorite thing. Um, and that, you know, and it doesn't happen because Robert Pattinson is still not my favorite cinematic Batman. And the Batman is not my f- all time favorite Batman movie. But I always root for the next filmmaker. I always see the, those proclamations where it's like, yeah. Nothing will ever top this. It's like, okay, so you're just gonna stick with that. I mean, this is this is why we had the not my Superman stuff when all the people were like giving shit to Snyder, you know, because they were all nostalgic about Reeve. You know, it's like it's the same thing. It's like every generation has its thing. It's like no one's ever gonna top Michael Keaton. No one's ever gonna top Christian Bale. No one's ever gonna top Ben Affleck. It's like it's just the generational thing. And I'm like, I just hope the next one's better. I always hope that. Is it always better? No. We'll see. We still got the DCU Batman that's coming up. You hear that, Josh Hartnett? Anyways, okay. Um, Dave, what's going? Oh, hey, what's going on there, George? Good to see you. We got Eleanor right here. Any aliens in the house? Possibly. We might have some aliens in the house. Who knows? You know, after watching Secret Invasion, you know, anybody could be a scroll. <laughs> and and anybody could be a scroll for a very, very long time, apparently. What the hell, man? When the director said, like, oh yeah, Rhodey, he's probably been a scroll since Civil War. Like, okay. So that so when he says goodbye to Tony in Endgame. And he's doing all that shit, doing all the, you know, all the Iron Patriot or whatever, uh, you know, all the stuff that he was doing in Endgame. That was a scroll. I'm sorry. I can't buy that. That's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Sorry. Freaking flies, man. Tell you, summertime flies sucks. There's those bushes out there. And when I go out on my balcony to get some vitamin D, they sneak in. What's going on, Game City, Savior, Super Super Duper? We got Ben in the house, too. Good to see you, Mr. Eberts. Better get your ass on here one of these times. You know, if it's good with your wife, you know, run it by your wife first. But, you know, you should get back on here and we'll take some shots. Uh, You rewatch the boys. That's cool. All right. We got Bennett right here. Uh, Happy Friday. And may us and the aliens live long and prosper. There you go. That's that's what we're hoping, right? (laughs) And there she is, Miss Nighthawk. Good to see you, gorgeous. 
All right. Let's talk some aliens, man. Happy freaking Friday. Cheers, Stephanie T. Boop, boop, boop. All right. What else we got here? All right. We got RJ in the house as well. We got Daniel. What's happening? All right. Yeah, we'll have fun in Vegas. Like I said, it's just we're going to a little pool party thing. We have to dress up a little bit, so I'll probably post some pictures, maybe, depending on how how, how it all works out. But yeah, I think we'll be okay. Uh, let's see. Dave, Peacemaker was was better than... Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally was. And I was all, you know, and I was into Secret Evasion. And then it just got, it, like, in the middle of it, started getting boring and just kind of going like, all right, the hell is this leading to? And it's like, it just felt like too many episodes too many episodes it was too they were trying to stretch it they're trying to stretch like essentially what a, what could have been covered in a movie they were trying to stretch it too much and that finale was just just blah that finale was no zich. so what's going on mr phil a bottle of rum and me ah there you go like it like it okay uh, oh yeah yeah, so, but, uh, yeah, it's all very interesting. But, yeah, that, uh, that secret invasion, I mean, you know, and I'm all, I've never, I haven't read the books, but people who, uh, read the books of, uh, Secret Invasion, they were not happy with the series for sure, which is usually what happens when it comes to all that. All right. Why the hell is this? Okay. There we go. Oh, boy. There we go. Sorry. My Chromecast was like frozen. Something happened with it. I was watching a Rogan podcast. All right. All right. Let me uh let me go ahead and set my tweet up and get the get the guests in here. And we're gonna be talking some freaking aliens and UFOs and whatnot. All right, we got that. Okay, let's see. Boop. And Have joined the stream. All right. All right. Let's get my guests in here. Let's see. Make sure everything's set up. All right. All right. There we go. All right. Mr. Ty. And uh, Mr. How are you doing, here, what's going on, what's up, guys? Man? Sorry. How are you doing? Sorry, let me get my names up there. What's going on, guys? How are you doing today? Excellent. Doing well, uh, Dave. It's been a been a while. It's been a little bit, yeah. I mean, I think the last time you came on, I was like, all right, well, let's talk some aliens, man. Well, let's last I believe the last time we spoke was approximately maybe five and a half months, six six months ago. Probably and something like that. Like the updates uh, that that Tom and I have for you guys tonight are oh. just like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's even why I hit you up, dude. <laughs> I know. I, so I, I, I just wanted to like, I, I don't want to hit you with this like right now, but I did write a little opening. If you, okay. if you would allow it. No, oh yeah. It, let's right? hear that Ty. Let's do that. All right. So, <laughs> so this is, so this is from me and, and probably I could speak for Tom, uh, our so. show. Um, you know, I just recorded an episode yesterday with Linda Moulton Howe, legend in the field. Um, and, and we're just, uh, we're on the precipice of this, like, this real, real disclosure happening. So right. to begin, um, 
Uh, wait, I'm sorry. One second. I had it here. Oh, Where did I put it? Technology it failed you. There it is. It's in the, the iCloud notes. Uh, All right, guys. So we explore the mysteries of the unknown, and we tell this to our audience every single time. Uh, Tom can attest to that. So from uh, uh, sightings to conspiracy theories, uh, we dive deep into the unexplained occurrences in our skies and on the ground. If you're passionate about exploring the possibility and it intrigues you that extraterrestrial life might exist and it might be here, then you're probably in the right place. Uh, and that's what we tell our audience. Um, Tom and I sit before you today with a revelation that will challenge the very fabric of our understanding of the universe. I come not as a, ha a harbinger of conspiracy or speculation, but as a person and persons who has been convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that we are not alone in this vast cosmos. My, guess, uh, my quest for truth led me to this point, the existence of extraterrestrial beings or something non-human intelligence. For decades, we have gazed upon stars, marveling at their beauty and mystery. Our imaginations have taken us on journeys to distant planets and distant civilizations. But little did we know these visions might be closer to reality than we could have ever believed. The evidence, my friends, it's overwhelming. Reports of unidentified flying objects or UAP uh, witnessed by trained pilots by these observers, civilians, uh, civilians alike, um, ancient artifacts and texts that speak of celestial visitors, all the commonalities between religions. And it just, it, if you, once you start digging down this rabbit hole, you, you, you will not um, find yourself coming up for air too many times. Um, but however, I must acknowledge that the truth I present today is not without its challenges. The concept of life beyond Earth is deeply ingrained in pop culture, and for some, the revelation may evoke fear or disbelief. But let us not be blinded by our fears. Let us embrace the discovery with courage and open minds. We must call upon our governments and scientific communities to prioritize the research into this phenomena. Thank you. Nice. Yeah, like so, it. Good opening. That's, def right that's definitely something you can say. Uh, you speak for both of us. I will second that. Yeah, this is no longer, uh, I, I, you know, for some people, um, you know, it's going to challenge you religiously. It's going to challenge oh, yeah. you in, in, in existential ways, but um, we should never let, you know, there, there's a large part of, of, of government that doesn't want to go into this because they think it's demonic. It's like, yeah. What? Oh, oh yeah, I've gone down get... those rabbit holes making the correlation between all that. Oh yeah, yeah, and and you know you remember. So I'm good friends with uh, Mark Pellegrino, uh, mm -hmm. who played Lucifer in Supernatural, and I'm constantly texting him because he's like he's so well versed in like the Lu Lucifer. Oh um, sure. Oh wow, you know, really? The, the 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 he knows every little detail about the biblical version of Lucifer. And I've actually wow. been talking to him a lot lately about the correlation between the Virginia incident, which mm. moment of contact details. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a film uh, documentary by James Fox. And it's about a crash in 1996 in Brazil in Virginia. Uh, Tom and I just had Marco Liao, who's the lead researcher on mm. that, um, on that case. So there, there's, there, there, there's an overwhelming correlation between beings, uh, 
that have red eyes and yeah. smell like sulfur and ammonia. Oh, um, big time. And that is a huge correlation between demons, right? Like if mm -hmm. you saw a four foot being that had red eyes and smelled like sulfur and you're in Brazil where their cultural beliefs oh, yeah. are the so heavy. Oh yeah. The, there, no one ever said you'd be you'd alien. grab holy water and just start throwing yeah. all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, no one in Brazil ever said alien. They always said the uh, supernatural. That would only work with the uh, with the uh, um, which what what you call it aliens? Um, geez, Chris, um, signs, signs, aliens. Sorry, oh, signs. Yeah. My 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 I favorite movie. alien movie is Arrival Fantastic. because I think that is truly how it would go down. I agree with yeah. that. Post Encounters yeah, be a communication. Kind is my favorite. Yeah, communication barrier. They nailed it with that when it came to that. Yeah, that that whole aspect of like trying to figure out how to talk to because anytime we see sci-fi, it's always like it seems like the aliens, you know, either well, especially you know when it comes in the superhero genre, or whatever that they all speak English. They all, you know, especially <laughs> they could look like us or they shape shift or whatever the heck. It's always just, it's always that. Or maybe they just have British accents or something like that. But yeah, there would be like a a, a pretty like significant language barrier that would happen there and then you know to try to figure that out with like these super super intelligent beings i think they nailed that in that movie i love that movie too it's it's definitely in my top three of alien movies but there's just something about signs <sighs> signs is it's it's un, is, un, undeniable it's just yeah. it's just so good um yeah. it's so good um but, but i didn't mean to cut you off sorry no you you're you're not cutting me off and, okay. and so for any of your audience that doesn't know uh, hearings took place Wednesday, July 26th. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, now, these hearings were not like the hearings uh, of yesteryear, uh, the, the the two that um, came before this. The, this hearing was witness, three witnesses, all who have engaged or been a part of the military industrial complex inside intelligence community. These guys have the you know, Grush has, you know, a, a title, I, I believe it's, it's called, Tom, is it Title 50? I believe it is Title 50. Or because Title 10 is, there's two of them. So there's the civilian one, and then there's uh, the military one. And I believe mm. he was in the military one. So mm -hmm. I believe it, it's Type 50. So he's he had oversight of, of 20, 200, over 200 of these black money special access programs. This guy, if you were to send anybody down the rabbit hole of, do we have legacy programs of crash retrieval? Do we have this? Do we have that? This is the guy who's going to get that information. And mm. they sent Good him question. on his way. And he came across information, was you know, spoken to privately because people fear for their life. In the of hearings, course. he said he was straight up asked, you know, David Grush. Do you today have a fear for your life? And he, you can see him kind of yeah, flinch a little. Yeah, that was a he, weird moment. Very weird lean, moment. Leans in and he just says, yes, yes. Yeah. You know, kind of stutters. And, and that guy's, a, he's a tough guy. Yeah. To yeah. Say that, he must really mean yeah, it. Yeah, he's no slouch. No, he's know? no. And, and you can tell that he's a government, you know, he's, he's a career bureaucrat. He knows exactly how to deflect and he, he knows how to, he knew how to, entertain a congressional hearing yeah. um he was spot on he i think he gave less information than he did with the ross coltart interview 
in mm. News Nation, but that's because he knew what information he could give under oath and what he can speculate as to off oath. Ty, we, we should uh, – that's a perfect time for me to bring this up. You mentioned Ross Coltart, so I don't know if you saw this, but – uh i just got home from work like literally 20 minutes ago I, and i'm, I'm like, really it looks like yeah man like, place right now huh no dude I, <laughs> I, 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 when you're I, not I up on a mothership up there <laughs> he's he's work, he's like, where every single today, superman man. goes eventually oh, dude, in their film. if only if only so i was i was at work right and like i barely had any time to check anything today and the one thing that popped up on my screen it's always it always ends up being something like really important and it's just I, I guess I just get lucky sometimes. So I want both of you to hear this quote. So two days ago, there was a podcast interview that Ross Coltart appeared on. And I believe the guy only has like 825 subs on YouTube. So I think it's somebody that maybe he knows. But he appears to have made a prediction that specific evidence supporting the existence of non-human intelligence will be disclosed to the public. It's very direct. And he said the following. Frankly, I know. I know for a fact that the reason he, Grush, can't answer the question is because there are aliens. And I know that there are going to be revelations coming up over the next few months, which will resolve that once and for all. That's per Ross Coulter. And and to, to preface that, uh, to anyone who doesn't understand, so Ross Coulter um, had no... Inter he's he's i think he's 60 something years old and he got so. into the ufo topic within the last like five years uh, yeah he, yeah he's an Just award five years really yeah award-winning wow. australian journalist um yeah. absolute just and and you know he's trained as a lawyer um he, then you know he went into uh uh, uh investigative journalism this guy is like if you want anyone on the case, it's Ross Coltart. He's a journo, yeah. man, and you should you Ty, you probably know with your background, and my brother too. He's an old school journo. You know what that he's term old means. school journo. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, 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 he's just so he's boots my, on the he's, ground. He's respectable too. You know he doesn't put up with this nonsense from the mainstream, where those oh. hearings should have been the top story. Dude. On every news channel on Should've. Earth, and and they're talking about Hunter Biden, and I'm like, and 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 mind you, the the New York Times, so Linda Moulton Howe actually said this on the show uh, mm -hmm. yesterday. She wanted to make this a main point: is the New York Times kicked all of this off in 2017. They really like they they that was the first domino to fall. Was the in 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 the process that we're in now, not in the UFO topic in general, but it, like this whole disclosure process, this whole movement of yeah. disclosure and truth, and and like a revitalization in the movement uh, happened after an article was published, ballsy a ballsy article that had its flaws and it was mistaken. There were program names that were wrong. It it, it did get things wrong. But for the most part, it said the government is still studying UFOs, never really stopped. Mm. And, you know, it's evolving uh, consistently. Right. Rapidly and now, that, now, you know, and that we're spending black money on 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 uh, research. So they kicked all of this off the day after these hearings. They have us a, a column that's in the middle of the newspaper. It's not on the front page. It's in the middle of the newspaper on the inside of the fold. Like, if you could hide this article any <laughs> better than 
it, it was it was blasphemous. It's, it was, it's such a weird thing because if this was early 2000s, 90s, 80s, this would be like front page. Oh my god, point. just freaking they admitted it. They exist. Nailed it. You guys did not realize yeah. what this would be like in the 90s when there were yeah. like all these UFO flaps, the Phoenix lights, the uh that footage that came out of the autopsy, like UFOs were real hot in the nineties. Oh yeah. I watched fire in the sky. Time. That movie. Fucked oh me man. Up. Dude, yeah. my dad's best friend said that movie. Like fuck he me up. He can't even sleep if he thinks about Dude, it. It's it like, still <laughs> freaks me out. I mean, it's, it's a, a great movie. That's, but that's not how it happened though. Yeah. That, that, that's yeah, actually, yeah. Oh, yeah. They changed actually the ending. To Travis Walton. They saved him. I don't know if you yeah. know how much I'd like too much about that story, but yeah. Yeah. Cause saw, like, when they, they zapped saved him, he was almost going to die, and then they yes, they, they, they resuscitated him. him. Yeah, which yeah, is that's yeah. the uh, fascinating. Yeah, yeah, that's the ongoing. So Travis says that too that that he has a new yeah. a different perspective on it. That instead of abducting him, you know, yeah. they they I were watched... actually fixing a mistake that they made. Yeah, I watched yeah. the uh, the Rogan podcast. I was like, really, I want yeah. I want to hear the whole story. Are you convinced? Yeah, I mean, am I convinced? Yeah. Curious. I think so. I mean, it's it's interesting because I I did a, I I fell down a rabbit hole of like his whole testimony of everything that happened, and yes, it's not like what we saw, you know, when it came to that. I mean, obviously they Hollywoodized it, and you know, again, that movie was like just fuck, man. The last fifteen minutes really <laughs> fucked me up, and still kind of just gives me the willies. But I, I mean, it's just he seems he seems authentic. He really does, like. Just all the like, just listening to him, especially on Rogan. I mean, it just it's he's hard sounded, to, like it's hard to just be like Nas gets full of shit because yeah, of, like who yeah. who was this guy before? I mean, it's not like he a logger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was just, just a, a guy. Logger, yeah, he went guy. missing for five days. Yeah, it wasn't like, and then when he came back, he had grown facial hair. Like, yeah. like it wasn't like yeah. you know what I mean. Like it wasn't like he he was gone and he was like in a motel somewhere. Right. And his friends like, passed polygraph tests as well. Oh, yeah. like, a lot of people try to like they got in that movie. That. Yeah. But they, and they, they were, brought they in were being accused of murder. Yes. Yeah. If he didn't show back up, they would have gone to jail for a murder. 100%. And it would not be the Travis Walton case, as in the UFO case. It'd be the Travis Walton true crime story. Ooh, could you imagine if that had gone down that way? And they like, yeah. let's say it was real, but they never brought him back. Oof. And these guys just stuck to that story for years and years and years. Oh my god, what a completely different case yeah. that would have been. But so, yeah, I'm I'm assuming that you're you're familiarized. You seem you've always seemed well versed in this um, with the the 2004 Nimitz incident. Mm. Mm, remind me about that one. So tic-tac. this is the, the famous Tic Tac. Oh, the Tic Tac. Okay, yeah, yeah. What so, a wild story. Yeah. So, yeah. of course. You know, David Grush. I also went, loved it during the hearing that they would mispronounce it to TikTok because it's so. I, I just found that funny. Like they they were call it TikTok. <laughs> I'm like, it's TikTok. Come on, yeah, guys. Yeah, it's perfect. Well, that's marketing. why Tim Burchett. Right. Like, I know TikTok got some freaking you know marketing when it came to the hearings. Anyways, go well, ahead. T- Tim Burchett actually like, I I'd say he counterweighted it because his Republican views. He's like, no, it's not. TikTok like the Communist Party surveillance <laughs> system. <laughs> Yo, Burchette damn it, China! Like, damn Burchette's it, Burchette's so funny though. Yeah, yeah Burchette has no filter, and no. and you know what's so so what what was really scary about this was the night before. Now, <clears throat> after all this time, Burchette was li- 
he was going to lead this hearing, right? And then the night before, he announces, I've just been informed that I'm no longer leading the hearing. So yeah. that was that put fear oh, wow. into my heart because I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, they're trying to sabotage this. Yeah, a lot of people got worried. Because Burchette is a loose cannon in terms of congressional, you know, um, oversight, right? Mm -hmm. He's a loose cannon. He'll say what is on his mind. And I just, you know, I I think he's not, he might not be the man for the job, but he's the man that's going to get us in the door because he's eccentric. I don't always agree with him politically. I rarely do. But with this topic... Yeah, with this topic, it's mainly bipartisan, so I like mm-hmm. to keep the politics out of it. There's um, a photo of AOC, Burchett, Gates, all these people that are just, like, right next to each other. And it's, it's like, you couldn't even – you couldn't have imagined that being a thing where they're actually is. conversing and communicating. And I'm like, isn't that your job anyways? <laughs> like, they need to be doing this not just for UFOs but for other things, obviously. And for the first time. On the record, under oath, I don't think people understand and can truly grasp the the weight of what perjury under congressional hearing is. It's not, it's not good, right? It's no not going to be joke. good for. It's not going to be good no for you. Joke. Yeah. So, especially about a subject like this, for the first time, they talked about dead or or alive pilots of these craft sometimes being non-human and specifically non-human specifically that That was the big thing that was getting passed around but did you guys hear what what grush had said about that though he had said i don't remember the exact phrase he used but ty do you remember when he said non-humans and he's like and we know this because Someone had collected, like, I guess, genetic information. Like, there was a specific Bio, Biogenetic. It was bio, bio... Biologics. Biologics is what he kept referring to. Yes. Yeah, yeah so, so, I mean, it's like... He said whoa. that th- these things are, are connected to us. They are... There, There's DNA connection mm, between right. us and them, and mm-hmm. that there might be... So, my speculation is they may have created... Us. An, a, us. And yeah. The yeah. the government found out by introduction or or some other means of retrieval or however they found out, and they did they did not think that the world could understand that it's meeting your creator. It is a it is a weird line in the sand, isn't it? Yeah, it's not God think per about se. That. Yeah, because they're not gods, but no. they, but what they're doing. What they're doing with what when people often see them in the sky, they think, wow, that was magical, right? Mm-hmm. Like it was because oftentimes advanced technology looks like magic. So it again, big cargo we trace cult. this back to our ancestry where they they might have called something a god. We now call an extra. Look at the angels. Look at the angel in the sky. And it could have just been some. Absolutely. You know, Look at yeah. Ezekiel's wheel. Look at the. Yeah. Burning bush. Um, yes. There's this, what, there's a specific description, I believe, in the New Testament where God appears on a mountain, and they said that there's smoke and fire and thunder, and that when he leaves, it's the same thing. And I'm like, you know, and I don't mean to sound like ancient aliens, but that really does sound like something 
taking off. And, yeah. you know, it, 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 I can't help but think that way. I see these things through that lens now. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, great when you see, like, some of those old drawings and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. And you just kind of go, like, yeah, I could see how, like, they just... I mean, obviously, when they're ch- telling these stories, they're like, and it looked like this. It was bright. And then it was like this kind of, you know, and they just they just turned it into a certain yeah, thing. They didn't have words for it. No, but yeah, we have to look at the evolution of the word. So the Romans, yes. the Romans called it called them fly uh, fl- flying shields or, or yes. flaming shields. So right. the Romans accustomed to the shield. Right. Yeah. Um, so what do these things look like? Discs. What does that look like? A shield, right? It's so Just simple. Propped up like that. So they, they were using their vocabulary. And that's why we have to look at these petroglyphs because the natives and the, the people, the ancient civilizations that came before us, they didn't just carve things into the rock because they were trying to make graffiti. When they carved something, it was for purpose. It meant yes. something. You mm-hmm. didn't take the time to do that over nonsense. You wanted it to be something that was told through history. Something it was that was sacred never, to them. Yes, it was sacred to history them. History was sacred. Yes. So stories are sacred, right? To no most question. ancient cultures. Uh, because stories are passed down and there, you know, at the time there was no way to document them in like a folder. Yeah. Not let right. alone a no computer. Oral, oral tradition too. Like if you go out into the Midwest right now and talk to a lot of the elders that represent different Native American tribes like the Hopis and such, they'll straight up tell you, yes, the star people came down here and gave us knowledge. And not only that, but – so Ty knows that I've been working on this. Obviously, you and I are just meeting. But I'm working yeah. on this big video about the grace specifically that a lot of people right. are anticipating. It's a huge like hour-long video. and I go into like at the beginning, like the possible origin of this. The Hopi say that they live through two worlds and that they're in the third. The first okay. one was destroyed by like fire. So some people think, you know, maybe pole shift and whatnot. The second one was destroyed by ice. But both times they were brought underground. And this is in their oral tradition. They were brought underground and saved by who they call the ant people. And if you look at an ant and then look at a gray, like, I'm not Ooh. saying the greys live underground, but there's some interaction there. And not only that, not only that, but wow. there's a little play on words here. Now, think about where the Hopis are in the United States and think about where the Sumerians were in modern day Iraq. Did you know that if you take the word Anunnaki and just put it in the Hopi language, it translates to ant friends? Wow. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> it's wild. The eyes, the eyes especially the when it apart. comes hmm wow yeah and and we're told to believe that so so we're told to believe that these these cultures had no indoctrination with each other but what if that's true to a degree but there was this other civilization that had meetings with both of them right Mm -hmm. so there's your connection now a lot of religions not to get off on this talk about the the great flood right it's it's one of the most common stories in religious texts um and that there's 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 a reason for that we have to take religious texts obviously as you know i i I can't help but but sometimes take it as more morality stories like you know looking for the moral in the story i think some of it is 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 true and and when we see these Mm -hmm. commonalities there's always a messenger that comes after the flood by boat or by some other means who 
reteaches civilization how to you know you know agriculture and and mathematics and uh, uh then that you know so so on and so forth right so to be self sustainable there's there's this story told over and over and over and over again throughout the cultures of um uh of the world so again i'm not saying everything in the bible is true cuz i don't believe that to be the case yeah, me, me but neither. um i'm saying yeah. that some stories may have some legitimacy to them and the flood one being the 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 one i believe in most because mm-hmm. i mean just it's in the most i mean it's in almost every religious text you know this sounds like the movie the uh, do you guys remember the book of eli yeah with uh, that, Denzel, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a great kind of like the opening scene is wild in that movie. I know, right? Such a good movie. That's what's cool too is that obviously this is a pop culture channel, and that's a huge aspect of what's happening right now because we yeah. have become so acclimated to the idea that we're not alone. I talked to a, I have a new coworker at my job now, and she was like, "What do you do outside of work?" And I was like, "I study <laughs> UFOs." <laughs> Right, and like I was like, I play guitar. I'm a YouTuber, all this stuff. And she was like, Oh, that's really cool. She was like, I saw parts of the hearing the other day. She's like, I don't think anyone's really surprised. And I'm like, So that's an interesting random reaction. You're not surprised. And she's like, No, they've been lying for decades. And I was just like, I like this coworker. (laughs) Yeah, no, it is interesting. And then, and, and then of course, just seeing the reactions on Twitter and everything. Uh, one of the main things was just like the fact that now that they essentially said like, oh, yeah, this this shit exists. Now people are going now they're questioning that they're going, do they now? Because I don't know about the government. <laughs> you know, it's like you can't win. It's because a double negative because decades, be crazy. Decades, we're like, they're lying. They're lying. And then when they admit it, they go, you're lying. You know, it's like it's There's just no a winning. Point. I almost feel bad no for some government <laughs> officials because it's like they're yeah. probably really trying. I think I tie. We've talked about this. I think that it's just the world's so connected now. Um, there's a lot of issues that could probably be solved with some potential uh, technologies that they may have, uh, you know, hidden behind the curtains. And I think they just reached a point where they're like, you know what? Everyone's so distracted. Why don't we just tell them now and it'll lessen the blow? I mean, honestly. So like, here, but, 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 but I want to counter that and I, I yeah, don't want to go, go I don't want to get too dark here, but there is this theory that mm, I know where you're going. That, that pops up every now and again that we've potentially been given a date. Um, now with the James Webb space telescope, uh, we were able to see things that not only could we not see before, dude, the planets have never looked so beautiful, but, but, but but this telescope showed us things that we didn't know existed. Right, Right. 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 So, Something along the lines of, I, I think somewhere, something is is going on where you because you, you you fundamentally have to ask yourself why after eighty plus years would they start trying to be transparent now? Why Absolutely. not just keep the cover up going? Yeah. Well, it's either one of you know a few scenarios, uh, and one of them I really do think is that they've been given a date that something's arriving. Or they've been given a date that something that if you don't disclose it by this date, then we're going to go public without your consent. 
and right. mm. that will cause mass panic. We we want to avoid <laughs> that, but um, listen, we need to talk because you guys are becoming reckless, and it's you're you're not only killing this planet, but you're killing what I think is maybe their laboratory. Ah, like their petri a, dish. Yeah, like their petri yeah. dish theory. They just kind of well, like, it's they, a mixture. They created, they created Earth, and they were like, "All right, hey, things are happening right there." And they look. Well, no, at I don't think they anything. created Earth. I think cre- okay. I think Earth is a paradise, and it's okay. one in few and far. Right. So we have everything here. So not only do we have life that 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 we can take from Earth and bring into space that will survive. These are called extremophiles, and they yeah. exist. Yeah. They exist. They that, die. Yeah, they, they essentially die when they go to space and then you bring them back to, to earth and they come back alive. It's like tardigrades, right? You know, the little, yeah, those things. And Hmm. there's, there's, they found life that lives inside of volcanoes. They found life that lives at the deepest trenches of earth, places where we said life could not possibly exist yet. Life persists. So happy you're saying this. It's a great point. Right. Life persists. It can't just be here, right? That's my. Yeah, my Goldblum my thing. was right, man, when he said in Jurassic Park, "Life finds a way." Like life will always find a way. It it's always true. Does. It's true. Like no, no matter what environment, it seems you know, and life finds a way. I mean, I obviously, when it comes to like the in our solar system, I mean, it seems like you know, obviously, you know, Musk, who I'm questioning is an alien, um, is um, <laughs> Zuckerberg. Yeah, too. Zuckerberg. Oh, he's, he's an Christ. android. Uh, yeah, it's like it's the fight between the the alien and the android. Love it. And, uh, Bezos is a mixture of both, maybe. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, but uh, no. But I mean, it's just like yeah. I mean, it's it's it is interesting. Like you know, obviously trying to get to Mars, and Mars is like the planet that's similar to us. But then you, I don't know. I, I wanted to actually get your guys' opinions because I think they 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 did bring this up in the hearings too. Was about like. Because obviously we're thinking like, okay, they have the technology to come over to us, you know, billion, you know, millions of light years away and all this stuff. But then there's that whole theory of interdimensional beings. My guy. Yes. Dude, yes. I, I, right there. You said it. Shit. I subscribe yes. to that theory. So, I think Ty, you're on board with that at this yeah. point, right? Because I know I am. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's, I think it's, I, I honestly, I, <clears throat> When disclosure happens, I think it's we're going to find out that it's actually a mix of a bunch of different things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. But one of the ways that they travel, it's got to be through dimensionality or d- d- because it, it, the, the, the lengths, unless you have some sort of like biological or, or like sentient AI that's like the grays, like there's long been a theory that they're the worker bees and that they're not they're yeah. they're 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 a hive mind and that they're actually yep. a really advanced ai that's why they're very cold and robotic mm-hmm. and they're just doing their job when they come and and often take people out of their their beds uh which is a scary <laughs> thought i know i don't I, uh, I know you ty you're not a fan <laughs> yeah i i don't really cross that line often but uh so Let's go back to the, what we can talk about. Okay. Um, so it's d- skipping, th- like when we see UFOs, oftentimes people report that they look like they blink out of existence. I think personally that it is 
occupying the same space. It's just leaving this dimension for the same yep. reason we can't perceive a fourth, you know, a 2D um, being could not perceive us. Which is like dogs and cats that. can't perceive Wi-Fi kind of thing. Well, no, it's... You it's couldn't even whole, explain it. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's yeah, on yeah. a whole other scale because, like, you if saying. you're a 2D, if you're a cartoon, right? Yeah. You have no knowledge of me of the third yeah. dimension, right? That's right. So the third dimension is where we live. So... Uh, we we're three 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 dimension beings in a four D world, essentially. Um, and I think that these craft are moving through dimensions. That's why we often see them either zip off. It might even be the parallax illusion, like Mick West talks about, where mm -hmm. it looks like it zips off, but it's actually tearing a hole through space time, and it's, it's actually leaving this dimension. So it's not actually traveling. As far as you think, it occupies the same space as us on Earth, just in a different dimension, which could also be a reason why they're so interested in our nuclear capabilities. Because what if a nuclear bomb set off in one dimension has a ripple effect through the multiverse? Now, yeah. again, this is easy for a pop culture audience to, to understand. Of because right. yeah. multiverse is like yeah. the biggest we thing now. Oppenheimer Perfect opportunity. All, you know. yeah, How yeah. was that, by the way? Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, it's so good. Going it's to so see good. it this weekend with my go mom to, and go my into dad. It, look, okay. Go into okay. it. Okay, okay. Your mom and your dad, there is, there is some nudity, so you're going to get a little uncomfortable when that happens. Ah. Lawrence, Lawrence, not, it's not that bad. Yeah. Lawrence Pugh is, is just absolutely a, a goddess. Uh, Ty, I want to I want to piggyback off of what you're saying real quick too about the, the third and fourth dimension. So like there's been a lot of reports of not only like when UFOs disappear, but also when they appear, that sometimes it looks like they they're they're being zoomed in on. It's like they yeah. were real small and they got like that. So picture this, right? We're in the third dimension. The fourth dimension, like we know up, down, left, right, we have our angles and whatnot, our X, Y, Z axis, right? So like the fourth dimension, we can actually kind of wrap our heads around. So it's like, imagine another dimension where you can just go in and it's like, well, what would that look like? If I went, if Ty decided that he wanted to come here and hang out, right, and pet my dog or whatever, he, <laughs> he could decide, okay, I'm going to do it through the fourth dimension. It would literally look like he's... Like, just, he's not only vanishing, but he's also getting smaller. So it's been hypothesized. I believe Lou Elizondo has said this a couple times as well, the guy that used to run ATIP for the Pentagon. He said, and a couple other guys have said that possibly, like, like when there's these weird objects that don't seem to make any aerodynamics, uh, like, sense. Like, these, it was mentioned during the hearing that there was an object that Ryan Graves uh, was privy to that was an orb. With a yeah. with a cube inside of it, and I think yeah. back to Carl Sagan. He did this video about um, like a tesseract and something else, a dodecahedron, and how this complicated polygon was actually the shadow of a four dimensional object. It's because we can only perceive the shadow of it. And I'm like, is it possible that these craft? Don't look anything like what they like. What we're just we seeing they them are. the way we're that just seeing we the can... shadow. Yeah, we're yeah. It's, I just, it's a weird theory, man. It's weird, it's but we're perceiving it. Like, 
being three dimensional, <laughs> the shadow is like two dimensional because it's like yes, like yes, that. that's yeah. perfect. You yeah. absolutely yeah. nailed it. Yes, yeah. I gotta, I gotta take a bathroom break, boys. I'm just Go gonna shut it. the camera off. Okay? I'll, I'll, I'll keep him busy. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. I'm gonna talk this guy's yeah. ear off until he boots <laughs> me. Funny is, is everybody, everybody from the pop culture world is yeah. now messaging me like, hey, I'm sure. Hey, you. Hey, we, let's set up a show. Um, um, you know, because it, it's it, it's. I'm so glad. I, yeah. I will say this: I'm so glad that people are waking up, uh, because regardless, there's regardless. Either a, we have a bunch of crazy people that are in our government <laughs> making up stories about aliens, which is a problem, or b, there's good. fucking aliens. <laughs> Or extraterrestrials or interdimensionals or other, or let's just, yeah. you know, not, let's not categorize it. There's non-human intelligence. There's, it's one or the other. So which one is it? And why does, do every time we ask, if it was a simple no, why is it that every time a FOIA request gets sent in, you get sent black, you, you, you get a black page in the mail. It's 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 I'll redacted. The whole page yeah. is redacted. Just you get an of... and here, a the here, a a, a b here. Well, There's nothing you can get that. that. So our government has effectively and Eisenhower warned us of the military industrial complex on his way yeah, out he because tried. he lost. He lost control of it. He saw. He foresaw mm. the future of being government being in bed with private corporations because how if if you're a citizen and you're an american citizen how do i stop you from being able to access information that is that you pay for well i'm going to give it to lockheed martin uh, yep. lockheed martin i'm going to give it to northrop grumman and they're going to hold it in private corporations where they can study it and they can make all the money off they want all the money they want off of it and you you know reverse engineer it but we want weapons out of it of somehow, course all right they're exempt from foia requests we right. can't file private corporation is ex exempt you know? from foia we can't kick down the doors at lockheed uh, and, and and rummage through the hangar. So Congress may the, be able to, though. Well, well, the the longer we give them, the more time they have to move these things around, and that's yes. my my worry. Is now Congress is on recess till September, so now they have the whole summer to 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 hide everything away. So, with that being said, I'll take my bathroom break. Okay, take your that bathroom break. No, but I, I okay. So I'll ask you, um, Tom, because uh, I I see it show up frequently on my feed is like when, when, when they talk about sightings or alien abduction or anything like that, it's mainly in America. But then I kind of go like, well, I've seen videos like all, all over the world where they're just going, look, what the hell is that kind of thing? You know, when they, it, but, but I, I guess, I guess when it comes to abduction, there's mainly, I guess it's in America, but you know, you don't really hear about abduction in other countries. You hear about sightings and you see the videos, but why do you suppose that is? Well, everything's very, you know, uh, globally Americanized at this point. Right. Um, okay. In a that lot of ways. Sense. However, what a lot of people may not know about the UFO subject, that it's the, like a lot of the best information oh, okay. tends to be hidden in books. It's in the literature. So... 
if you go and read anything by like John Mack, uh, you know, he's passed on at this point. Uh, there's a lot of good abduction researchers that even back in like the 70s and the 80s, they were pulling out accounts from everywhere, Brazil, yeah. Argentina. And I can I can literally name a few cases off the top of my head that I think are like in the top 10 cases that have ever happened on this planet, Brazil. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I, when I spoke to Lou Elizondo the one time that in, that I got lucky enough to to speak to him, he may follow me on Twitter, but he <laughs> he's a busy guy. So he like I had asked them, I'm like, can you speak on any sort of uh, knowledge that you have as far as crash retrievals that predate Roswell? Oh. And he mentioned that back in the early 30s, there was something that happened in Italy when Mussolini was in power. And wouldn't you know that during the hearing, they literally mentioned the exact year that that happened this is absolutely global it, it i think it also comes down to how each government decides to handle it like brazil they had an amazing hearing last year that was very transparent very open where they're like yes this is happening we all live here we all know it but then there's still that little group that exists in brazil that doesn't want this to come out for whatever reason and that's why, like the Virginia case, which I abs I'm completely sold, and take that from someone who was not sold initially. It used to be on the cover of like Weekly World News when I was a kid. Uh, that I would see it in the grocery store, and I would see like the little crouching alien, and I'm like, up, oh, it's on the cover of that that tabloid. And I was wise enough to know. I was like, ah, that's the same tabloid that said that Hillary Clinton gave birth to an octopus. So it's like, I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm not going there. We're still and trying then, to prove that, but hey. Well, yeah, yeah it's like there's. No, I I filed a FOIA on that one. They haven't gotten back to me yet. Just all black ink. But I I started digging into that and then James Fox uh, had his documentary. Him and his partner. Uh, they they put that together, and uh, what doc was that? Uh, so it's called Moment of Contact. I mean, okay. it is to me. What? I might. Have, I don't know. It sounds familiar. I I I, I highly recommend to anyone okay. that's in your chat right now, especially or anybody that decides to watch this video at any point. If you are not convinced and you want to be convinced, I go look at that case. Yeah, I'm gonna it's, check that out. I, it it's sounds it's unreal. I mean. It, there's it's just i i have shown it to people in my personal life that thought i was nuts that are now like now they're paying attention you know it's 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 hard to deny and and also i do believe too that there's probably been more ufo activity over the united states statistically speaking because whoever they are Whatever this intelligence is, this force, whatever you want to call it, they are aware of the fact that we run shit. Like, it really is just that simple. They're smart enough to realize the inner workings of our geopolitics. They realize that the United States is the superpower. And as a result, they keep an eye on what's happening over mm. here. Like, why why hover over, uh, you know, the desert when you can hover over a nuclear power plant and, and yeah. or, you know as a missile silo and there's a lot of reports of that um there's been individuals that have testified in private congressional uh hearings and settings that there have been many incidents some that are just now becoming public i saw a new one today on reddit that happened at malmstrom air force base and 
they, these UFOs, they, they've, they've shut everything off. They put the missiles into what's called a go-no-go, no go, which means that they cannot be launched. Like, they demonstrated their ability to tamper with our ability to make war. And <laughs> I think that's a pretty clear message. Yeah, it's like, hey, motherfuckers, stop it. You're going to fuck things up. Yeah. Yeah. Robert, Robert Salas. Uh, who yes. Was Robert yeah. Salas. The, I've heard about him. Yeah. One of the gentlemen who, who was entrusted to, if need be, launch a nuclear weapon. He's the guy 10 miles down in the oh, ground scary. with a key to turn and launch a nuclear weapon, you know, aimed wherever. This guy gets a call from up the guard up uh, up above uh, uh, at surface level saying there's something that is hovering over our nuclear missile silos and it is you know making very erratic movement and he kind of laughs it off and hang and says call me when something you know real blah, 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 hangs up they call right back and now there's some urgency in the voice and they're like this is in mid sentence all 10 to 12 nuclear weapons just go click, 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 oh, off, 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 off. And by the Ooh, way, the real, the real crazy part about this is anyone will tell you this. Anyone who, who is familiar with nuclear bases or how nuclear weapons operate, they do not link each silo to each other. That no. way, if one goes down, three don't go down, four don't go down. So they're not linked to each other. Not at all. So not it's it's unheard of to have one go down. They had ten to twelve of them. Chick 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 all go off, stay off, and then about ten minutes later or or five minutes later, click 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 all back on. All the lights come back on. Panic sets up. Like you know the panic sets sets in, uh, and the 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 reality of the situation. And Robert Salas said his thought about the whole deal is there's a clear message. Shut the, these things off. Send them, take them apart. Send them to the bodice, the bottom of the deepest ocean and just get rid of these things. These weapons are not, they sh you should not be in uh, control no. of these incredible you have the theory that's out there too is the fact that when when there's ever a threat whenever anything happens in the world when it comes to that that's when you start seeing like okay all of a sudden we're getting sightings because it's like hey yeah these guys are going hey motherfuckers if you mess this little project that we have up we're gonna we're gonna just gonna shut it down we got the power to do so i mean that's we're not that's, gonna renew the lease it's yeah. like you, you guys are the, the, uh, yeah <laughs> You guys remember the Fukushima incident when yeah. there was that massive earthquake in Japan? Like, yeah. there are entire documentaries that exist and entire websites about all the UFO sightings that were happening oh, around yeah. that time. I remember it, it is unreal. A lot of them were actually because some of them looked like the Tic Tac. A lot of them were these like really thin white discs that would be seen darting back and forth like right over the uh the power plant and Would once they got forward? things cleared up yeah so they look they were almost like um imagine i'm trying to think of the best way to describe it imagine an if you inverted took like an inverted plate 
yeah. almost like take take like take like the shape of an almond then make it white yeah and then like squish it so there's like yeah. a little bit of like a bevel yeah i know exactly what you're talking about you know, i've seen those videos and it's i get yeah. chills thinking about some of it because it's the people that were reporting it they had nothing to gain like and you know and there were also there's if you guys i don't know if you guys have, have seen this but you know they have um like new unsolved mysteries on netflix and this yeah. ties into another part of the phenomenon that i want to bring the up ghost yeah the ghost Ooh. yes ty yes did you see that episode oh, of course i did they had people so like all right imagine this there's a taxi driver that's in japan like right after the tsunami right he goes and he picks somebody up it's like two three o'clock in the morning and he he says to like the the camera he's like and i knew this person was dead and I tried to help them find where they were trying to go. Like, I don't know how he knew that. Like, Japanese culture looks at death and the afterlife a little differently Different, than Western yeah. culture. So it might have something to do with that. But I don't believe this man imagined it. There were he's He's definitely, reports. by the way, you're, yeah, you're telling the story really fast. Like, he did drive along a little way. And yeah, he was yeah, looking, yeah. He was looking at him in the rear of your mirror. And it just didn't seem right. Like, it was winter. And he had on, like the like clothing some, was wrong. Summer right? clothes. Yeah, I'm doing or, it all by memory. I or don't the opposite. The yeah. yeah. Or, or, some was or off. The opposite. It was summer, and he had on winter clothes. And then they disappear. The yeah. And then, no. And then he realized, like, th this person isn't. Like this, this is not a real person. Like, because he dropped yeah. him off, and. It was just like this really weird. I highly encourage people to watch. It's that fascinating. It, it is. really is. And all, all the UFO all, stuff was happening the, at the same time. All the cab drivers knew about it and they were giving yes. these, these people rides. So the lore is that they're, they were the, the, the unrestful spirits, ghosts of the people who died in the, the tsunami. And they were just like, Oftentimes, these travelers mm -hmm. would be lost, huh. right? Because it was so sudden, they didn't know what the hell they was going I, on. Like, and it was like they were just coming out of a fog, right? And they were like, where am I? And so they flag strange. down a taxi, and then they get in it, and they think, like, Not it's very bizarre. I, and, yeah. and, and ghosts and stuff, you know, I have my I'm, my issues with, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really nuts and bolts if and and that's a phrase in the community that means it's the woo for me, like the woo woo stuff, the the real out there stuff. I t I tend to draw a line, but lately, after talking to everyone that I have, I just my line keeps getting a little bit further. further. That's yeah. fascinating to hear you say that, because you know, ever since I met you, it's always been, it's always been that way, and I have seen that, and that's why I brought that up because. There appears to be a correlation between UFOs and a lot of other phenomenon and then also the afterlife, consciousness. So that's why it's good that people are now using that term, the phenomenon, because it, 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 when you hear it, you think UFOs, but it encompasses a lot of other different things that seem to have a correlation and a connection. We just haven't quite figured out what that is yet, but there, there is something there because think about it, like. 
Look at Skinwalker Ranch, for example. We, we, mm. Ty and I are really, really cool with a couple guys that work there. Caleb Bench is one of them. Sweet, sweet guy. He came on the show and talked to us. And based on talking to these individuals and hearing about all the different phenomenon that's happening at once, it's like, well, why? It's rare enough that to see a UFO, per se, you know, per why person. Everything else, yeah. But, but you have UFOs and you're seeing spirits and and other things that we probably don't even have names for like visual distortions strange lights smells that shouldn't be there it's just something's happening on this planet and people just are going to need some time to wrap their heads around it it's really complicated yeah i think a lot of people and i think a lot and i've said this many times i think a lot of people are going to have to sit at the dinner table with their family and 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 ask what this means to them. I mean, let's be real. Your daily life most likely won't be affected by it, right? Uh, it could be uh, in in the years that after the years go by, and and you know, contact made, and all these dominoes fall. Maybe then it becomes a little bit uh, more, you know, of a mixed thing, uh, but. I think for most people, they already know that we're not alone in the universe. I think it's just uh, uh, we just need that confirmation. And mm-hmm. and then people will go to work the next day because they still need to pay their bills. I certainly that is do. absolutely true. Yeah, this isn't going to keep me away from, from paying taxes. No, it's going to have to late. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You're always so if anything, taxes are going to go up because yeah. they're going to be like, we need to... <laughs> protect oh, you on. from yes. we need to protect you from the aliens the skunk oh, works act of 2024 no but i mean it, it is just so it's just so interesting to see the reactions to the hearings and them just bas- just saying like yeah shit exists and everybody just starts going you know and, and then they're like questioning that it's just it's just such a weird spot we're in right now we, we we're loaded Ooh. with so much information and then you know we even had like what a couple months ago the the vegas incident that happened which was yeah, yeah which is uh, you know that's bullshit right yeah i figured it but it was like all right how yeah. is there no footage if there's like all these creatures in someone's backyard you know and there was like one video but it showed nothing and it was like there's no way they were yeah. making something yeah. out of nothing. I still have people in my DMs on Twitter every now and then still yeah. sending me stuff about that. And I'm like, dude, move on. <laughs> yeah. It's a nothing. There's bird. far <sighs> more credible and 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 far more intriguing evidence. Oh. Um <laughs> what what that person was doing. So the kid ran a kind of defunct UFO channel on YouTube. And okay. I think what happened was a legitimate like like a meteor strike happened. Oh yeah. And then they tried to capitalize on that yeah, yeah. in the moment for content. Like a perfect storm. Like like how do I make this into content? Oh shit, right. I run yeah, a yeah, yeah. I run a YouTube a UFO channel. I'll say that it was a crashed UFO, that there was beings in the backyard and that they fled. But and and you know, I don't that's one of my theories, but I don't even think something like that really even happened. But the the footage of the officer does show something bright in the sky. But oh, it yeah. looked like no it question. looked like a meteorite just burning up in the atmosphere. Yeah, right, of course. Exactly. There's good footage of it. I don't know if you guys have oh, seen yeah. it. There is and it's like, you know, I guess it was like blue or green or whatever it was. And something you see like it. That. It was real bright. It was a good one. It was a real yeah. good one, but 
I don't know, man. I think it was just like a perfect storm. But, they, but then you see like other footage one. of like UFOs and the way that they're zipping around. And stuff they like don't that. do that. There's no yeah, fire. I'm like, yeah, that just looked like, you know, something was falling into the. I mean, obviously, yes, if you want to um, subscribe to the whole thing that it was crashing. But I'm just right. kind of going like, I don't know. To me, it just I thought it was kind of cool. But it, then when they were like, oh, they released footage and I'm watching it going. What the fuck is this? I can't see anything. Right. There's nothing yeah, here. This is right. the people like, drawing like the alien head next to the thing, and I'm like, I hate that shit. Yeah, I'm like, all right, so, we, have, we have these damn things strapped to our asses, and that's the best. And I was like, no, come on. That's the thing, <laughs> you know that that's that's the the real kicker <clears throat> is in UFO world, we know that ninety six percent roughly of it is bullshit or not bullshit, but it's prosaic in some form of act, you know, so it's either misidentified. It's, um, uh, weather phenomena. It's this or that, or, you know, uh, there are tons, uh, uh, a multitude of uh, arrays of different things, but there's this other 4%. Yeah. That require, not just O, oh, but require investigation. Because <clears throat> if even one is real, the implications are stupendous. Now, what we need to be careful of going forward is we can't forget the past, right? Um, if disclosure were to happen, I think what they're hoping is that people will be so caught up in the moment that they'll forget to ask about Roswell. They'll forget to ask about Rendlesham Forest. They'll forget to ask about um, the Robert Salas uh, uh, case. They'll forget to ask about Ellsworth. All Anything prior or before uh, 2004 will basically be null and void. We're finding this out along with you guys, that kind of thing. So be careful of that because uh, we, we still need to ask those questions. Like we're, people went to their graves thinking they were crazy because people in the public made them think they were crazy because they said they saw something. Crimes have been committed. Grush on the stand said that murder and other crimes have been committed to keep this secret. So not only if you're an American citizen, your taxpayer money is being used in order to keep the the agencies that keep this a secret from you. So you're paying for the secret to be kept on you. And you don't even know. And you have no idea. The Pentagon is missing a billion dollars a year. If that was anybody else, they would be in jail. In jail. In jail. I said that in the hearing too. Somebody said that. They're like, if oh, this was a regular citizen, they'd be in prison. Really? You want to know what the hell's happening? Like for real? Go watch the X Files. Oh, fucking A, dude. Seriously. You're speaking my language. Go watch the X Files and look at the way, look at how there's always like another person above the next person. Yep. Like, you know, um, Special Agent Skinner, he's answering to the cancer man and all that. Yeah. I, I'm rewatching the X Files right now for like, a third time research <laughs> that where the hell do you think some of that stuff came from oh yeah there's always been theories about that when it comes to uh movies or tv shows it's yes, like, Man, Spielberg. Like, 
Yeah, you're kind of like yeah. even Gene Roddenberry was apparently yeah, like really tight too. with then, uh, what's his name from Lockheed. Yeah, I mean, you, you it's got to come from somewhere. I mean, and then I was even going to bring up because uh, I remember a movie that freaked me out, too, was like because obviously we had uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which, you know, that was Spielberg. Oh, you know, it, it's such a great movie. Dun, 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 dun. But that That's was essentially <laughs> so great. But then, yeah, so I've always heard that. Yeah, By I've the way, that, that is essentially a scripted documentary. Um, okay. It's it's taken. Uh, Doctor Heineck worked as so Doctor Heineck Heineck was was he ran or or, or was the chief uh, scientist for Project Blue Book. Um, so Blue- they use they used the data from Project Blue Book to to give to Steven Spielberg in order to make it the most realistic possible That's right so the way it moves the way it looks the way it behaves the way the beings look everything yes. so is art imitates life imitates life imitates art right mm. so and then dr heineck makes a cameo in the movie at the end He's and the there's a character the based off of jacques valet if you've never heard that name before jacques valet is probably maybe the most like respected living ufo researcher he's from france and the the gentleman in the film the frenchman yeah he is based on jacques valet and jacques valet also had a role in like i believe like the creation of the internet too i mean he's a brilliant guy he's 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 wow really like his brain is like you know the size of the solar system but i mean spielberg there's you, you, there's some stuff in that movie man like oh, yeah. that that I don't doubt really it. like like there are things that I now go back and look at where I'm like, oh my god, Spielberg realized like even even down to like the sunburn, like there's a lot of little details in there that you gotta look for. And it's it's amazing because they all come from experience or accounts and witness testimony. Like all of it. It's all yeah. crazy. And then they yeah. even there was even that movie, The Fourth Kind, which freaked me out a little bit because yeah. obviously they talked about you didn't like that one too much. Or no, what? no, no, oh. uh, the heebie jeebie type. Oh, thing yeah, yeah. Like, I am God. And all. I was like, oh my God, what? Are See, you but then that, that ties into the whole thing that we were talking about when it came to religion in this Samaria. That's yeah. it's speaking like Samarian, whatever it Dude, was. That, that have was you seen? Now, it was a TV show in the 90s that had the same name, but this is a movie that I think came out in like 2014, 2015. It's a great alien abduction movie. It's called Dark Skies. Oh, yeah. yeah. I saw Dark Skies. I like no, Dark Skies. Uh, where yeah, they, had Dark- the, 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 they had the stuff in the kitchen, and he was like, yes. is this a mathematician's idea of a practical joke? <laughs> I was just like, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's a good movie. It's, it's scary as hell. But, it's scary you know. as hell. Um, it's what's, what's, her, what's her name with the i can't remember her name but uh, yeah she's she's real good though she's real yeah good. yeah i forgot what her name was carrie russell that's who it was carrie russell movie. that's yeah, it. yeah yeah carrie russell did a good no, job it, in that movie yeah great movie freaked me out too but yeah but i remember just watching fourth kind that was with mila jovovich and they use like actual footage too they like splice that in there supposedly yeah, that's that's all fake yeah i figured it was just adding and one, it, it was like a mockumentary type deal however okay. where they got the idea for the movie was that Back in like 2000, I want to say it was like 2004, 2006, there was this weird rash of of disappearances that happened, I believe in like Anchorage, that are still unexplained. People vanished without a trace. Like they couldn't even get a scent on them with dogs. Like 
some some like missing 411 David Politis type stuff, dude. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with that, where people go missing in like national forests yeah. under extremely strange circumstances. There have been some disappearances like that where there's there's no logical natural explanation for it. And then naturally people's minds go in that direction where they're like, well, what else could have done it that would not leave a trace? So it gets weird, you know. It gets really weird, and there is a dark side to this. There's, oh, yeah. this isn't all love and light. It's not. This topic is not all love and light. It's and that's not, why. Yeah. Go ahead, Ty. That's why guys like Dr. Greer, when they say that every single alien civilization is peaceful, um, that's a very, very dangerous thing to say, because arrogant, asinine. It's yeah. It's it's asinine to think that. Um, every you know, if there are alien civilizations, if there are multiple visiting uh this planet on a regular basis or are based here, um, then it's it's naive of us to. I mean, of course, we shouldn't shoot first and ask questions later, we should ask questions, but always be prepared to defend ourselves, yeah. Makes sense. Right. So, no, yeah, but, we can't uh, assume that if there's multiple civilizations out there, they're all going to be like, hey, we're just, uh, you know, we're, we're cool. Hey, high five. Or, you know, they're not going to be like, we're just here because, you know, we, we like, uh, you know, summer in the in, in Oregon or whatever the hell. They're not <laughs> yeah, like. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's they're not just do that. But they, there could be like, I mean, especially when you see stuff like stuff with the fourth kind and and just a lot of this, you know, dark skies, you, you know, you see the bad side of that or you hear about the bad side. I mean, obviously when it came to Travis Walton, I mean, when you watch that movie, it seems bad, but when you hear the actual story, it's like, Oh no, they, they zapped him and then went, Oh shit. Sorry, man. Like, let's get him in here. Let's, yeah. It's, you know, it's like, incredible to think that they would yeah. do something like that too. So, yeah. I, you know, it depends. Like it depends on who you talk to. There's a lot of people that believe that their abduction experiences, uh, set them on a really like beautiful path, spiritual in life. And then there's other people who are the complete opposite. They can't sleep. They're anxious. You know, they have basically PTSD. Like it's, 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 I, I, I mean, it's like, you know, post-traumatic, it's like post-abduction disorder. It's, it's very, it's very traumatizing to certain people. I know someone personally that had an experience that they, yeah, that they viewed negatively. And, uh, it's for people that like, listen, it, I guess the best way for me to say this is there is no doubt in my mind that this individual believes that this happened to them. Like this isn't some like LARP, like they're like, they're seeing a psychiatrist, they're taking medication, like they're having a very difficult time. And then there's people where it's, it's the opposite. And it's, so that's why we, we really do have to get down to the bottom of this because there it's not only those people too but it's all the people like ty mentioned earlier the people that went to the grave thinking that they were crazy there's people that have been pushed out of their own towns they lost their jobs they lost their pensions they were demoted they lost their rank in the military and if this all happened but they were telling the truth you know there needs to be some kind of vindication for those people because that's to me that's just it's blasphemous to treat people that way when they're being honest seriously i mean it's 
I don't know anybody who's ever experienced anything. I've, I've, I've never really had an experience where, I mean, maybe there's been like, uh, like, you know, you see something and maybe it just like, I remember looking up a long time ago and I saw something and then all of a sudden it just, boop, just went away. It looked like a star. You, then it went, you know, someone now. Uh, yeah. I had, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wanted to get your guys experience of like, well, experience um, did you have? So the subject becomes very different for people. Mm. that fall into that category so some people might not like this but i was i've i've been into this subject my entire life like it's seemingly like since birth so that's strange in of itself but once you start researching the phenomenon you begin to see weird synchronicities like that and then it just kind of becomes the norm it becomes it hooks you so so easily when Ty first met me uh, on Twitter, he reached out to me and said, hey, man, you know, you want to come on the show? And now, obviously, I'm a co-host with him now. We're, we're, we're good yeah. buddies. Um, and this was one of the first things that that we spoke about. I'm not going to I'm not going to drag it out because it is it, 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 there is a long version of it, I guess. But it's I don't I don't know if you know who Ryan Sprague is. He's another uh, podcaster no. that does UFOs. He has a show called Somewhere in the Skies and he, he has a book that came out. And okay. an audiobook of the same name. My story is in it. He reached out to me. Okay. And uh, my story is in it. If you ever want to go read it, I can even send it to you. Um, oh, if yeah. If you ever want to read it, I can 100%. send you my chapter. Yeah. I was, it was in 1998. Uh, so that, you know, I was like nine years old and I was in the Boy Scouts and I was on my first camping trip ever. And we were in uh, what at the time was called Lebanon State Forest. I live in New Jersey. And okay. pretty much to sum it up, it was just late at night and there was me and another kid. Um, the air became really like electrically charged. All my hair was standing up and we were in like a clearing. And and it was one of those nights where the moon is full, super bright. It almost looks like it's like early morning. It's like so bright. And this big black triangle came over us. Silent, right? And I mean, it, it couldn't have been it couldn't have been that high up, only a few hundred feet. It was huge. Like I still try to figure out the size. It's really difficult for me to determine it, but it was it was definitely larger than anything that human beings have right now that can fly. I mean, it dwarfs it. And it had it had a, had a white light on each corner. Nothing in the middle. A lot of people were report seeing a red light in the middle, but I guess that wasn't on or whatever. But it was three <laughs> fluorescent white lights that had like a bluish haze on like the light rays on the end. So it almost looked like, like what you would see on like an aftermarket, like kit for like a Honda civic or something. Right. Like it's got, but it was, it had a very weird quality to it. Almost like, like liquidy. It, I, it's so hard mm, to explain. Interesting. And it came over us, stopped. And then it just kept it moving. And, and like the, the, the forest had gone silent. And as it was leaving, there was this weird, like, Whoosh, like of wind so i was like oh my god this object is so big maybe it's like pushing the air like and then you know my hair started raising up again and then just back to normal and wow it was the most intense moment of my entire life so were no you already into it. this stuff before that or yes that yes and I, I i admit that wholeheartedly um if it had been just me then uh -huh. i would be like then i would be you know i would as an unbiased individual be like okay the scientific 
side of me is going to be like, all right, hey, you know, is it possible that, that you fell asleep and it was just like a really lucid dream, that type of thing. But I had another person with me and it it happened and it it changed the entire direction of my life. I, I have basically been living since the age of nine, knowing that either A, we're being visited or B, human beings have technology that that they're hiding from from everybody else like yeah and that only, was, there's only two options that we have yeah. here and that, that thing was, always, was real yeah and i you know when i talk to people about this stuff you always have the people who are very like you know into it and then there's people like it's all human they're hiding stuff it's all just here there's no aliens so you know it's it's it, it it can be because it can be both that's that is the two options i don't options. think we uh I personally, I don't think that was human. Yeah. And I always look at it too, where it's like, well, if they have, if, if we do have this technology and maybe when some of these sightings are seen that yes, it is humans that are doing it, but where did the technology come from? I mean, I mean the Bob Lazar thing, you know, story and his research and then just uh, back engineering Stuff I have his autograph me. on my wall. Um, I don't doubt that. <laughs> yeah, no, awesome. I'm just so fascinated by the story. I know yeah. there's a lot of people that don't believe him, but even if the guy's lying, it's still kind of a, an interesting piece of history. But um, exactly. that's, uh, that's story is when I looked at it, I was like, you know, whatever that was. Yeah. I just don't think the technology powering it was built by humans. It just, we yeah. didn't have it. And there was just a feeling there like there's there's an intangible sense it's kind of like when you get a gut feeling something bad's about to happen or like but it wasn't negative i want to like i want to be really clear like it wasn't negative it was it was just stunning and yeah sure it's quite an experience even when i think back to it we had a guy in a twitter space the other day who sent me these pictures of a triangle that were apparently taken by somebody with a uh like a nintendo ds or something something crazy (laughs) And it was the first time I had seen photographs that looked anything like what I saw. So it looked like what you saw. Kinda. Like it was the closest thing to it. And that's what made me go, okay, maybe these photos are real. And Mm -hmm. I had goosebumps like you wouldn't believe. It just, I'll tell you what, man. There's a lot of people that, that doubt this. And then there's a lot of people that believe it, that haven't had an experience. But once it happens all bets are off at that point. It, it, it's a completely different paradigm that you exist in at that point. It, it's just, yeah, you go beyond the threshold of there's black and white, this black and white world to having a lot of gray. Yeah. And a good way and to put it. for, for me, that experience happened. Um, uh, you know, when my mother passed, right? Like I was in the room. I, I, the reason that I, the, the, one of the main reasons I switched from doing things like what Dave does, um, to, to doing what I do now, to doing what we do now is because of that moment that, you know, I couldn't really explain, but, uh, when, when she passed, something, something changed like something something left the room um and and it set me on an endeavor and and then i ended up talking to uh becoming friends with kevin day who is the guy who 
is responsible for getting that uh, tic-tac footage, right? If if he didn't, so he was seeing these things on radar for four, five, six days, and he asked the admiral, "Hey, these things have been showing up consistently. I've rebooted. I've I've made sure it's not a glitch. We need to go check these out." Um, and his life was changed forever that day after the footage came back, and this thing did. You know, Fravor told him the story about how this thing just outpaced him, outmatched him. It didn't have any, you know, discernible means of propulsion. It basically, in a dogfight, put our best, you know, best uh, fighter jet, $50 million jet, to shame. Mm. Um, That's how Fravor describes it. And this is the guy who flies it. And is a, a captain of a, the Black Aces squadron. This guy is literally fucking Tom Cruise from, from yeah, Top Gun. He's, he's the best of the best, man. He's the yeah. best of the best. Black like, Aces. Like literally. The best. Of, <laughs> if we were to go to war right now, the Nimitz Battle Group would be the first one there, right? That's who those guys are, right? They're the battle Badass, group. That, man. So, so in the in the 90s, there was an incident with the Chinese where the Chinese were threatening Taiwan. They were sending uh, missiles over Taiwan, much like they are today. Mm -hmm. Um, And the United States said, okay. And they rolled the Nimitz battle group into the, uh, the, the, the Beijing Strait, or what is it? Uh, The South China Sea, maybe? No, there's a strait that's right there. And it it separates the Chinese mainland and Taiwan. So oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. So gotcha. they the battle group rolls up in there and just parks. <laughs> and that, parks. Like, and that was enough for so, the Chinese to say, okay, we're done. We're good. Yeah, don't nothing, be nothing don't to be see fooled. here. They're, so I, that's I who these guys that's who not. that's who that's who these guys are. <laughs> they're the best of the best they of the scare best. the shit out of everybody in war. Like, don't be fooled by the propaganda you hear about. The Chinese are about to outpace us in technology and stuff. There was a guy I was talking to the other day who lives in China. They definitely and are going to take us over GDP. Maybe GDP. Well, maybe GDP. I, but I he think said they technologically, have a they don't have a the economic sphere. It is Not interesting. Weaponry, though. All that. Yeah, when it comes I don't to, yeah. go to war. I know nobody does. Not even the I aliens. Chinese. That's why they show up. You know, it's like yeah. it's just their government. They're just yeah, weird. Their go- yeah. That's what sucks about that, right? Is like <laughs> the fact that it's like, hey, you know, the well, Chinese here's the thought. Them, but the government is just like we're a beautiful culture. You. Yeah. Here's the, here's the thought, and, mm. uh, and and um, so there's there's another theory that that I often discuss, and and it's that. I mean, if we look at the situation right now on planet Earth, right, um, things aren't, if we were to get a report card, hmm. we would not be passing, let's put it that way, <laughs> as a planet. Um, no. Makes sense. Right? And <clears throat> what if these things are here because things are about to happen? And again, we go back to this date that they've been given, right? Hmm. Um Mm-hmm. What if they're here to prevent that from happening, right? So people like Chris Bledsoe 
have talked about this. People like Ross Coltart have talked about this, that these UFOs are us from the future here to stop. that theory too. Here to stop an event. However, however, altering, that's why they stay hidden because altering the timeline before it, the butterfly effect. Yes. You have to be very right. delicate with time. We all just watch the flash. We we understand, you know, you save Nora, you fuck everything. Right? <laughs> yeah. Create a so, spaghetti multiverse. Good analogy. Yes. Mm. Yes. So here we go. You know, are they here? Could the escalation in Ukraine and look look what happened Ooh, with China. Yeah. And and you know, Putin is now like he made a speech about threatening with nuclear weapons. Look what at Israel. What if and you look, get... look at that look at that punchy fucker over there in North Korea still doing yep. shit. Still yeah, running yeah. his mouth. Yeah. <clears throat> we have Iran. Yeah. We have the Ch- uh, Chinese. We have um uh just many places that are things are coming to a head geopolitically and Volatile, um, yeah. and so what if something pops off they intervene and stop it thus revealing themselves and altering the timeline but the government has known about it the reason they kept it secret is because they had to in order to preserve the timeline like the secrecy could be for a real good reason so we can't jump to conclusions yeah yeah. No, I've always subscribed sure. to that theory too. That like uh, the whole that these you know the the t- traditional gray alien with the the small body, the big head, um, is the fact that it's like that's where we evolve to eventually. And you know, I mean, it's f- funny too because when you think about current society, I mean, what's what's one of the biggest things we always talk about is the whole gender thing. I mean, what, when you see an alien, you're not going to know what gender it is because it's almost it's like genderless. And it's all about the knowledge in that big head. And they know like and and we just evolve into this certain type of creature. And maybe like they don't want to be like that because of shit that happened here. So they want to prevent her. I don't know. I've always liked that theory, too. You just said something super interesting because I covered that idea in my video, man. Yeah, I I like the fact that it's possible that maybe they may either they're related to us or not, but mm-hmm. in some way they've become so obsessed with technology that they lost their connection. This, and we're going in a little direction here that some people like may it. not like. I like it. But they lost their connection to the as what's called the Godhead. It's the cosmic consciousness, spirit, it, you know, the soul. And that they fuse themselves with technology. Right. They're trying to, they're trying to regain well, that. Now, yeah. Ty, I'm I'm glad you brought this back up. This whole um, timeline uh, situation where we're we're running unlimited time to to get disclosure done, and it may not be our timetable; it might be theirs, right? Yeah. I'm glad you brought that back up because you know obviously we've heard John Ramirez talk about this. This CIA. This yeah. So it's and it's interesting to note that he was also the same guy. That said that uh, the Roswell beings, when we finally advanced far enough uh, with technology to uh, study genetics, that they determined that the Roswell beings were very, very close to human. Yes. Don't know if that's true. 
I have no idea. Rick Doty. Something that he I, said. Are you sure? I, I, I sure Ro- Ramirez said too. That. Yes. Yeah. I can. I can send you the interview. Well, where he Rick says Doty that. also said that that mm-hmm. the beings had a very similar structure in DNA to us. Mm. And yes, that it, the, both said because it. <clears throat> there's this, there's this, there is a story also about an Air Force base um, called Holloman. And there is an alleged landing of a craft and a being steps out of this craft and they happened to be on the range that day and they were filming because they were doing tests. Um, So they were filming. Oh, but all of a sudden in the distance, this white oscillating, you know, egg shaped thing starts kind of coming down and they repeatedly say you are in restricted airspace like cease desist you know the the whole nine and this thing just continued to land Mm. and stepped out a being that was like a white version of a native american it had very very similar interesting style in clothing but also markings that were similar to what you would see in a native american culture not the same yeah but they were whiter than a Native American, like mm. the paler skin. And that is the alleged beginning of a meeting with eventually President Eisenhower, Which, who also had already met with Winston Churchill in 1943 about the Foo Fighters and the. Not the band, but you know. Sorry. Yeah. The, the Foo Fighters are actually named after the named UFOs. after yeah. this. Oh yeah, I know, I know that. UFOs. Yeah, Dave yeah. Grohl was obsessed with the UFOs. So yeah. it was like it's called the Foo Fighters. A lot of musicians, believe it or not, a lot of musicians are in ufology. Oh yeah, yeah. I, oh big yeah. Tom, Tom from Blink One Eight Two is big time in it. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, he's very involved in this. But it goes time. well beyond that. What got entered into the record though? What was in David Grush's interview with News Nation? It was the th- it was the one thing he said beyond all the things that he spoke about that made me look at my television like because Ty and I were watching it together and I was like, "Yo, Ty, Ty, did you just hear what he said? He said that there is reason for him to believe based on his information. Obviously, Ty, you know this that there was there were treaties, and now I'm thinking to myself, right? What if this timeline was a part of that treaty? That's the connection I'm. I want him to hear this, uh, Dave. I don't know if you heard yeah. what we just said. I, I heard. I still heard what you it said. It is in the congressional the record now. When when Grush was being interviewed by News Nation and when he was at this hearing, he said that he had reason to believe that there 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 may exist treaties or agreements between some group of human beings and non-human intelligence, and that leads me to believe, like, all right, if there's a timeline here that we have to disclose by. And they made it, and it's their timeline. Perhaps that has been established for decades, and it's like they waited till the last minute. Here we go. They're in a rush to do it, and it's because they said so. It's like, all right, guys, you have until 2027 to do this. And I know this all, dude. Trust me. Yeah, Ty and I are regular dudes. Like we, no, no, I get we know how crazy this sounds, but it's in the congressional record from a guy 
that was said to have had a career in the military that was beyond reproach. I mean, it's like, and, it's and that serious. Was trusted enough to hand deliver the briefing from the National Geospatial uh, Intelligence Community to the president. So he he was trusted enough to be around the president. Big time. Uh, like, this isn't just Joe Schmo yeah, that worked not, down the hall yeah, at Pentagon yeah. Wing W. This is David <laughs> fucking Grush. It's a Mox folder. And he, by the way, he has uh, 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 he's on the spectrum. Hmm. Yeah, they did. Uh, they tried to use that against him, which was insane. Yeah, just disgusting. Uh, that's, that's weird because yeah, if he's gonna use use that, it's like well, maybe he. But that's why he can all come kind of off knowledge a little better than us. He's very yeah. smart because that's you know, why that's why me, socially you know, socially he comes socially off he's really awkward. Weird. Yeah. yeah, he's awkward. That's usually the case. But then they could be really brilliant in certain other aspects. He's proven it, man. He served this country honorably and deserves not only our respect, but I believe he deserves our support moving forward. He he has done a lot for this country, it would appear, and, and we at least owe him our ear in this situation. In the least, everybody should at least hear what this man has to say before coming to any conclusions. Yeah, again, you know, it's 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 it's, it's the direct apprehension, right? So we can we're not here to 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 prove anything to anybody. Um, but I think that we're here to ponder the question, right? Give you the question to ask yourself. And that like, I could tell you it's raining outside, but until you go and look out the window or step outside and, and for yourself, understand fundamentally that it's raining, that, you know, you don't truly know. So No, I mean, like, you know, when it comes to this stuff, I, I've <clears throat> to understand. Since I was a kid ever, ever since I watched the, I, I used to watch that show sight, sightings all the time. I don't oh, know such a that. great show. Oh, I love that show. I'm so I happy still, you know what that is. Yeah. I could still see the, uh, the title. I used to watch that show all the time. You know, I was always fascinated by it. Like I said, I got into X-Files, got in. I mean, I've always been fascinated when it comes to this stuff. I mean, yeah, some things sound like crazy ridiculous because i mean obviously we watch movies and we're like that just sounds like it's something from a movie and then at, at times i'm like well maybe that's where they got the idea i don't know it's just it's just uh you know it's all just fascinating and it's like yeah you, you take it however you want to take it when it comes to this stuff like yeah you could i mean i have friends that go god ah, it's all hogwash it's all nothing where there's no aliens there's no this so they don't know that and they just want they don't want to take anything in but I'm like, I'm always about like, yeah, give me, come on, let's talk, let's talk about this. I mean, they're talking about it right there. That's why I like hit up Ty. I was like, Hey man, let's, let's talk about this because you know, after the, after what they um, said uh, on the hearings, I was like, they just they admitted, you know, they just admitted it right there. And it's like, man, I'm like, show the bot, just do all this. I still remember when they had the alien autopsy. Oh man. That, so that whole done. thing was, yeah, <laughs> it was, I mean, I still wonder about that sometimes. I know it's been debunked and all that. They're but like, like, yeah. Damn. Was well, that a good job? It was fake. But was it, you know, they're like, yeah, it was actual thing, but we just said it was fake. I, I don't know. It's, I, you know what this nah, it's, it, it's, it was definitely hoaxed, but yeah, it was, it was, it was tried hoaxed. to say it later on that the, the film was, the original film was destroyed and they did a recreation. That's that was I their heard, final yeah. excuse. Was yeah. they recreated a real something that really happened, but the film 
got destroyed and it was just too much so it is interesting though when it comes to that story i mean i remember watching the roswell movie back in the 90s and they actually talked didn't they actually they talked to the being right yeah are you talking about the one with uh with what's his name i can't remember his name it was in the 90s early 90s that it came out when they showed like the foil and then it just like oh dude here uh, yeah no continue because i I just watched the movie Again, uh, I can't remember the main actors. Day. Kyle McLaughlin, that's who was in that movie. That, yeah. The dude from and, um, and you're talking about the 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 the, the, the dude from Showgirls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So you're talking uh, about the meta material, right? The the yeah. the, but the, the memory but metal. Like scene, wasn't there was a scene at the end where like they actually talked to the being, right? Or was, am I, is that another? Yeah, scene? there's a telepathic communication, yeah. and one guy says they're coming, like there's more coming, and then he also. They go into the whole idea of them, you know, being our creators and stuff. Like they briefly touch upon that. Kyle, really? Kyle McLaughlin is in one of my favorite shows. Twin Peaks. Oh, dude. Oh my god, and he's in that really, really bad Dune. But like, oh yeah, it's still interesting to watch. Did you see? Did either of you see Dune? Oh yeah, dude. Are you you talking about that version? Are you talking about that version? I'm talking about the new one. Oh, the new one's fantastic. You know what Dave does, right? Yeah. He talks (laughs) about movies, bro. Yeah. No, no. No, no. I'm just curious. I mean, uh, I would imagine you've seen it, but it also sounds like you're a big sci-fi guy, which is cool. Oh, yeah. I'm totally a big sci-fi guy. Um, Dune, like, I mean, I watched the original. I watched it as a kid. Didn't really remember it much. And then when after watching the new one, I went back to watch that one, and I was like, "Me too." Oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, "They really went for it here," and I totally dig what they were trying to do, especially if you put your mindset yeah. back in the eighties. Like that, that was like amazing. He, sure, he had but- a low like the budget. There were all these weird decisions. He was pressed for time, but yeah, I mean, George Lynch is, is yeah. That uh, wasn't really, the movie really that he guy. actually, you know, he had some problems going into like going yeah, into all that. But you watch it, if you watch it in the frame of mind of all that, it's it's pretty great. But we're gonna have some uh, some people join in right now, if that's okay. We got Phil right here. We also yeah. have Andy, but yeah, we why not? Out. Yeah, and look, he's gonna turn. Look like at this evil. entrance. Yes. Yo. Check out Blue Beetle, August eighteenth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I saw Blue that. Actually, looks kind of cool. Yeah. You know. But that's like, oh cool. well, Phil, how's it going, brother? Hey, Ty. Hey, I was just nice to meet you, Andy. Nice to meet you too. Yeah. Lynch did not get final edit on Dune. That is, yeah, that's right. That's what it was. They really fucked him on that. They fucked him on that. Screw him over. Listen, so I I have this this proponent Mm -hmm. that I think, uh, I hope somewhere in the universe there's like some sort of dark side creature and he (laughs) says, Ready the Armada. Yeah. He's, He's on his way to Earth right now. Dude, that's I hope not. I wouldn't mind. At this point, I wouldn't mind. Humanity is pretty fucked. Yeah, I, unless we have some, you know, Superman type heroes that can prevent. Dave is going to save us all. Didn't yeah, you, exactly. did, you know, did you, you just talked to Zach again, didn't you? Uh, well, at full circle, yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't been keeping up too much, but um, me, but yeah. Um, <laughs> did you guys? Uh, let's talk about the Flash for a minute. Okay. Uh, you know, sure. Um, so the the CGI was definitely it left something to be desired for, and depending uh, on the scene, yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And I think that the director kind of like tried to like say something like, 
oh, it's from his perspective. It's how he would see it. You I think that was that, kind yeah. of a cop yeah. out, well, but well, uh, yeah. If, well, the the thing about that is, is like okay, and I've watched it three times now, and even watching it the um, the third time, I was really paying attention to. Um, I when it, when it came to that quote, he was talking about the Chrono Bowl scenes. Yeah. When you see like figures in the Chrono Bowl and the Speed Force, yeah, he was mainly I talking know. about that. Because like that, you know, and, and then that, it was but like, but that's the CGI I'm referring to. It yeah. looked very cartoony, and that's what oh, they they were yeah, going for that though. That's the thing they were, because I and and I'm not just going by what what Andy was saying. I'm going by just other people I've talked to who was who's worked on the movie. There was a yeah. choice that they wanted to do to that they didn't want to make it like you know super realistic. They wanted to make it, it was like the speed force dust or whatever particles were creating these memories of Barry. So then that's oh, why it didn't look like, okay. you know, so, but, but then when you look at some of the other CGI, it looks fine. I think the CGI that bothers me is mainly the, the, the final act in the desert and the way that they shot it. And not to mention the lenses that was used that, that Andy used these lenses that I don't know, that just kind of just, made things a little wonky too but i will say though yeah when it came to the zod and kryptonian fight with the desert at the end the way that they shot it you know you see the set and they're like oh yeah they just had a like the the sky blue background and i'm like and that's why it almost seemed like everyone had like this hue that was like glowing around them and it right right it looked right, a little exactly and that, that's about. the cgi that bothered me the most other than that not much of the other CGI really bothered. But, but let me ask you, are, are you guys okay with the direction that like are we at a point now where where we understand that James Gunn is building the DCU? Oh yeah, we're there. I'm there. All right. I'm You're there. there? Yeah. I'm down with that. Like it's it's I mean it's in motion, it's happening. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, there's nothing unless he unless he's pank, you know. You know, pranking us all. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. like, no, I'm just kidding. We're not doing it. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, G think, I think I think on that. I yeah. think I think what the Flash did well, uh, it definitely left the door open, like for for anything to be possible. So uh, there's you know there's possibility in everything. Imagine you know talking about Spider Man, right? Uh, who would have ever thought we would see Tobey Maguire? And and, exactly. and and you know Andrew Garfield <laughs> and Tom Holland on set in the film together, right? That's years awesome. later. So <laughs> well, who's well, to you know, say imagine what, what, if what Grant Gustin had been? Imagine if Grant Gustin and Ezra Miller had been in the. Movie I still kind of wonder yeah. about that. Like, why wasn't right? Grant? I mean, like, I, I don't. Good point. I have a conspiracy theory because okay. I, oh, yeah. I could, this, as, is, as this, host, is a, this is a whole stream about conspiracy theories. I love this. Hey, yo, let's go. So, as the host of the Flash Project, I've been saying this for the last like you know couple of months now. Where I feel like I love Andy Muschietti. He's a great filmmaker. Also, he's very hot. So I will, you know, I'm, I just make sure that people know that I love this man. He's a good-looking dude. No, we'll say that. His, Bro, sis, his he, sister's not bad either. She looks pretty good. He oh, yeah, they're so, both good. Look, yeah. yeah. He's so that. tall that I'm like. <laughs> yeah, he is. Him and Ben yeah. Affleck are like the same height. Yeah. I think he's taller than Ben Affleck a little oh, bit. Oh, you know what? I he, think might right, yeah. he might yeah. be. But yeah. what I want to say that I feel that Andy Muschietti may have been, I don't know the man, but I think that the idea of putting in someone like Grant Gustin or John Wesley Shipp in the movie or anyone from the Arabers or the, you know, the DC TV era that has really been elevating the multiverse for the last 
whenever whatever see what whatever year season two of the flash aired i think he's intimidated by by that and i feel he didn't want mm. them to steal the spotlight in any way from ezra's flash um now again i i don't know the man i never talked to him i have no ill will against him i'm like listen, i'm one of the first people who was so happy that he was going to be directing batman brave with the bull but when it comes to the yeah, flash i, I, I hope jensen ackles is batman I think he's a little he's, too old for that like, point. What do you mean? He's he's forty five years old. Yeah, he could be a long term <clears throat> Batman. He doesn't look. Yeah, though, I think he could. Thing. What do you mean he doesn't look the part? No, he doesn't look old, like his age. That's oh yeah, 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 yeah. But my problem is that they're doing a younger Batman. Yeah, I, listen. I listen. If they can pull, if they can pull it off, but I don't know if Jensen Ackles is someone that's going to be able to, you know, going to sign on for, you know. Well, James That's Gunn wants continuity between an- animated and uh, and uh, live action, and, and Jensen has signed on. But for... animation, as in DC, you produce animation. The Tomorrowverse has nothing to do with DC. Well, you know, the, the, you True. could you could bring Jensen over to that, is what I'm saying. So you could, because he is a good animated Batman. Like I love yeah, it. He really is. No question about but that. I think the problem so, with Jensen is that I think they're trying to go younger because, again, this is a DC universe. I think they want to be able to last as long as the MCU is, which is always because you know it's not like we just want us to last for 10 years. No, this is something they want to last for the next, you know, 20, 30, 40 years if they can. And, and that's why, you know, they're starting with a younger Superman. They're starting with, you know, they're with certain heroes, they're going to be older, like. Good old Guy Gardner, Nathan Fillion. Yeah, uh, it, it it is an interesting thing because I mean, obviously, when when you think like, okay, so when Zack Snyder when he brought in his Batman, but he was very much going for that Dark Knight Returns vibe, mm-hmm. uh, which yeah. worked um, for that story. <clears throat> uh, obviously, that wasn't going to be something that was going to be, you know, we were supposed to get at least one solo Batman movie. goddammit. it! But uh, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, we didn't. But you know, when it comes to this version of Batman, it's like, okay, he has to be older because he has Damien. We already established that he's going to have. Yeah, so he has it. to be 40 something years old. Yeah. I mean, that's where I'm like, but at the same time, um, I mean, he could still be in his thirties. He could be mid. He could be like 39, but I think but 38, 39, but Jensen. What I was like, it's like, I I even said this when I've brought up, um, like someone like Josh Hartnett as a mm. possible um, Batman as well. It's and people Batman. are like, oh yeah, but he's in his mid forties. He's not of age. I'm like, but does he look it? That's the thing. It's like, it's not that forget what the number, you know, is just what does the actor look like? And both with Jensen you. And Robert Downey Jr. was like 47 when he took on the role of Iron Man. So I really don't understand why people have to <laughs> sit here and make such a point about Batman's age. And it's also yeah. important to remember Most of them James don't it, do it, their own stunts anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Not only that, it's important yeah. to remember the source material that Gunn is looking for, for his Batman's inspiration, Grant Morrison's Batman. Oh, yeah, son. His Batman is going to be no more than 40 years old. Yeah. I can, Probably that's the ballpark I'm going for because obviously Which, well, with, 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 with what Jansen Eccles can also he could pull off. You could, 100%. He could totally pass for So can Josh Hartnett. Yeah, no, no question. And Josh Hartnett. Yeah. Um, but yeah. so I, I have a couple of questions. So Phil, okay. yes. What What do you know about what happened a couple of days ago? Oh, about the UFO hearings. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to ask general people, like I yeah. want to, I want to ask we'll get back into it. Two people who have no, 
prior recollect, you know, uh, or not uh, uh, preconceived notion. Do you guys know that, like, what happened? I mean, I I caught glimpses of the hearing, but for just and from how, a general, from, and what from a, forms of news outlets did you get that from? It was just solely on either Twitter or Facebook. It was just clips from accounts right. and people that I trust. It wasn't any any one specific news source. Mm. And uh, Andy, <laughs> it's okay uh, to say nothing. Uh, <laughs> I want to be respectful because no, that I, that's a real. That's I know a, we're trying to get data. A, a, data is like legit hard data here. Um, I think America seems to be really bored right now and needs something else to talk about. Which is weird. Sorry, no. sorry. No. I've been till I see anything. Like y'all, come on. Like we 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 we, we far advanced in society, and we need to know at this point that some of these things are hoax until we have proof. If if there are aliens. God bless, God bless us all, or God doom us all, because you know if there's aliens out there, it's a it's a matter of time before they get there. But until if I if or, or, I mean, some would say we've already been invaded because you know people like David Zaza exist, where you know he's just ripping all of our you stuff know, out. I but found I it say, really I ironic. Say, I will say this: if I see proof, I am excited. But right now, I think that. We're just bored as a society, and we don't want to take care of our real issues. And now we're just gonna make stuff up. So until I see, it, I'm just thinking this is just you know meant to be a prank. I found it really eerie that that news happened to drop the same day of the finale of Secret Invasion. <laughs> I actually noticed thing. that as well. And I it was, was like, very uh, ironic. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, very very ironic. And, and that's the thing is like you could look at you know you could look at that you could look at it you know with the correlation to the Hunter Biden thing. There's yeah. like so many things, but you know, but mm -hmm. I mean, I, these the, the test this this whole hearing was like planned for how long? How long was this whole thing? It's been planned? in the works for for quite a bit of time. And yeah, plus, exactly. if you if you think about it, like because a lot of people, I made a tweet about this like just a couple hours ago about how I was seeing a lot of people proclaiming this entire thing to be like a massive distraction from all these other things, and I'm like, they wouldn't need to go this far to yeah. distract. It doesn't take that much. This is honestly a concerted effort to change the world and to get this information out there. Obviously, you two guys just joined us, but it's different for someone like me. I had an experience. I had something come right over my head that was absolutely undeniably bizarre. And it it's different when you're in my, in, in, in my shoes. Obviously, I can totally respect the fact that you need proof, but... I do believe Ty and I could probably put a presentation together for you, both of us, if we put our heads together, that would at least... That would change your mind. It would make you think, at least. It would at least you, you, you know what? open as you a up to the possibility. I'm open for it. As a journalist, I'm open for it. If I'm speaking as just a regular human being... I want to see these aliens. I want to. I want to see it. You know. But yeah, I for me, like, if I have to, if I have to think in the critical aspect, because again, when you know, when it's like reporting news. I, if, I, if I report news, I have to report sources. I have to report facts. So for me, when I look at something like there are aliens, there are aliens out there. I'm like, okay, why have they not said anything until now? Why haven't we seen anything? So again, I'm that's a open great to question seeing, to ask. Though. I'm I'm open to see. I'm I'm not just being like, you know what. No, I don't. I like talk to the head. I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> For me, I'm like, show it to me. But until we see anything, I'm kind of just like, 
you know, I got bills to pay. You know, my parents are traveling out of town, so I got to help think, stuff. And so, you know, I'm. But see, you, you bring up a good point, Annie, and I think that's why a lot of like we, we when we were talking about it at the beginning of the stream is like the fact that if this were the 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 90s or the 80s, it would be like yeah. front page news. But we're so just everybody's like, you know, it's a 24 know, hour news cycle. Exactly, we have a 24 hour news cycle. We got. TikTok, shorts, reels, all this stuff that just dopamine overload. Constantly. Yeah, all of a sudden we got you know Twitter is X, whatever the hell you know. It's all this. Dude, what, everything I is just all over the place. What are you holding? Yeah, really. What am I holding? Is, is, that, hey, is that a remote? Oh, it's a phone. Oh, I'm like, my phone. Yeah. I thought you were to make a phone up, like you know. I'm like, hey, PowerPoint, ready, guys? Click. <laughs> I'm down for a PowerPoint. Let's go. Right, I have a presentation I wanted to show you guys. No, but I mean, yeah, we, we just have so much things, and yeah. it gets to the point where you know you could you could actually probably see like a, a super crystal clear you know video, but then you start going, that's fake. It could be fake. Because things, I mean, I've seen some really, I mean, how many times have you seen some really cool, like, videos that look like oh. they were filmed from a phone, and it's like an alien ship showing up, or a fucking sea monster showing, you know, rising from whatever, or a big fucking robot in the distance. You've seen, like, those videos, and they look freaking awesome, and it's, so, yeah, so then people just go, huh, who knows? It, 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 yeah, but it's only till Yeah, no year. video, no video will be good yeah. enough anymore yeah um, that's what sucks unless no, it like unless it comes from the government like even then like, people are gonna be like oh it's the government yeah so and, and then we run into a, yeah we run into a whole nother issue because yep. the country splits so hard oh, politically sad. that yeah, if that a too. democratic president were to say my you know ladies and gentlemen uh we are not alone the other side's gonna be like Bullshit. you have dementia you know yeah. and then prove it yeah. yeah, you. We knew you had dementia. Look at this crazy ass telling people <laughs> there's aliens. Uh, and then you know, if a Republican said it, the Democrats would say they're trying to, you know, hey, si hey, you know siphon Ty, more money out of the black budget. We watch this very closely, right? I feel like something that could maybe convince somebody that this really is serious. If there is someone that doesn't think this is going on. Look at how bipartisan of an effort this hearing was like that, like Republicans and Democrats that are typically, you know, slinging mud at each other came together on this one thing. To me, that's naturally indicative of there being credibility and seriousness to it, plus the fact that the witnesses that were brought forward for the hearing are Three gentlemen that are the best of the best at what they do. Fravor is like one of the greatest fighter pilots that's probably ever lived. David Grush used to literally be entrusted with briefing the president. And Ryan Graves served this country honorably. And, you know, All it doesn't get any better than essentially that. Essentially the same thing, right? right. To, to, to a degree. That they have no reason to lie. That there is something going on that is not human on this planet though so, you know whether you not want to believe it or not i mean we need to we need to look into this further we need to keep digging and and and, and if that truth is that it's chinese spy balloons then then that, that's the truth but <laughs> i don't think that's the case 
I, th- I did find it funny because I was actually I uh, was I had your stream on when the whole thing was happening, and anytime like they mentioned the the, the Chinese uh, spy balloon, you guys were like, <laughs> oh. like stop right. talking about the balloon. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. oh, here we go again. Or if yeah. like Grush said he couldn't say it, I was like, all right, here, I'll do it for you. Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> there's a lot of things that he's going to have to deliver in what was what's called a skiff. I forget what it stands yeah, for, but, but they're going to get an, him, you know. Here's an interesting thing. He is not cleared anymore. He has no security clearance. So he can't go into a skiff and give information at this point. Are you kidding me? So there's a conundrum. Did they take it from him? There's a conundrum. Oh. They took his clearance. Oh, really? Yes. At That's going to Pentagon- piss somebody because, off. Because <laughs> the Pentagon is is the Pentagon is citing Arrow, which is A-A-R-O. Because they want to control anomaly it. Anomaly Resolution Office. So the government has a UFO program. It's called the Advanced Anomalous Resolution Office. Um, Arrow and Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick had said we have no evidence of any extraterrestrial civilizations visiting this planet. We have none of that. But then mm-hmm. Grush in this hearing, they say the exact opposite thing. So now you have this U.S. <laughs> government program and these highly decorated witnesses conflicting. So the Pentagon sides with Arrow and cites them and says, we're going to go with Arrow uh, and say we have nothing. And then that's what the New York Times ran with. Um, So, again, we have a problem in our mainstream media. We have a problem in our mainstream media. We have a major problem in in the people running these companies um, that that see themselves above the law and above everyone else. We have a major problem uh, with, with, with the distribution of wealth in this country. And, you know, if if say the secret's been hidden from you for 80 years, say we could have had free energy. Wouldn't that piss you off? I know for me it would, because there are many winters that my parents couldn't afford uh, heat. So I lived in the cold, and if that could have been avoided, but the military wanted to keep a secret for their own weapon system, that's going to piss me off. Yeah, big time. So I think this a is a that topic that it. touches every single person on the earth. Black, white, green, blue, green. religion, sect, creed, sex, it doesn't matter. It's like COVID. It has no prejudice. Right. So... I think it's time we have a serious discussion about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there definitely uh, needs to be like, but it's like, like I said, I mean, you're just going to have, you know, there's just the people that are just going to be like, "Eh, scroll past, you know, look at this, you know, look at this video. They're going to be like, well, you know, aliens are real. Well, what are the Kardashians doing today? (laughs) Right. Well, they're obviously aliens. I mean, come on. At this point, it may as well be. Yeah. I know. Sometimes well, I wonder. Well, sometimes well, I wonder when it comes to the. I mean, I've fallen down that rabbit hole too of like the you know the the lizard people, the reptilians, <laughs> you know, and all that That's stuff. You know, I mean, I know that gets a little crazy, like especially when they're like, "Look at his dicey. eyes." Yeah, it gets dicey. <laughs> but do you hear about the lady one. on the plane? 
Oh, oh yeah. 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 That that will How has nobody that got her for an interview? Come on. Why hitting on her online? Yeah. Listen, I tried. I'll be honest. No one knows who she is. If anyone could, Ty, it's probably you. Yeah. I I would be able to I mean that. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I tried I, I tried to reach her. I I asked around <laughs> if anyone knew, knew would. how I could contact her. And uh You know when I yet. think of like you know when I think of like extraterrestrial activity, for some reason my mind just goes right to you know, <laughs> Futurama. Because oh, yeah. if anything Welcome back, Futurama. Yeah, yeah because no, right? if anything, Indeed. like look at look at the amount of shit Matt Groening was able to, to unwittingly pre- predict through the simpsons. the simpsons you're absolutely yeah. right yeah and it's That's it's so point. hilarious Creepy. to me because because like when I, coming out. when I think of extraterrestrial activity it's like oh well we're probably heading in a direction where it's going to wind up something akin to futurama like everyone's just going to be integrating with everything hopefully there's space <laughs> fuel hopefully there's like intergalactic travel because at this point <laughs> earth sucks i want to go yeah, in a kinda, spaceship right? i want to find a millennium falcon i just want to get the fuck yeah. out of here that's what i want to do yeah, but just I like, want to hear alien like languages. Bring... I want to hear. I want to see how they write. Yeah, I want to go to Omicron Percy the I music. <laughs> yeah, Omicron Percy I ate. Me and Hypnotoad. Fuck yeah! That's or right, you Hypnotoad. go, you go somewhere it. and you learn about their history, and you mm-hmm. learn about that's really who great. They, who their Einstein was? Who was right? their? Who was their Jesus? Who was their this? Wow! Like, they, yeah. look, think Where's about all Elon the Musk? possibilities. Sure as fuck, don't want to run to the engineers from Prometheus though. That's a big no for me. <laughs> I love Prometheus. No. That, that is my second favorite alien film. I love Prometheus, but I would, Prometheus not, want is I would not want to run into the engineers at all. God, I've never heard someone talk so highly of that film before. It's actually kind of refreshing because I always really, really like that. Movie. Oh, dude, that movie's Who so talks fucking shit about good. Prometheus? Everyone. Not that, they t- not that they talk shit, but it's just like, they're like, yeah, it's okay. I thought it was fantastic. Well, I loved it. I think it. the reason the People reason thought why, it was kind of slow, right? Yeah, because I think a lot of people were hoping for, because it was sold as, hey, Ridley Scott's back doing an alien movie. Yep, and, right, right, and then, right, and then right. it didn't have the xenomorph until you saw at the very end where I you saw that. how the xenomorph came to be. A lot of us, like a lot of us here, were like, that's cool. And a lot of people were like, eh. So that's why a- Alien Covenant was all xenomorph, xenomorph, xenomorph. You know, I mean, yeah. it, still, it still had the basic, like, you know, base of what the story that Ridley Scott was trying to uh, trying to tell. But mm-hmm. it was all about like you have to have alien in the name. That's why it was like Alien Covenant. I mean Prometheus. They, I mean I'm surprised they allowed him to get away with that. I'm surprised yeah, it wasn't right. called Alien Prometheus. But right. you know, but they were selling it so hard like that. But I was like, I was oh, happy. Prometheus, I called the Deacon. Story. The the yeah. the very first one that pops out of the engineer at the end of Prometheus is called the mm. Deacon. That's what yeah, the Deacon. Trying. That's right. Oh, that yeah. thing's creepy. Yeah. Oh, oh I love Scott, man, yo, my dad and I were uh we were eating lunch the other day and Alien was on and he's uh, like, you know, nice. this is one of the greatest movies ever made. I was it like, really I know. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, it's it so really good. Is. My dad, I'm gonna get him. He's a huge Ridley Scott fan, but he's never seen Blade Runner for some reason. Oh wow. So I am gonna get him to watch it. Dude, I'm a huge yeah, Philip which K. Dick version? guy. Like, like five versions. <laughs> the uh the ultra the ultra remastered cool. final cut version three okay. uh, whichever whichever one's longest i think yeah. it's probably probably gonna be the Do move that. 
Hopefully he liked it, and then he could watch Blade Blade Runner twenty forty nine, which is which I loved. Oh, I loved it too. I I mean, Villeneuve. I can never say his name right. He's just Denny Villeneuve. That's what we were talking about. We were talking about Dune earlier, dude. His his films and Arrival, Arrival. His films are beautiful. Arrival is probably the most realistic depiction of a contact situation ever. I left the theater that day closely by Independence Day. Yeah, (laughs) I left the theater that day of Arrival like with like a tear in my eye because I was like, dude, that felt so fucking real. It's such a good story, though. It scared me. Did it you guys ever me. read the short story that that movie's based on? No, it's actually it's, it's, it's brilliant. It's it's so unique, and like the like the whole idea behind their language and like where that I'm, whole thing goes. Is I'm so not being weird. linear and shit. Does it talk just, about that? Yeah, yeah. It's just, but it's just, it's such a well in that dimension. They they go to the that. fourth dimension. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're because when we see them from our angle. They're these like cephalopod looking things, right? right? But then when we enter their world, they're like this whole being, this whole like, be you know, kind of reminds thing. me of uh, contact. Yeah, contact yeah. is another Contact's one that's another up there for movie. me. Yeah, because when she so goes good. into the whole space travel thing, and then even like when she sees her dad on that beach, which she had mm-hmm. like, a, you know, she painted a picture or drew a picture of that specific beach. Even yep. like her dad being like uh, being a, an alien being goes, well, this is the way that we can talk to you. Yes. We figured this is the best way to talk. Yeah, to it's you. more comfortable for you. And we've been doing more it this way for like, thousands of years. Your mind. Kind of blows your mind because it's like, oh, yeah. So this alien race is so advanced. They like, OK, so we're not going to just show up in our normal, you know, tentacles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How it could be. We're going to like, we're going to do this thing and maybe, you know, jump into that fourth dimension or whatever and create a simulation reality to talk to you that is comfortable to you. Because if you saw what I saw, you wouldn't be able to, if you, if you saw what it actually was, you wouldn't be able to process it. Yeah. Something, you know, you, you know your stuff, man. I'm impressed. Oh, dude. I fucking, (laughs) I'm telling you, I I love this shit. Uh, unfortunately i do have to uh i do have to oh, get yeah, yeah, out of here uh i am super sorry tom you're more than welcome to hang out though i'll stay for a little bit longer I'll yeah, stay. Yeah. i got a little bit you're gonna represent represent yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah we'll talk a little bit more about i've been going since four this morning and it's now like midnight yeah you're whining yeah down. i'm gonna have to hit the hay soon too man i worked out no in the heat all day today it's yeah. crazy but no uh i listen i love having this conversation with you guys um yeah. So, Dave, anytime that you want to, you know, we're going to talk more, sure. Yeah, yeah. uh, You know, if you're ever, uh, we're working on something with with, uh, Nick Atina. He wants to do a show like once a month where, like, I just come tell him about what's going on. Uh, So, uh, I mean, I'm always happy to to come inform people. Um, So, uh, anyone who wants to reach out uh, can. you know, our Spotify uh, is so we have a deal with Spotify um, and, and the video goes there. Uh, it's a non-competitive agreement. So unless you're a member on YouTube, you can't watch the podcast on Spotify. I mean, you can't watch a podcast on YouTube. 
you have to watch it on Spotify or listen right. to it on Apple or any of those. But uh, then Tom uh, is is hosting a new show on YouTube, so that'll be kept separate, right? So it'll be its own thing um, where he does like news style, like you know, current events keeps you up to date. Um, so you know, whether it's our Spotify or YouTube uh, or totaldisclosure.org, where it's all centralized, um, you know, come hang out and uh, and and. And I'll explore the unknown with us. I like it. All right. Thanks, Ty. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. I always appreciate your time. Yeah, always, man. Talk to you soon. Ty, my brother. Thanks, man. Thanks for introducing me to these guys. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, Dave's Dave's amazing. Yeah, it's been really, really. It feels great, and I don't know Andy, but he seems really oh, fun. So, um, I, I put on, I put on a good, good act. <laughs> where, where's the, uh, yeah, the, the, so where's the, where, where's Steve tonight? Oh, shit, Steve, Steven. oh Steven? I don't know. He's probably, I don't know. I haven't really, I haven't, um, heard anything from him that much today. So but he pops in every now and again still. But yeah. I think that the time change for the stream kind of threw him off because, you know, he's got the kids and the wife. Yeah, and yeah. It, yeah. Would, it would always be like late for him. So then it would be good. But then he's also trying to better his health by getting better sleep because he used to sleep like two hours a night. And then he realized that's oh, not yeah. good. Oh, so yeah, now, that's yeah, that, that, yeah, that's what I was doing. So he's really, he's really, yeah. So it's like one of those situations where, it was funny because we, you know, we finally met in person, staying with Phil um, at Full Circle. We all were at Airbnb, and then you know there was just like the first the, the first evening. It was just me and Stephen. We were just talking about all kinds of stuff more than we talk online. But yeah, he's just he realized he's like, yeah, I was not healthy when it came to a lot of things that he was doing. So mm. it, it he'll pop in every now and again, but then it's funny because he doesn't, he won't last till, you know, because sometimes these things can go fucking four or five hours. Yep. He'll like, he'll check out because I've been on some like, of the longest vodka oh, yeah. streams that there yes. has been to the point where you're actually falling asleep. Yes. <laughs> Literally <Yeah>. dude. <laughs> hours in yes. like what the fuck? Oh yeah, it gets it can get long. You know, tonight probably won't go as long, but you know, I'm just that's why I pushed it earlier because I was like, all right, let's let's push it an hour and a half earlier. So it, uh, you know, because even it was affecting me, I was like, that's Jesus Christ, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah, no, no, but it's it, a tough, it's but a it's, tough but it's, I was thinking about that tie. Is like the first time you came on is, I mean, you and uh, what's his name. What what was justice? your part? justice? Yeah, you guys came on and just you know you were trying to start the whole movie pop culture thing, and now here you are, you know, fucking Fox Mulder over here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. And it's we're having definitely... some. We're, I mean, the the podcast has never been bigger. Oh, um, I know you guys are interviewing people like crazy. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So you know, each week we're able to to pull someone, you know, high level. And, and get them on the show and uh you know james fox uh uh brandon fugel uh guys like these you know we're being introduced to and uh the the sky is really the limit uh uh for us uh right now it, it's just a it's it, with, with the increasing popularity uh from the general public the That's audience awesome. uh is just skyrocketing not on youtube as much because again you know my seo 
I didn't change YouTube channels. I kept the same YouTube channel from when I did Pop Culture Corner. So for four years, three years, my SEO, and you'll know about SEO. Anyone who does content creation knows about search engine optimization and tags for videos. All of mine were geared towards pop culture for three, four years. And then all of a sudden, yeah. They're, they're geared towards aliens and UFOs. Mine was Star Wars and yeah. video games. <laughs> so like yeah. the algorithm was like working against me for a long time. Yep. So, but I started a fresh feed for Spotify because that was part of it. That was part of signing it with them, the non-competitive agreement. It was like a dedicated, a new feed separate to anything. And um, it's been um, absolutely amazing for the show where, where, Tracking ten thousand on a regular basis, so that's awesome. Um, yeah, it's it's been amazing. We're very no, fortunate. We're very yeah, fortunate. It's been, I've been glad to hear it, and you know, so yeah, yeah get some sleep, dude. Get some sleep. We'll talk soon. Yeah, and, uh, I'm always welcome. I mean, like you know, if you need somebody else to show up, you know, and talk, some we'd love to have you on the show. Oh, man. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm down. I'm totally down. So yeah, I'm gonna quiz you. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We're gonna we're gonna get you. We're gonna get you good. We we'll get okay. you good. But uh, uh -oh. good night, guys. Thank you so much. Good night. And let's, like I said, uh, uh, keep exploring the unknown. And when let's do it together and all that jazz. Uh, have a good it. night. All right, take, take it easy, Ty. Nah, but it's just it's just it, it, I was thinking about that before we came on. I was like, man, when Ty first came on, it was like not this, and now it's right. that. And that's that's just cool that he found his niche because he was like. He was pushing it hard when it came to pop culture and all this yeah, stuff. He was like so. burning candles on both ends. Oh, where dude. Was, where <laughs> it got to the point where I was like, I even said, dude, you are going too hard right now. You need to, <laughs> That's like, like where I'm at right now. I'm sleeping I'm sure. four hours a night and uh, yeah, it editing it this video effect. all crazy. It's But you know what? It's just it's such an exciting time. And my audience is great. So like I have my own YouTube channel too. Like Ty and I yeah. met. I co-host over there and then I have Cortex Zero, uh, which is my own channel. And, you know, I'm relaunching my podcast too, which I'm going to, it's just, it's just to, you know, put as much content out as possible. Right. Cause we enjoy doing it. And yeah. Twitter though, I'm, <laughs> I'm literally like right now. And like, it just, it just, it started happening and I'm like, okay, it's still going. Oh my God. It's still going right now. I'm sitting at 9,209 followers on Twitter. And it's just like, it's been going up like 200 people a day. And I'm like, dude, people are fascinated, man. Especially after what happened this week. I don't doubt that. I don't yep. doubt it, you guys are starting to like get some. Yeah. It's it's I've met some amazing people. I feel, I feel very fortunate to be in, in this position. You know, it's like my whole goal basically is like money, money's good, right? Like we all need money to survive, but like this topic means a lot to me, especially because of my experience and, I, I want to focus on this and music full time. So it's like, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's a circle that connects itself. It's like, I want this to be successful mm -hmm. so that I can do it more. Like I want to quit my day job, not because I want to be like I'm some filthy, rich, you know, uh, UFO guy. It's because I, I want to be able to just dedicate the right amount of time to it. It's very difficult to go do what I, I deliver furniture for a living and I'm only ah. five foot five, bro. I'm five Ooh. foot five and a buck 70. And it's, you know, it's not easy at my height doing, you know, 27 cubic foot refrigerators and hundred degree heat. That's what we yeah. were doing today. And where and do you live? Like, where do you live? I, I live in New Jersey. Oh, okay. So humid. It's humid. Oh God. Yeah. Very humid. And it's just yeah. like, I can't, I, I'm, I feel like a truck hit me. 
and it's like, okay, I worked from nine to eight today, and now I'm going to go edit this video. I just want to wake up and edit the video. You know, I don't want to sure, go do the other thing. That's what you're passionate about. I totally get it. <laughs> yeah. I can't you know, wait to it, see it. I'm I'm curious of what you're doing here, but this this yeah. Grays video is going to be uh, there's. The whole goal was to make something that no one else did. It's it's like if you go looking for a video like this, there's only going to be one. It's nah. the same thing with my Men in Black video. Um, I was just going to bring that up right now. You're like, wow, we're thinking right parallel that's, right now. Oh, that's awesome. Say for, yeah. Did you watch it? No, I I didn't watch that, but I I wanted to bring up the the actual Men in Black in the conversation. Yeah. That's what I was thinking about. Yeah, that vid that video probably goes in a direction that a lot of people weren't expecting. So that's already out on your channel. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's, I'm gonna it's, check it out. I'm gonna this check video it out. on the Grays is is done in a very very similar style, except it's longer. Okay. But in that video, like even the title is like you know the Men in Black may not be what you thought. They definitely aren't. And it's <laughs> researched that. No, it's it's not, you know, government. Maybe in certain instances it was like government agents. But and then it's like, oh, well, they seem like they're aliens or they're, you know, clones, humanoid androids. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, maybe not even that. It, they, it, I, I found some connections with a phenomenon called shadow people which I'm sure some okay. people have heard that I've term heard that. just from watching horror movies. And yeah. there's a lot of connections uh, between the men in black. And again, the scent of sulfur being present, uh, bright pops and flashes of light. Like I went really, really deep. Same thing with the grays thing, man. Like I even like I'm in this video, I even describe like what they smell like, like it's, you know, and again, it's coming from people who claim that they were abducted. <clears throat> obviously, I can't just hand you concrete proof. It's it's anecdotal, but I still want to present it. And I even say in the video, like, you know, it's up to the viewer to come to their own conclusion. But Good. there's a lot of information here for, you know, if this doesn't exist, it's really interesting that all these people would be coming to these same conclusions that have never met each other that have all provided like this same information. And it's 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 such a fascinating topic. It's. And it's more complex than people think. It's not, it's, I, I don't, I'll tell you what, like, even now, I don't even really use the word aliens very much anymore. Really? I use, I, I, yeah, no, I say NHI, non-human intelligence, because it's like, I don't, I don't know, know if they're really aliens. I don't know if they're ultra terrestrials, extra temporals. Like, there's a lot of options here that people don't realize. They could be coming from different timelines, different well, universes. Well, that's why, like, even people were, like, going, like, okay, you got UFO, and then you got UAP, and, like, what the heck's a UAP? That's, like, a. I, I heard about UAP the first time when I watched Nope last year. I was like, yeah. UAP? That's a thing. It's a I wild heard. movie. Yo, yeah, I, I, I thought it was great. Like, it it's, took it a is great. fucking direction. It took a direction that I was like, oh, shit. I was like, this all that's makes sense now. Yeah. That's really like cool. when you watch the trailers, would be considered aliens too, under aliens. So you know, yeah, exactly. And so, there is some speculation on the craft being, gen. yeah, alive. the I know the fact that it was just like, have we all seen Nope here? Are we, I mean, it's yeah. been out for a bit. Which one? It's nope. over a year old. Nope. Um, no. No. Oh, he's nope. No. Well, I mean, essentially, nope like the whole premise of like, oh, there's a UFO out there, and then oh, there's aliens, but it's not the. The, the UFO is the alien. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like, 
that's the reveal and the way that i mean that scene when they suck up those people from that fair and you see them go in there that i got uncomfortable man i was yeah, in the movie here like i was like oh wow i think different. with the monkey too was really yeah. i was just like why is this in here but then like after i watched the movie a couple of times i figured yep. everything out i was like okay i got it i got story it story yeah. to taming the beast kind of thing type yeah, yeah exactly it's that's yeah. exactly where it's like I, just, that's that's what they were trying to do like hey i we we have this beast up in the air we're gonna have i you're like you know you're the show we're gonna do this but then the beast said fuck you i'm gonna wreak havoc just like what that monkey so did on that said and did i was like get I, out? I what you should get out get it oh yeah that's all get out too oh yeah jordan this guy peele. what you know it's funny because i was like wait a second jordan peele is directing a horror movie. Wait, I'm like, you mean the guy from Key and Peele? Which I yeah. thought Key and Peele was very funny. Yeah. And then I went and saw it, and I'm like, this guy is a brilliant filmmaker. He's a brilliant like, filmmaker. Actually, like, he's really, there's a lot of attention to, like, like nuance. I even like Us that he did. I know a lot of people didn't like Us when it came to, I like, thought Us um, was okay. It's not yeah, my favorite was, of his work, yeah. but it's good. I would say Nope is my favorite, then Get Out, then Us, when it comes yeah. to, like, the ranking of that. But uh, I just really like Nope so much. I'm watching this scene. I searched for Nope Monkey. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully, God knows what popped up there. (laughs) I know. I was about to say. Hopefully, it wasn't something. (laughs) I remember an internet (laughs) game called Spank the Monkey. No, I don't think you do that. I remember that too. You guys are seeing monkey. I'm like, like, oh my god. I mean, you look at like Nope Monkey, and then like the first thing that comes to like Nope Monkey scene, and he's running around killing people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sure is. You got lucky. That was it. Yeah, good. That's good. That is it. Hey, Paul, you're there. He here. is. Hi. Yeah, There's on. my favorite Paul. How you doing, buddy? He's gonna be my replacement hey, in five minutes. <laughs> oh, I know, I know, I, I, <laughs> no, I, no, I, no, I know. No. I know, Tom. You're gonna be leaving soon, so I, I you know Paul's been waiting backstage for a little bit. So no, it's fine. I, I just yeah. Paul's I got, waiting I, in the wings. I got sidetracked. <laughs> yeah, so. no problem, man. But hey, how's it going, man? Uh, it's going good. It's going good. I'm, I'm just, uh, for, I know we're just sticking to aliens tonight, but I'm, I, I did finish all of Secret Invasion. Uh, oh, well, it's partially aliens. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I yeah. thought I I thought overall the show was good. I mean, I I didn't think it was amazing, but I think I think we can all agree if if this hasn't already been said at this point, uh, mm. if the show had just been called The Scrolls or maybe Nick Fury and the Scrolls, I I think it would have played better. Because Probably. that's funny. That's what it was. Yeah. It. I mean, yeah. It's it's kind of secret. It's a little bit of an invasion, but it's but they've been living there for like twenty years, right? And there's like right. a million of them on there, so it's kind of like I mean, if it had just if it it really was more about the world building of what the scrolls are in the MCU more than anything else, and the super scroll stuff, and that's yep. it. And that it wasn't it wasn't like an it, I mean, I knew already going in it wasn't going to be you know the comic, but like even Civil War had the advantage of still having the Avengers in story somehow you know and kind of having that like oomph to it but yeah this was this was okay you know and i i enjoyed it but i didn't i didn't love it or i, I didn't love it in the way that i wanted to love it you know yeah. but yeah yeah i, I was kind of like i started off with it i was like okay this is good i like this they're taking it a little bit more seriously it's more espionage spy like especially that the the first episode was, i thought it grabbed me and then you know, it kept going pretty good, but then, like, I think, like, towards, like, you know, episode three into four, I was like, 
all right, this is getting a little dull. It's kind of just like, all right, when are we going to get to, I mean, I get what's going on here. Fine. And it just seemed like they were just trying to stretch it as long as possible. And it got to the, point. when it got to the finale, I was like, okay, here's the finale. But I was not. It would have been a two hour movie. We didn't need six episodes. Yeah. I was not digging that whole final fight thing with all the, you know, <laughs> the biggest, the biggest thing that, apart from the Dave Batista arm, uh, which was that was the least so ridiculous. Yeah, problems, yeah. I, you know, it, it's two hundred twelve million dollars, by the way, to budget. Wow. Well, yeah. if you right. guys actually want a good spy photo show from Marvel, <laughs> from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, catch Marvel's Inner Shield on Disney Plus. All seven seasons are streaming now. That? Yeah, that show this... bored the shit out of me. <gasps> uh -oh. I. I've only seen sporadic episodes of Agents of Shield, but this this show in particular, I think the best way to sum it up without being cruel to the people making the show, but it's it's basically a Russo brothers movie without the Russo brothers. That's Ooh, that's that's a good point. I yeah. get yeah. that. I could say I know what you're talking about right there. Yeah, that's yeah. an interesting take. It yeah. is a good I mean, take. It's. I like it. it, I, I'm kind of with Paul. I mean, I didn't. I didn't hate it. The finale yeah. itself is probably the weakest part of it for sure. Yes, like for sure. There's no I doubt about it. I didn't hate it either. Yeah. But it's like it, I, I've seen so much hyperbole about this. Oh, Marvel's doom and gloom. They're done for. They're in the can. Rock they bottom. Say, they say it every I'm time. Like, dude, like really? they said about okay. Miss Marvel. They said about She Hulk. They have yeah. said it about, like you know. Every time. Miss Marvel is really good. Time. I thought Miss Marvel, Marvel is one of, yeah. Miss Marvel yeah. is probably one of the more unique MCU shows oh, because, yeah. like, there is something to it with Secret Invasion. Like, there's just a shit ton of talking. So, I think personally, I think what they should just do if they want to just do the lower budget movies, so to speak, because that's what they essentially are. Yeah, I'm yeah. fine. I'm fine with them doing. Uh, the like mini movie, like the Werewolf by Night, was yes. really special good. We, yeah, yeah, we we talked about this before, and even the even the the Christmas special with the Guardians, it wasn't amazing. Thought, uh, oh, I it, love that. It yeah, was great. but if that My had been like if, Guardians thing, but if that had been like a three episode <laughs> or four episode miniseries, I would have been driven insane. Instead, it's just this you know little you know like what was it like an hour and a half? It was something like that. They might say yeah. Yeah, and it was but fine. Hey, at least Daredevil Born Again will be 18 episodes. Yeah, well, Daredevil, yes. you can tell they're trying, but you can tell that they're trying to make that like a crown jewel. And I mean, I I feel honestly the the I, I'm I'm half and half on that show. Basically, I want it to be very very good. I love Charlie Cox. I love Vincent D'Onofrio. I love the Netflix stuff. And I didn't even I didn't I didn't hate the interpretation in She Hulk because it's Daredevil in a She Hulk show, so it right. makes sense. Yeah why he's like that and you know matt murdoch is a you know he can be a chipper guy sometimes yeah. you know it just depends sure. what arc of daredevil you're going through but that didn't bother me so my thing is just you know my stations for born again are kind of all over the map but i'm 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 gonna i'm gonna keep my expectations in check and then you know go well, through the show can i ask what you can i ask you what you're worried about i'm worried i'm worried more about i mean look the the I feel bad because I'm trying not to judge it ahead of time, but I mean, if we're if we're all honest about Daredevil, you know, yeah. the Netflix the Netflix show set the bar. It's uh, hyperly violent. It, it, it's it's basically like the best of like you know the Brubaker and or you know Frank Miller version of the character to a degree. So that's kind of where I'm at mentally with Daredevil. But I understand that Daredevil has been around for a long time and there's different iterations. But also when you have the title, Born Again, 
that again. You're setting up the expectation. And I'm hoping that's what they do. That's yeah. what they do. They use the titles of these books. Yeah. And they put it out there. And then people like who are a fan of the books go, well, that wasn't accurate. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That, yeah. That's what I loved about, you know, what, what, you know, like, look what Zach did for BVS. It's like, okay, he wanted yeah. to make a Dark Knight Returns movie. He didn't do that, but he took elements of a Dark Knight Returns from yeah. the book. He took elements and then also Superman, uh, you know, Death of but Superman. Because I respect Feige looks at it from a corporate standpoint. Yeah. The the DC stuff, Smart, they but... do they do the animated, but for the most part, you know, there are, you know, liberties taken but if you're if you're watching all-star superman you're watching an adaptation of that work if you're seeing year one you're seeing an adaptation of year one you know and so on and so forth even even fox it wasn't old man logan but it was logan Logan. days of future past well i mean same with uh even batman begins i mean it wasn't it wasn't uh year one but it was you know there was elements same with the batman when it came to uh long halloween it wasn't long halloween but it had elements of long halloween it's like it's like you could pull elements from certain books and even advertise it as hey guess what and i and i think that's just what kind of like what james gunn is like was doing when when it came to uh you know after they released the hey here's the books that these are going to be loosely based off of Mm. And then it tripled those sales. I mean, the Authority books sold out. Yeah. Superman All Star. They're like, they, yeah. you know, that was smart. Tomorrow to, even sold to do out. that, but Good just don't. Move. I mean, but they do. They did announce Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, so they might, you know. Well, since Tom King is working on, it, I think that will be a close adaptation. But like, yeah, it might. I, be. I do think but that's why they did that. Yeah. Well, like for example, like, like if you know, if I look at it for, again, I, I you know I keep bringing up the errors, but you know, but they have done something. You know, they did quite an inferno, but they still did some of their own choice, which I think is perfectly fine because, you know, within that world, it makes more sense that they do it that way. But it's like, if you're going to take something like Deadpool Porn again, and then it's going to be something completely different. And you're like, yeah, I, I can understand the issues with it. So Paul, I, I get it. You know, I'm excited for Born in for Daredevil's new show. Yeah. Um, but even I have some reservations too. I'm just like, you know, I mean, do we need 18 episodes? Like, you know, because like, what was so weird That's about it? Right? 18. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Remember what he did? Because he was at the, it's it's, it's July 2022. He's, he's at the Hall H panel. He's like, Daredevil season one will have 18 episodes. <clears throat> 18 episodes. And I'm like, it's a lot. I'm like, is, look, uh, bro, I forgot about that. I'm, I'm at the point, if we can get more Charlie Cox be, being Matt Murdock and Daredevil. You know, I'm there. So yeah. I mean, I'm not yes. I'm not complaining. I'm just, you know, we've been over this multiple times with the Disney Plus Marvel stuff. It's just how do you use your time and how to use it effectively? And, you know, uh, but regardless, um, I the few times that I don't like really give Marvel a hard time is when I know they can't they know they can't really fuck it up and they know the expectations mm-hmm. and like where they are for Daredevil. And I think they know they can't fuck it up like. I'm not I'm not that worried about Fantastic Four and the X-Men because those are the ones that they need to show like everybody. Yeah, we should have had these the whole fucking time. Like yeah. people are people are mixed on Homecoming, I feel to a degree, but I really liked Homecoming because more to the point it's because it, 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 is. It, it did it did a lot of things differently from the Garfield and from what the Maguire films had done. And it, 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 it approached it in a whole new way that we hadn't seen before, you know, and I don't mind the Holland films overall, but like, that's, you know, that's how I see them approaching 
uh, X-Men and Fantastic Four. They're going to do some things that we know, but for the most part, they're going to do the, uh, uh, you know, the whole, uh, you know, they're going to try and, and, uh, you know, put a stamp on like their, their take and everything. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I think that's what they're going to do. But uh, Tom, I know you got to go. Thank you. I'm just going to jump in. Dude, this was so fun. Like this was so unexpectedly fun. I didn't know about this until kind of last minute. And yeah. I was like just getting into the shower and Ty was like, hey, I'm going on his show. And I was just like, oh, and I do two minutes. I know he hit me up. He's all, hey, my, my co-star, my uh, co-host is going to be showing up, too. I'm like, cool. And he sent me your link. And I was like, all right, well, I'll, you know, follow him. And, yeah, man, yeah. this was fun. I had, a, I had a really yeah, good time. You guys dude. all seem like you're cool dudes. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm into movies, I'm too. It, I'm, just, I'm just putting on an act. So, you know, don't don't buy it. Don't buy it. Dude, don't buy your it. entrance, though, when you had the chair turn, like, I was like, dude, this, this because guy. Because they, they made a bit. Because I just, like, I, last week, I, like, I was just temporarily turned around. And yeah. And I, 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 and I, and I saw that. So I brought him in as his, as his yeah. And and now, it was just, it was so good though. It was just like, yeah. I've done this before. I'm going to do yeah. it again. Yeah. Well, that's oh, yeah. why I'm like every week I'm, if, you know, whenever I'm allowed to come on, I will come on. And the first thing I will say is Blue Beatles runs in theaters, August 18th. Yeah. Peter August there 1st. There you go. He's so, like, a yeah. per- he's a perfect marketing guy. So I guess before I go, okay, I'll plug myself real quick. I yes. guess, right? Isn't that what yeah. we all naturally do when we're content creators? Yeah. Cortex right. Zero on YouTube. It's Cortex underscore zero on Twitter. I dive into UFOs, consciousness, uh, near-death experiences, astral projection, spirituality, meditation, music, all types of stuff. I like Star Wars. Um, my DMs are always open on Twitter for anybody that ever wants to just say hello. And I'm grateful to have met all you guys today. It was, it was a lot of fun and I hope that we can do it again and have yeah, we definitely all of you over on our show. Just because why not? Right. Let's fill up the entire screen with people. Dude, whatever you guys want me, man, just let me know. I will. So down. Well, what's your Twitter again, by the way, it's, it's the same as my name here. It's cortex underscore zero here. I'll put it in there. A little secret okay. chat that nobody knows yeah. about until now. <laughs> uh, and to everybody in your chat, uh thanks for having me i had a really yeah. great time and uh definitely go see the sequel to dune because i think it's gonna kick ass that movie's gonna Hell be so yeah. badass for sure you guys have a good night man i appreciate All right, man. Here. you too thanks tom take care. guys take All care right. yes all right well that was fun now let's talk I mean, about like when it, when it, yeah you gotta watch blue beetle oh <laughs> uh, no but i was just like i went when it came to the whole like ufo thing and then i was like all right i was like i'm gonna hit up ty i'm like just come on here. I know you're all about this. And I'm like, I mean, I'm all about it too, but not as much as him, obviously. And then he was like, yeah, like the last minute he goes, oh yeah, my co-host is going to show up too. I was like, all right. Had no idea who the guy was, but uh, yeah, Tom was, Tom was great. So yeah. Like, you know, if this turns out to be, you know, like if this turns out to like, I'll be, I mean, like this is going to be a whole new chapter for humanity. So, you know, I'm excited. You know, I know it's sort of very critical, but I'm like, I want to, I want this to be true because I'm like, I we want to do. We're all nerds. the side we're all sci-fi nerds. Yeah. I wanted to get your uh, a take on uh, the whole thing with the um, UFO hearings. Paul, did you see all that? Did you yeah. get anything of that? I I mean, I got I got I got brief things from uh, Reddit and social media and stuff like that. I think it's cool that they've confirmed this, or at least a guy who works in the government has confirmed that you know that's a thing. But you know, I mean, yeah, I. Um, I, I was listening to the video in, in, in and out before, before I came on and stuff. And I mean, 
I feel, yeah, I mean, I feel there's a good chance it could be a hoax, you know, to some degree as a distraction. I think that's definitely a possibility. On the other hand, my personal beliefs are that, you know, I mean, the possibility of aliens being a real thing to me is a thing. Like, I mean, the fact that we're, you know, the, the universe is so large, you know, there has to be other life that has existed in some other part of the oh, uh, yeah. just Yeah, just our galaxy alone, not even counting right. everything else. But I mean, honestly, my take with aliens is that, you know, I think that there's a legit thing that they've, you know, been here or they've been recorded being here or whatever the case is. But in every every situation, even the stuff that you guys were talking about earlier, it seems more or less that they kind of stick to the idea of they know enough. They either crash land here by accident or they stay away from us. And I think that's kind of their M.O., which is to stay away from um you know our species, which it's I a think good, wise choice. Yeah, yeah. I would. I mean, well, I do. I try to most of the time as well. But 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 it's funny because we actually talked about a theory. There's a theory out there of why they do that, and it's the hmm. theory that that these you know these creatures are actually us in the future, and they're yeah. trying. Yeah, and they're doing the whole thing of like, okay, we have to stay you know out of the limelight because we're just trying to prevent things that made us who we are and you know and I, and I even brought up the whole thing is like yeah i mean if you think of a gray alien you just see uh, a frail like skinny body with a big head and it's genderless and it's everything like that it's like our, uh, and they're so uh, they're so obsessed with technology and all that and knowledge and they're going wait we shouldn't this sucks because we're all maybe they're all in <laughs> or something i don't know it's like look at us i could barely you know I, i'm a bobblehead what the hell but i don't know but there's always that theory of like that's why they're staying oh yeah but i mean obviously I look at the future as a future alien yeah i know right i hadn't i hadn't heard that theory so i'm like shit like future and is like an alien i hope he's skinny at least uh that'll be interesting <laughs> uh that's yeah that's that's a theory that's out there that they're actually us in the future trying to and that's control what we end up evolving too because i mean look at where our society is now we always talk about gender and all this kind of stuff and look at it i mean like i said you look at a gray alien you can't tell it's genderless i mean there's nothing there's nothing there it's like it just gets to a point where maybe it's even a point where they just grow they're babies. I don't know, like a whole Man of Steel, you know, thing or yeah. Matrix thing, you know, where it's like the the theory of that, where you know. But who knows? I mean, I think, I think our society will get to a point. You know, if we get to a point where like aliens are real, and but you know, what happens when an alien and a human like conceive? Like, you know, what if you know? Like, I mean, like that's when like you know the, the true evolution begins, uh, right? Yeah, I mean, I maybe mean, it's already happened. Yeah, Sorry. It's the I'm... birth of Brainiac. Ah. It's also hard to assume if they can actually crossbreed or not, too. So there's that. Very true. Yeah. But yeah, I think this, is, this is why. This is why I'm like, I want this to be true because I want to learn about these things. Like, again, I, as someone who's a writer myself, I want to see, like, how do they write? What kind of, what, yeah. what does symbols look like? Like, how, like, what, like, how do they do, do scripture? Like, do they do what we used to do centuries ago where we would draw they, on the wall to tell our stories? Exactly. You bring up a great point, Andy, you know. And I, I, I was going to bring it up when talking to those two. It's just, you know, because, I mean, they take it very seriously, sure. And some people just look at it as a joke. And a lot of theories, conspiracy theories, a lot of crazy theories out there, you know, you just look at it as like a joke. But I'm like one of those 
people, I can fall down the rabbit hole. Like I can go down a flat earth rabbit hole and I have, but I don't believe it's true because obviously when they start making like, oh yeah, you know, if you were the curvature of the earth, if you were to, it's like they, 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 they fall off. I don't believe flat earth. But when I can go into like a rabbit hole of like the theories about the ice wall around us and maybe there's other civilizations that live around it and stuff like that, I think it sounds cool because I'm a sci-fi geek and it just sounds like a really cool sci-fi movie. Even when it comes to this shit, it's like, I don't know if it's true. Who knows? Whatever the hell, lizard people, you know, men in black, how they really are and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, maybe it's just all hogwash and bullshit but it, it, i could fall down the rabbit hole because i think it's i think i just it just it satisfies that nerd brain well like i don't know when jordan, like when jordan, jordan because i heard about the alien through, through jordan i mean as in chainsaw yeah. he'd call me and said hey man have you heard about the aliens i'm like i'm sorry what and like he started explaining this thing and i'm like <laughs> that's all laughing and I, I think but that's kind of basically how he introduced it i'm just like i started laughing a little bit i'm just like i mean that's cute because again i'm like how many times have we had this conversation but my like, then i start seeing you know the the meetings or whatever i'm like well if this leads to actually like proof or whatever like this will be cool but right now like you know again i'm a, for example i'm agnostic you know so i mean like the whole idea of just believing in god like i if you give me proof i believe i don't you know but i'm not i'm not religious per se but it's the same way i went with aliens you show me they're real i will believe but right now, it's like, you know, it's up in the air. But I want it to be real because, again, it, there's so much we can learn from them mm. and about them. Yeah. No, I think, um, I I mean, I've seen I've seen enough science fiction where I've seen the good and uh, what good aliens can do and what the bad aliens can do. And, I mean, I, I mean, I, 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 unfortunately, I find it more believable that aliens have come here and, you know, are higher ups took them and dissected them and then they never they never got home basically unfortunately or something like that but on the other hand like if dark side showed up i'd be terrified out of my mind and i wouldn't know what to do and you know but then i'd at least know that hopefully my life would be ending soon i wouldn't have to worry about things anymore for a while but um yeah it's uh it's it's it's, it's all over i i like to believe that you know we would try to maintain some sort of you know something something on the level of like close encounters where we would find a way to communicate and that's the ideal scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And I think, I I think even Spielberg was the one that came up with the, the, the theory of them being us from the future or something like that. That Yeah. Yeah. That, that there's a theory that's actually in that movie that talks about like that too. Yeah. I think we were talking about that earlier where, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it is interesting. Like, you know, we brought up, you know, close encounters of the third kind. And I, I and I love that there's like, you know, there's the first kind, the second kind, the third mm-hmm. kind, and then the fourth kind, which if you watch that movie, the fourth kind, you will get sh- you'll shit yourself because the fourth kind is not the kind that you want to have an encounter with an alien. That's mm-hmm. where it's abduction and fucking experiments and pos- even like a possession through you kind of thing, which which, of course, is a parallel to, you know, demons and shit like that. We were talking about that as well. I mean, it's it's so weird when you when it when it comes to like everything, even like when it comes to religion and uh, you see like old drawings or something like that. And you see like them looking up in the sky and they see it, but they just were like, they're angels and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, well, yeah, this is an older society 
they just thought it was angels and it was actually technology. I mean, you know, this is shown in the movies too. It's been shown in the comic books as well, where it's just like, is it magic? Is it technology? Which one is it? You know, it's like that whole thing. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's such a, it's, it's such a crazy uh, thing to really think about, but just the fact that, on what thursday or wednesday or wednesday yeah wednesday where they were just flat out going like oh yeah yeah we we recovered crafts and there was non-human pilots and it was like oh sweet all right yeah i know exactly exactly the thing it's like yeah you can't have the absolute truth of it with a picture or but then even the pictures could be falsified now because technology where it's at i don't know it's all yeah I don't know. And you have to wonder if they were, if they were like, if they were still alive when they, you know, when they were found, I don't mean like yeah. they, they, they were killed, but if they, you know, kind of like, um, what's a, what's a good example, kind of like an Avancer, like Green yep. Lantern situation. Yeah. The same thing. Yep. Yeah. Right. Or if it was Will Smith punching one in the face and then that, 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 that was <laughs> welcome to earth. Oh man. I love that. But, yeah. That's what yeah. I call a close encounter. Uh, so many good lines, oh my God. but I, I I liked I liked how they uh, represented the aliens in there because it's like when you saw the aliens, it's like they had a biological spacesuit, which mm. I thought was cool. It wasn't just like a, a suit that was you know looked like they just like you know knitted it together. Or it a, <laughs> yeah, or something like that. It, it wasn't like a, a helmet or something like that. It was like biological, which I thought was cool, where they had to surgically remove it, and then of course. Things with the shit you saw oh, the real alien in there. Yeah, the mother who knits a lot. And now I'm just imagining like their alien mothers like <laughs> knitting their like you know, you know suits. I'm like this is that's for me. Like this is what this is what was my biggest criticism of the whole thing was that okay, so why tell us now? What yeah. is the purpose of telling us now? Why did you wait till now? If this happened years and years ago, and that's why I'm just like. Well, it tried to tell before, but this was like the first time. Yeah, it went into like a whole on, like full, full on hearing kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, and to take from Men in Black, I mean, it's all about mass panic more than anything else. And I think they just know that so much is going on right now that again, and that's exactly what happened. They announced aliens, and everyone's like, "Okay, can we lower the cost of living, please?" And that that was pretty much it. Good point. That's good. We talked about that too because if yeah. this if this took place in the eighties or nineties, people oh. would be like, "Ah!" And you know, you you always get a, like the best line in Men in Black is like, "Oh yeah, the person's smart, but people are dumb, panicky, and you know it." And it's like that's one of the best lines. That is the best line in the movie of why you would keep something like this a secret. And it's just, I, I love that line so much, you know, that Tommy Lee Jones tells Will Smith's character on that bench because he's just like, oh, hey, well, why wouldn't you tell people they're smart? And like, oh, yeah, the person's smart, but people are dumb, panicky, and you know it. It's like, yeah. Tommy Lee Jones, when he gets quippy, that's why I love him so much in uh, Captain America, the first Avenger. Like, he, yeah. like, like that man is one, one of the quippiest dudes in Hollywood that, that it's, and like, he doesn't give, it's so effortless. Like, he, he is. When when you watch like a Tommy Lee Jones uh, performance, like uh, Fugitive uh, and Men in Black, it's like it's so dry, it's so to the point, but it's so quick. 
and it's quippy, man, that guy, yeah. That's why like, I, I always feel so bad for him, like, in Batman Forever. I'm just like, how did Joel Schumacher waste such a talent? Where no, all no, 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 Andy, no. That was, all, that was Tommy Lee Jones doing that. It was not, that was not Joel Schumacher saying, hey, go crazy. No, that was Tommy Lee Jones. There's decision. a, I mean, well, it's, yeah. a, it's a director's job to direct, isn't but it? Sometimes they can't. Yeah, there. I mean, I mean, I've been told in the Schumacher cut, there's much. It's much more straight lace. And also, yeah. I think Tommy was trying to. He was trying. I mean, he's trying to compete. I think with Jim at the same time. Yeah, he did not he like Jim Carrey. Apparently, no. <laughs> he wasn't having it. Oh, he was uh, trying to outdo him. That's okay. Why fair he, enough. The fair verbiage enough, used okay. when they had an interaction was, "I cannot sanction your buffoonery," something like that. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Now Jim Jim Carrey is just becoming like. I mean, he, that band just spits out bullshit these days and i mean like, yeah he he's he's gotten a little strange when it comes to things but uh you know yeah you know what's funny though is like i i, I was listening to a pod i listened to a lot of comedian podcasts i forgot which podcast i was listening to but they talked about how when jim carrey hit like when he started like growing um they referred to him as oh it's the actor you know, they didn't take him seriously as a comedian because he was also like he are, you know, he even though he was doing stand up, he was like it was like during like in living color. And he's already done like like two movies at least. I think it was once bidden and Earth Girls are easy, which was crazy. <laughs> Speaking of alien movies, um, like a Jim Carrey movie, by the way, is it, it sounds it sounds like a porn, but it's not. It's it does sound like a porn. So yeah. that's Earth mind. Girls are easy. Yeah, it's Jim Carrey and Damon Wayans as aliens visit. Mm. It's it's Jeff insane. Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum's in it too. Yes, it's a it's an insane movie. So, but I forgot. I totally forgot which podcast I was listening to. But they they apparently like peep like comedians hated him and they referred to him as the actor. So it's almost like like Jim Carrey was always like looked at as like this kind of guy, and then of course he blew up in the '90s, and then you know, and then of course took things seriously, and then fizzled out a little bit. And now, and it sucks too because you know I was a big time Jim Carrey fan. Yeah, the Mask. Oh yeah, Jesus Christ, that guy is amazing. Yeah, just the and then to show up in that in a a Batman movie. But I mean, but it's just yeah, that kind of sucks where it's like you get. You know, you get the role of the Riddler in a Batman movie, and then you're 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 going to be coast. You're going to be starring opposite of Tommy Lee Jones, like a, a legendary actor, and he fucking does not like you and tries to outdo your performance. It's like, whoa, that's got to be a little bit of that. That must have been a, an interesting thing, but it didn't. It, it worked out for Jim Carrey more than Tommy Lee Jones because everybody goes like, "What the hell was Tommy Lee Jones doing?" Jim Carrey was fine, at least in my opinion. I thought he was a great Riddler. Yeah, he was taking a lot from uh, Frank Gorshin, I think he said. Yeah, yes, and you can you can see that. And and at that yeah, time, when he pulls the 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 cane and he laughs, it kind of reminded yeah. me of that the 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 Riddler laugh. Yeah, yeah, and it made more sense too. Um, unfortunately for um, well, I mean more so for Joel Schumacher because they were shifting away from the darker stuff and kind of leaning back more towards the Batman sixty six style of doing things, which you know went full on in Batman and Robin, but the. Uh, as far as far, as far as Jim Carrey goes, I'm I'm a huge Jim Carrey fan and stuff, and uh, I've just noticed his persona has just changed so much uh, when he you know has to be on or or you know talking to people and stuff. And I think I know he suffered from years of like clinical depression and stuff. And I think I mm-hmm. think 
I think he's been very honest and very open about it. And he basically just said that the, the guy that you would see in those old interviews and stuff, you know, that was like a performance and that was him. You know, I mean, I think he's a generally funny guy. Like he actually knows like what can make people laugh and whatnot. But I, he has basically said that like, yeah, that guy who's like singing and dancing and stuff for like the talk show, that's not really me. Like I'm, I'm more like, this is this, like, like when he's just more mellow and everything like that. Kind of right. Thing. But it doesn't mean that some of his words doesn't hurt, you know, some of his words and actually does hurt. And again, it's like, but, but it's also like Robin Williams, same thing. Like if you watch that Robin Williams doc, it's on Max. I mean, I, you I know that. It. Oh, dude, you should watch it. it, it it's mm-hmm. such a good documentary. I mean, it covers the whole thing all the way to his death. Well, then his daughter, I mean, you like, just, really you just, you just see it? what's that? Wasn't his daughter like really upset about it, or did, did I? Am I mixing up with something else? Because I, I don't know if she was, but I, it's a very good doc. Like it just, but it really emphasizes the fact that yeah, like when when it came to Robin Williams, he always like when he was around people on talk shows, he was always on putting on that performance. But when you saw him behind the scenes, he was like he could be a quiet person and just kind of take things in, not be that 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 performer that performer that he always is i mean that was a whole other level jim carrey was a, a different level too when he's like when you see him on talk shows stuff like that yeah it was almost similar because he would like get out of his chair be very animated and everything like that but when it came to robin williams i mean it was just he was always trying to just go for that laugh and then you know Obviously, when it got to, you know, him being older, it got more depressed, fell back into drinking, quit that. And then all of a sudden he gets diagnosed with, you know, a neurological, you know, disease. And it's just he he couldn't handle it. And then that's why, you know, essentially what what happened, which sucks. Yeah, sucks. it was it was Lou's, uh I believe it was Lou's body's disease or something, something like that. Because yeah. they first diagnosed it as Parkinson's, but it wasn't exactly Parkinson's. I mean, it was neurological, but not that. Right. I mean, from what I know, I mean, and I know very little, but like from what I know, it's basically you just kind of lose control of your body and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I think Robin, Robin was a pretty smart guy in real life. And, you know, like I would have, you know, I, I would have liked it that if you stuck around for a little bit longer, you know, it was it was it was rough what happened and everything. But I think he also I think he kind of also just made a choice, too, because he didn't want. I mean, from what it sounds like, he didn't want his family to kind of go through with that, you know, or, yeah. or see him like that. And I, you know, it, it, it is what it is. But, you know, the, you know, these these things happen and stuff like that. And it's just, you know, it, it, yeah, um, there's I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big Robin guy as well. And from what I know, too, I mean, there was I have to I, I don't know the name of the podcast, but uh, Matt, Matt Lawrence, you know, and and Joey Lawrence. Oh, Matthew Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you remember, he was the son in Mrs. Yeah. Godfire, and yeah. I, this was recent. I think it was on Instagram too. But he would basically t- uh, was talking to the brothers about it and saying, uh, you know, Robin was very open, you know, on set and everything like that. And you know, he was a kid; he didn't know any better. And he went into Robin's trailer one time to just say, "Hey," basically. And Robin was kind of, you know, doing like a downtime. But you know, Robin, you know, Robin wasn't like, you know, like mean to him or anything like that. But he was also explaining to him too. He's like, listen, you know, when I was, when I was younger, you know, I did all of these drugs and it messes with your brain. And on top of that, when, you know, he's like, you know, they, again, this was obviously years before he got diagnosed, but he had, you know, talked to the doctors multiple times and, 
he knew that it had messed with his mind enough where like he, you know, like it, it was something like, uh, like he couldn't get to a certain place or, or whatever. And so like, you know, that, again, that whole thing of the, you know, the, the, the star and, and the real person basically. So yeah, he, he'd been dealing with it as, as, as far back as Mrs. Doubtfire probably to a degree. In terms probably of- even further back than that too. I mean, yeah. like, I mean, uh, in that documentary, they talk about uh, the death of Jim Belushi. Yeah. And- that, Mm-hmm. Yeah, that affected him because that 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 actually made him like go sober mm-hmm. uh, the first time, and uh, because he was with Jim Belushi that night, like they were together at one point, and then they separated. You know, Robin went somewhere else. You know, then they ended up going to sleep, waking up, and then somebody telling him like, "Oh yeah, Jim Belushi died," so it affected him pretty greatly. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, that's why I say watch that documentary because it even talks about all of that and then him kind of falling back into booze in his later years because it was just that's just what happened, you know. But uh, but I mean, like when you watch when you watch like a Robin Williams like fucking on live on Broadway and just some of that, I mean, like it's just how it's like you just go, how does this guy have this much energy? I mean, he is pouring sweat, he has a table like with 50 fucking water bottles because he's just like constantly i mean it it's 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 insane to just watch like i mean yeah again he was just brilliant genius and it's just but when you have like some of these people that just do that it's like they're putting so much out there it's like i can't even imagine what uh you know the dark times are like i mean I mean, I mean, just, I mean, it's all of us do our things too, where we put our, like, put our all into something. And then sometimes we're just like, all right, I'm, I'm disconnecting. I need my downtime just to relax and just blah, blah, blah. Imagine, I mean, this is like 20, 30, fucking 50 times the level of whatever the hell any of us are doing when it comes to at least entertainment wise. But man, I, I, I can't even imagine what that was all like you know, to deal with. And I, I worried about Jim Carrey when it came to that. I was like, geez, but he, you know, he got into painting, he got into just certain things, but, but then you, then all of a sudden he just like shows up in the Sonic movie and I'm like, there's nineties Jim Carrey right there. He still has it. He's still doing it. Like, look at him, look at him go. But yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I mean, and I, I don't know when you, when you get to that level and you get to be that, that famous and you're doing this stuff on such a grand scale, I think just a lot of it is just about taking a break and taking time for yourself. And, yeah. you know, I think, I think Jim found that, you know, for himself and whatnot. Did. Yeah. And I, you know, and uh, I think now is, is, did he officially retire? Cause they, he I don't think he officially retired, but I think he okay. just, he's just in a spot where he goes, I'm not going to do things, you know, he's not going to, like I said, I mean, when, when did Sonic 2 come out? That was a few years ago, before the pandemic, right? After. Sonic After. 2? Sonic yeah. 2, yeah. that was 2020. Yeah. So he was still, I mean, so still being involved with that, at least. But he has, I don't think he's, he hasn't really, he hasn't done anything last since. Year. It was 2022. It was last year. Was Sonic, it last year? Yeah. Sonic, yeah. So Sonic 2 still... was, was early last year. Yeah. Last okay, March. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You see, the pandemic screwed my timeline all fucking up. The know? first one came out right as the pandemic rolled out. That's right. It was yeah. like 2019, it was like, 2020. It, yeah. it came out like just before. Like it just hit 
like right before, yeah, like, like, right. like it, it was just, I think it was just right. Cause it came out in February and then it was just wrapping up right before the pandemic started like really hitting right. Right. Not a week so. after birds of prey. So yeah. Ah, there it is. Yeah. No, but it, like, but yeah, when it, when, when it comes to him, I just hope, I mean, he's, he, he's, you know, he, it's not like he needs the money and I think he's just going to be like, you know, and I wouldn't, and he's a great actor too. I mean, you look at the Truman show, you look at yeah. number 23, you look at, you know, his serious roles, but I mean, I mean, he, when he dives into something, he dives into something, you know, even just being that zany guy who can shape shift his face and do all, I mean, I mean, in the nineties, he was just a, he was a powerhouse. I mean, I still remember Tom Shadick who directed Ace Ventura with him, you know, and then he did Liar Liar and he wrote Liar Liar with Jim Carrey in mind. He's like, oh yeah, this is totally for, he wrote it for Jim Carrey. I mean, that scene in the bathroom where he beats himself up, yeah. there was like the only thing that was written in the script. He said, he was like, Jim Carrey beats himself up because he knew that Jim Carrey would do something magnificent. So everything you saw right there was just Jim Carrey, just being Jim Carrey. I mean, it was basically him. To, I mean, there, at the very end of that scene, I remember I was watching the commentary or something like that where you go, yeah, you hear this, like when he falls down on the ground, you hear this dink, like dink. You hear that? That's Jim's head hitting the ground because he didn't even say he sacrificed his body so much that he when you see him fall down on the ground, his head is hitting the ground. And that sound that you hear is not added. That's his head hitting the fucking floor. And it's like, Jesus Christ dedication man yeah um God. well i i like those movies a lot i yeah. I, rem- I remember when bruce almighty that came out when i was like in high school so great. Oh, I love yeah and uh that was also where i first like it was right before the office too that was like where i first discovered steve carell like for, like true like, yeah like real, uh, yeah. you know because yeah. evan and the whole the whole uh spiel that he does with the live broadcast and everything but so funny and jennifer so aniston is his wife too so there's that huh oh, yeah jennifer yeah. aniston it's plays uh Oh yeah, his, wife his and, girlfriend. And, not gr- wife. Sorry, girlfriend. You're yeah, right. Yeah. 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 No. No. That. I mean. I mean. That was. I think that was the last Tom Shadick Jim Carrey movie because I think. Tom, yeah. uh, You know, Jim kind of went back a little bit himself, and then Tom, I think, got into some sort of real life accident that caused him to kind of reshape what he wanted to do from mm. then on. Mm. Um, I gotta look more into that, but I. But but yeah, just just look look into that. Like Tom went through his whole his whole thing too. I think, but there was um. Uh, but yeah, I remember Bruce Almighty. Like everyone was quoting it like all yeah. year and stuff. And we we uh, I, I I was on cross country and stuff. And we we had it like on our on our t shirts as like a joke because we you know we were all we were all quoting either the Evan scene or just a lot of the stuff that he would just say like these catchphrases and stuff. But yeah, like that I was. I kept trying to do the ten fingers, you know, because in the commercial I always remember like ha! Know, how many yeah. ha! like I kept trying to do that. I'm like, mommy, there's not like, like I was... <laughs> yeah, I have that drop. Sorry. <laughs> I just look at that like, mommy, like I don't, I'm not getting my fingers are not coming out, and I keep telling God to put, make the fingers come out. She's like, "The doofus, it's a movie." But I kept yeah. doing like, ah, ah. sorry. No, there was know. the there's the other one where like, um, do you play jazz, Evan? You know, and just that, <laughs> just simple things like that. You know, that was just improv, and it just it's just great. And oh uh, yeah, the outtakes. I love the fact that they put outtakes at the end of oh, that. Oh yeah, which they did on Liar Liar as well, because mm-hmm. and that was so smart because it's like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, for some people, that's the best part of the whole fucking thing because you mm-hmm. see the madness 
I mean, and, and then you just, when you watch those outtakes, you go, how do you even edit something like this? Because obviously Jim Carrey is just like, obviously there's a script. He'll probably do the line from script and then he'll do 17 other lines, you know, with a different delivery and everything like that. And it's just, you know, you just let them loose and you go, okay, yeah, you just got to pick which one that is the best one. But I love the fact that, yeah, when you see those outtakes and you see, you know, what, you know, other, you know, different takes. And then, of course, people just can't. I mean, I don't even know how people can't yeah. straight face with some of those scenes. The hardest part is getting the act, the other actors to not to not lose because wow. a lot because all of it's improv to some degree. And so, yeah, like um, but. Yeah, I think Bruce Almighty was like the last real big comedy that he did for a long time. I mean, not not counting the Sonic movies and stuff, but by pretty that, much. yeah, by that point in his yeah. career, though, he had pretty much you know done, you know done. Uh, he done drama. He had done he done the comedies and stuff. But yeah, I I feel bad to say it, but like I know I know he's probably going to get like an honorary Oscar when he's like you know like later down the line and stuff like that because even even robin williams got his oscar for goodwill hunting and stuff like that but jim i don't think is that he's gotten golden globes but he's never yeah. gotten an oscar which is which is a bummer for i think what man on the moon did he get a golden globe for that i think i so. believe so Maybe. i think i was surprised he wasn't i think he i think he got nominated for truman show uh but he didn't get nominated Probably. for, for or, or oscar wise he didn't get nominated did you guys see that uh that doc about uh the man on the moon did you ever see I've, that doc? I know that he went extremely method with it. Yeah, and I saw the trailer, and it looked. I I'm like, I I don't know if I want to see a whole documentary about people just you know complaining about Jim driving them crazy. <laughs> I mean, I mean, but, I mean that's I, the thing. That's yeah, it's a good doc. I only watched it once. Yeah, because it, it 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 you know it's not like it's just a bunch of like hey Jim Carrey being zany. It's Jim Carrey you know being very very serious. And really becoming Andy Kaufman and people going, all right, this is a little too much. Yeah. But it just kind of shows you where when, when, when it comes to him, he, you know, he goes, you know, he dials it up to 11 when it comes to all this stuff. And when it came to that role, I mean, he nailed it. I mean, that, that movie is fantastic and, and his performance is absolutely fantastic. But, but yeah, when you watch that doc and you're like, Oh yeah, he, took it very seriously and it was yeah it was not pretty at some at some points but that's where you just kind of go like god damn you know some of these guys are just so they just get so infatuated with the character that they're doing i mean i i mean i've heard you know actors say it all the time where they go like you know imp, uh, uh method acting is just is it's stupid. Stop doing that. You know, but there's still actors that do it. There's still actors that do it and they, they give out great performances, but it, at the same time, it's like, then you got people that just don't want to work with you because you send them rats as a gift. Oh uh, yeah. Jared Leto is one of them, right? <laughs> I don't know. There's uh, I'm trying to remember. I know like Daniel Day Lewis, uh, when he did my left foot, he wouldn't get out of the wheelchair, even yeah. when it was like, you know, a thing. And everyone's like, you just get out of the wheelchair like we gotta we gotta we gotta like move this and they have to move him and stuff like that there uh i think i think lincoln they just had to call him mr you know uh yeah he has to be called to be addressed yeah see that's the thing is like (sighs) what's 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 better what 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 would you say is better is like what would you see is more talented is the fact that somebody can just break character when they say cut or somebody who actually stays in that so much but then they give this Oscar winning. I don't know. It's such a yeah. weird thing. 
it they depends. They shouldn't do it for the award. They should. They should. They should think about it. this is a job. So yeah. again, like when I think about you know, again, like I, I remember you know, you know, because I, I, I didn't know when it happened. He fled, you know, because I. It, Funny thing, I didn't even see The Dark Knight until 2009, after a year after it came out, because I didn't know there was another Batman movie. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but I wasn't on social media. Hey, hey, I know there hey, was hey, no hey. social media, no social media. Exactly, I get it. exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So you know, but like I had, you know, when I when I asked you know adults around me like what happened to Heath Ledger, and they talked about Method Act, I'm like, what is Method Act? And they started explaining it, and mm-hmm. you know, and after that, you know, he you know he wasn't doing well after that, and it's um, it's. Uh, it can be a dangerous thing, you know, but that's why I prefer, you know, you know, B method. If you, you're on set, but like if, if you, if someone is telling you, Hey, you don't act, you can actually walk. You don't have to sit in a wheelchair. It's time. Now you're now this, we filmed the scene, but now we're moving on. Then that's, you know, do your job. You know, like I'm not, no one is paying your paycheck to be like, go send people rats. Like that's probably when I hear about the whole Jared Leto thing, like that always freaks me out. I'm like, you're telling me that you, you're, you're work, you get to work with Miss Viola Davis, and you're sending her rats? Mm-mm. And Margot Robbie, yeah. Margot Robbie, yeah. Yeah, it's like, I, I, and Will Smith. And, it's and like, Will Smith. I mean, I, I mean, I get it. He wanted to do something different, but yeah. But yeah, apparently he does really, you know, he dives into the roles that he's doing. I mean, but so only, I see someone in the chat bring about like someone like Christian Bale. Bring up, I mean, like, that man's body must be. I mean, he's, oh, he's fuck. lost yeah. weight, gained Oh, even weight. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy's talked about that too. He says he's all, oh yeah, my I fucked up my body by, by you know my uh, weight fluctuations. You know when it came to even him, like there's even yeah, he's he he's even kind of struggling. Yeah, but Christian Bale, he went, my God, machinist. Well, no, he, he went from a machinist uh, yeah. to this, and then after this, he did American Hustle, which he put on. a couple pounds for well even then, yeah. then a, cu- recently. a couple of pounds yeah. and then, then did vice. even more recently yeah vice yeah dude i mean like i mean he's gotten to the point where it's like dude you can't you can't do that yeah he, 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 he 50s gonna stop doing that oh you know he's stopped doing it now i mean he went from like the machine but look into the, the machinist was right? before batman the machinist was yeah. before batman and i remember even an interview with christopher nolan he goes yeah i had to I had to pitch Christian Bale as my Batman while he was doing the machinist. And of course the executives were like, this guy's 121 pounds. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? And it's then like, he oh. put on two, and then he, 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 he put, he gained, yeah, he, he got to 200 pounds when like four or five, six months, he was just eating meat and potatoes and working out. And then they, yeah, even like the, um, the DVD the trainers, like, like yeah. you, you're, you're a little too big. We got to like lean you out. No, bit. I remember, right. like, remember one of those behind the scenes, where he's like, oh, bloody hell, Chris, what are we doing here? Batman or fat man? Like that's like pretty much. Remember, yeah. He I got, seeing, like, yeah, I remember seeing thing. pictures of, I remember seeing pictures of him. You could actually probably find him. Yeah, he was like thick. Like you saw it in his face. You saw it because he just he packed on the pounds. And then they're like, all right, now we got to trim you out. So like, yeah, he saw like a, a significant weight fluctuation. The body chameleon. And then he had a then he had a cut like that just to get like chiseled out and look you know fit. So yeah, he like you know he. he like, just, and then, and then when it came to the fighter, he had to like get skinny again too for the fighter. <laughs> Which he got yeah. nominated for, I believe. And then, yeah, like you said, American Hustle, Vice. He wasn't that skinny, though, in the fighter. He was pretty skinny, though. He had a drop. He was, like, he was like crackhead skinny. I mean, he wasn't yeah, machine skinny, but 
Yeah. But he was, he got pretty skinny. What's worse, the fighter skinny or machinist skinny? Oh, machinist, definitely. Because, because I keep waiting for the day. Because I, I've been like, every time Christian Bell trends on Twitter, my first thought is, fuck, he got a heart attack. Like, I get terrified <laughs> because, because that, that can't be good for you. Like, that you no, keep putting in between so much. So, you know, and, you know, like, that's why, like, I saw him in Love and Fun. I'm like, he did it again? Yeah. Like, goodness gracious. Like, that I, man needs to be careful. I try and forget that movie exists. That means, I mean, <laughs> so, so does Marvel. So does, so does, so does Chris Hemsworth. Uh, but what I, <laughs> <laughs> I will I will say this. He was probably one of the best things in that movie. He was the best thing. That's true. Yeah. Him and Natalie Portman. They were the best things yeah. in that movie, no doubt. But even Natalie Portman didn't have a bunch. I want to. I, I do want to give Tessa, I, Tessa Thompson some shout out to, even though she deserved better in that film. She I, did. I feel so bad for her character when she yeah. she asked, like, "Oh, you know, wh- how is this going to affect our character's continuity?" Oh, that doesn't matter. Oh, what? God. Yeah. What? See, that's that's I, when it comes to the Marvel machine. Even like, like going back to Secret Invasion. I mean, even the the director said, like, "Oh yeah, I was told not to read the source material." It's like. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think it part. might be time for Kevin. I, mean, I think Kevin Feige, Feige's days could be numbered. Oh, they're numbered. Years. They're numbered. They're definitely numbered. But were you going to yeah. say, Paul? Uh, no, I was just going to say uh, with the the source material and stuff. I mean, maybe maybe Feige was worried that they'd be like, "Hey, this is a way better story. Why are we not doing this? <laughs> like, what is this? You know, there's see, that's, that." That's but, the thing. But see, know, that's the thing. Yeah. Is like, I mean, Marvel is capitalizing on using, like, again, like what we were saying. Yeah. They're using titles. Popular books, but they're not fully adapting the books. And you know, DC hasn't done that. And again, going back to Zach, he as much, I mean, we all know that Zach, his favorite DC book is Dark Knight Returns, and right. he made his version of that, but it wasn't the Dark Knight Returns. It was a it had elements. He brought us the the um, you know, he took, brought brought us the uh, the mech suit and everything and him fighting the Superman. Yeah, it had it, the fat bat. He had everything like the suit. There's elements that he ripped from that, and it was cool. And then, of course, he ripped elements from Death of Superman. He ripped elements from Birthright. He yeah, did. He like. He just like. That's what you should do when you're adapting something. No. Don't like flat out be like, "Hey, guess what? We're doing Civil War. We're doing Secret Invasion. We're oh. doing this." And then not. And then not give I hate Civil War. That. I hate the film so much. It's like I didn't even like the comic, but after seeing the movie, I like the like, movie more than the comic. But then again, that's also Ooh. me being kind of biased because I think Mark Millar is a poor man's Grant Morrison. That dude can't write for shit. <laughs> There's a I I don't know if it's officially confirmed. I love the win, Phil. You lost me and you won me over it within in like five seconds. Because yeah, look, I, I... you know, look, we're, we're talking about Mark Millar. This is the guy who said. And and I quote, yeah. you know, the people who shot Harambe are in jail, but the people who made Batman versus Superman walk free. It's like, dude, you sat there and cranked on marvel's chode so hard for civil war and then when the movie came out you're like yeah they didn't they didn't get the heart of it it's like you two-faced son of a bitch what the fuck's the matter with you i just i hated his vision for superman that he wanted to be in mark millar cannot write fucking superman to save his life i think red sun is not fun or good at all yeah i don't think why do people love red sun so much i'm like i don't know it's it's okay but and then and then and then the biggest sin that he's ever concocted outside of Ultimates, making Scarlet Witch and 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 Quicksilver incestuous, he did the same exact thing with Hulk and She-Hulk. Fuck Mark Millar. Wait, did wait, he wait, do wait, that? Wait, wait, let's go. Wait, 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 wait. So, no, no, no. In, I, uh, so I, I know I'm, he did Ultimates 1 and 2. Was the incestuous thing in? I believe that was his 
one of his okay. creative decisions. It might not have been, but I'm pretty sure that happened under his purview for Ultimates. All right, no, no, because no. here's the thing: like, I, I, I own a lot of 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 Mark's stuff, and mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I mean, listen, I, I understand the complaints about him and stuff like that, and I definitely think that there's a part of him. I mean, I know that there's an ongoing joke in forums and stuff that even his red son is just an idea that he stole from Grant Morrison and then wrote behind Grant Morrison's back basically. And that's why him and Grant don't really talk anymore. Never heard about that. That's interesting. I mean, that's, that's like an ongoing joke. I don't know if that's actually been proven or not or anything like that, but I mean, me, me personally, I, I love old man Logan. Like that to me is like probably my favorite, my, my my favorite Marvel story that I, uh, yeah. Do you guys hear the, yeah, yeah. I, was, I thought I was having a stroke for a second. I'm like, no, no, I'm like no. why am I hearing him twice? Yeah. Now I love I love Old Man Logan, and I do like Superman Red Son, and I've read a lot of his independent stuff. But yeah, the the thing with Mark, in my opinion, is that a lot of his stuff can become just really repetitive after some time and, and stuff like wow. that. And he's definitely, you know, he succeeded in his own way in that industry and stuff. But you know, I, I think karma to a certain degree comes back to Mark in a lot of ways because you know he sh- he goes and he shits on. Uh, you know, Zack Snyder's stuff. And then, you know, Zack does Army of the Dead, makes this huge success. And then, you know, Mark tries to do Jupiter's legacy and the thing, you know, falls flat. Yeah, Malar yeah. World basically fell flat on its face but, at Netflix. Yeah. Can, well, he's going back to something Phil said, though. Like, wait, so right. what What did Mark Millar do in the Ultimate? Because you said it like really good. What, what happened with Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver? He, he, he made, made them, them a thing. In, incestuous they were they they were having incest basically yeah. uh, wait 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 stop stop this is this is the ultimate universe and again but I'm still, they I'm were still, still siblings and marvel allow again ultimate universe but i'm still <laughs> unsure if it was him that did that i i, I mean i mean there's a lot of weird dis- in ultimates that's what yeah. i recall i lo- i only think but, i love about ultimates is spider-man i only i only like you know by yeah. ultimate spider-man was the only thing that survived after marvel Chopped I was about to say that was that was right. Yeah, yeah. Why would Marvel like like did no one in Marvel go like? That's not to say Ultimate um, Spider-Man didn't have its misses either. It 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 had a few things that were just like. But how did Marvel like? Who in Marvel was like? Brother and sister. That would have been that would have been like, Joe that at that time. But that would have been Quesada. Yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah. But oh my god. The the thing that the thing that I just lost so much respect for that man because because Ultimates fell way off. Everyone kind of forgets Ultimates was more or less kind of going okay like i mean yes spider-man was the you know the best thing pretty much and and that's also Ult- because bendis was on the book too well what? bendis was on ultimate Brian, Spider-Man Brian, for, for, for the majority of the oh run. yeah no 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 he was i think he was on ultimate spider-man the whole the whole he was time, yeah. yeah 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 no, no no i was just saying in terms of like the ultimate the ultimate universe the ultimates at the time or at least ultimates one and two Mm-hmm. were i think regarded really well at the time now it's kind of like kind of a mixed reception i feel or negative sometimes too but there was uh but pretty much what most everyone agrees upon when they go back looking at everything is that once uh you know bendis was staying on on spider-man but once Malar stepped back a little bit more and then jeff Loeb took over the quant the quantum mania of no not quantum mania it's, uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> no but there's there's that there is that title this is your clip for the week there's a <laughs> another thing that survived ultimates was like uh the reed richards of that universe turns into a complete evil villain yes for, he does. for marvel canon like it, however it, there's that too however however uh, because I'm a huge fan of Hickman's Fantastic Four and the Council of Reeds, it's pretty mm-hmm. much known in the Marvel canon at this point that 
616 or Maine Reed Richards is one of the exceptions to the rule where he's got his own issues, but he's a he's a he's a good guy at his heart. Whereas right. almost all the other reads in the uh, in the multiverse are self-serving and actually like like they they want to create a better world, but they're kind oh, of shit. You know, then we're fucked with the reboot because you know Chris Evans was the good human torch, and you know Michael B. Jordan. I mean, you know, he was also well. That's why John Krasinski got turned into spaghetti because he wasn't six one six Reed. You know what's so cringe is that like when everyone was like bitching about wanting to see John Krasinski and Miss Reed, I was like, why? Because because the character got a beard in the comics and because that dude has a beard in real life again no, I could never I see think it. it was because he's like tall and lengthy and he just uh, I think oh, he was so witty as Jim on the Office I think that had a little I think, okay, I think it was you're telling like me the stature the stature he look, so you tell me that he looked like eighty percent of white dudes in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so I that's I just racist. Come on, look at Reed Richards. Don't though. generalize, Handy. Oh How my dare god! You? Oh my <laughs> god! I feel so bad. I, I got my Marvel uh, cross. It was Ulta, Ultimatum. Ultimatum. Yeah. yeah Cortez said it in the chat. That's what it was. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh. That was the big thing. That was the thing that destroyed the Ultimate Universe. Now, yeah. Uh, when they did Secret Wars, the newest one with John Hickman, they teased later on, I think in one of the Spider-Man books, that the Ultimate Universe was still around. And now they have Hickman coming back and writing like the new Ultimates, essentially, so that the Ultimate Universe is like returned. I haven't read it, but I have friends. What do you yeah. mean, what do you mean new Secret Wars? It's, uh, the one, so there is technically three Secret Wars. There's yep. the one that's in the 80s. The original Secret one from 1984, yes. And then there yeah. was the second one that happened in 2000. 12 no no, no 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 that's secret wars 3 there's secret wars 2 oh that happened in the 90s that everyone forgets about but i have the oh, omnibus okay. Of, okay. of the whole thing uh i haven't read through it yet but so but the one, one i'm of... thinking of is like battle world and all that shit where doom is the yeah the overhead okay yep yep that's secret wars 3 that is the john hickman and honestly that is the um what I would consider the epilogue more so to his Fantastic Four run because it because mm. Fantastic Four is like central to that that version of Secret Wars. Right. So so wait wait so which which one is Avengers Secret Wars supposed to be like? Expect Avengers Secret Wars to probably take inspiration from both 1984 and Hickman's run. That's my exactly. guess. Think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Without it's not going to be. It's not going to be good, right? Probably going to be. It's going to be a hodgepodge. This is so confusing. I, I always going to have cameos though, right? To satisfy people. Oh yeah. No, I mean they're That's so all they can to, do these if days. they do the battle world esque type of what it's yeah what it what it does then yeah there's a very Dang. good chance we're going to see a lot of different Marvel characters not only just from the MCU but also okay, so, from Fox and Sony. So Secret Everything. War and Everything. Secret Wars are two separate things. What are you are, are, you, are you talking comics? Comic, yeah. So you're telling me that okay, so there were three secret wars, not like secret war with no S, and then secret war, the sequel, and then secret wars. <laughs> so, so secret war, secret war, written by Bendis, is a whole separate thing, and that's all about the espionage aspect of the Avengers. Believe me, I know I'm confused too, uh, but I've been reading comics for too long to not to not have learned all the differences but so even i other look, words in the in the english english language they do it like, they do it to 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 do sales for one and make it confusing look why do they keep going back to number ones everyone knows yeah. what the deal is but they keep doing it and at least marvel has the legacy numbers i think dc is maybe adopted dc that. does it with batman yeah okay i just yeah and i think i think I, action comics and superman too but yeah they i know for sure they do it with batman yeah 
Um, but basically what you have to understand, Andy, is that comics don't make any sense and that you have to try and make sense of it. That's, but that's it's like, it's not like we've had, like, you know, like, like at least with, like, for like something like Cry, that we had Cry on Infant Earth, Final Crisis, uh, whatever. But it's like, we don't have Secret Wars, Secret Wars, Secret Wars. <laughs> Secret Wars. Secret Wars is crisis, is the crisis for Marvel, basically. The one that happened much. a few years ago. But. The really funny part about it is that Secret Wars, the comic, was not made as a competitor to Crisis at the time when it when it came out. It, it was created because it was a toy tie-in comic, and well, they were trying to compete with the Superpowers line yes. that DC had created. Not only that, Secret Wars actually predates Crisis on Infinite Earths by one year. Because That's true. Secret Wars Ooh. debuted in 84. Crisis yeah. on Infinite Earths happened in 1985, 86. Oh, Christ, right. it clearly was more Most... iconic because I've never, I've never heard of it until until Paul mentioned these. I only thought like, <laughs> like, oh, so Avengers are gonna do that Sacred Wars thing they did like in 2018 or something. I'm like, now that I know there's three of the, oh, you you guys don't know yeah. what you've done to me because now I'm gonna like be like, well, what is the movie actually doing? Because I'm like, because people like lost their shit for a reason why that was tied about like. It, the movie, the movie is going to be the probably the biggest multiversal Marvel movie ever made, and that's the only reason. I, yeah. Like that's my that's my endpoint. Like like after Endgame, I've stuck around, but I'm going to try to make it to Secret Wars, and once that happens, then I'll see where they want to go from there. They will probably do a soft reboot in the movies. That seems like a good point. Yeah, honestly, yeah, that's, 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 that's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm starting with. I, I, I even brought this up uh, on Film Junkie Live. I was like, man, I almost thought like maybe even the smarter option would be to, Hey, just reboot everything and then start off with, you have these Avengers characters with the X-Men with fantastic four, as opposed to just keep on continuing because it's like, now you have fantastic four, you have the X-Men when you don't have a Tony Stark, you don't have a Steve Rogers. And I'm like, well, see, yeah, I think, I'm okay with that. I think it's okay. I want to see where, where, where Sam yeah, is going to go. Yeah, I mean, go I get that, but I don't know, man. It's just like... Because, like, who do you get to play you know, Tony Stark after Robert Downey Jr.? I know, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult, they, but you know, hey, they, 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 they did it with Batman. You have to... You know, I, I, I just want Marvel... I want Marvel to suffer the faith of not my Tony Stark. Not my Wolverine. You know, you know? to kind of to kind of touch we, on we, something we've else. Seen that also so kind of related. Superman and Batman. It's like, I, not my the, Superman. The, not my my yeah, love just increased because I've never seen you this petty. And I was like, oh my god, like he no, can. Been, like, yeah. Did you guys see right. the news about about Lando Calrissian's show being done by by uh, Donald Glover and his brother now? Yep, okay. and. Is that going to happen? Though? The guy, the guy who was writing it, deals? found out, found he got out fired through through Instagram. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that was fucked up. Number one, but number two, it kind of plays into what we're talking about in regards to actors being recast or being you know played by a different actor at, at a younger age. I think when it comes to a character like Iron Man or Captain America, eventually Marvel is going to have to humble themselves and realize, like, okay we should maybe give it a shot and recast and try something different. Mind you, this is all hypothetically speaking after Secret Wars might wipe the board clean for them. And honestly, it would be in their best interest to do so. To Dave's point, to just reboot everything, but then kind of do what James Gunn is doing and then just drop everyone in the world as it is, one timeline, one universe. They're already established, no more origins. Just do these characters as is, we don't need origins anymore. Just keep telling stories no. with them. 
Because that's the thing here. Because I, I like it. The, the reason I get nervous about like you know having to see recasting for Tony and Steve is like okay, but here's the thing: we've seen so many good stories from him. It's like I mean, for right now, like right now, I'm not craving another Steve Rogers or Tony Stark story. I'm like you know I'm ready to see other characters have the spotlight. But that's that's, but like in 10, 20 years from now, like yeah, it would be like. What could we do with Tony Stark today? What what what's, what could we do with Sea Rogers today? Like in that case, we could just go to another Earth. We, we, you say, you know what? Earth nineteen ninety nine is all done. But now let's go to another Earth, and that becomes the main focus for Marvel Studios instead. Where like again, like the X Men, Fantastic Four is Avengers, Spider Man. Am I forgetting anything else? Like they're you know they're all. <laughs> I mean, it's it's all up, it's more up in the see see DC. I mean, let's. Uh, you, you you guys know how I feel about all the whole the whole thing in general and the, and the company and all that. But like DC, at least has some advantage because they've uh, Warner Brothers has just fucked everything up so badly that they kind of have to start fresh, and that's just kind of the thing. But Marvel is in a much more complicated situation because yeah. they're still they're still trying to get these other franchises up and going, yeah. and you're still going to have Tom Holland Spider Man, which is still hugely popular. It, and I'm assuming they're going to keep him at least for one more trilogy before he hands it off to Miles. Like that's what I'm thinking is going to happen at this point. I'd be and, shocked uh, if they. Did you guys him hear? Off. Did you guys hear about uh, Thomas Spider-Man. Hayden Church? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah no, believe me. I, I think heard. So, so yeah. Sony as in furious the, at him. In the now. fact that like he was like, oh yeah, I've been hearing rumors that there might be a Spider Man four with Toby, and I was like, you know, you know what? And I've I I it, it was funny because when I when I talked about that. I didn't mention the fact that I mean I, I and I said it during you know this this past week and I I said it before I'm like it's like dude if, if, when it comes to the whole multiverse saga it's been you know it's been iffy it's been iffy yep. when it comes to Marvel Studios but what has not been iffy about it is the Spider Verse and I know like when it comes to the, the the logistics between Sony and Marvel Studios that's a whole thing but at the same time that's what's working. I mean, look what 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 is working is like, and then people are going, yeah, give Toby his fourth Spider-Man movie, send it off, even maybe even yeah. introduce Miles Morales live action in that, because a lot of people are going like, that seems the more natural that? choice, like yeah, because he he's the off. more experienced one, and then everybody is going, let Andrew Garfield get his trilogy with Amazing Spider-Man too, let him fight and Venom it, with Tom Hardy, like, yes, I, I, let I, him fight I, an alien, let I, him fight I, an I, alien, yeah. he wants to do it. But then, and th- but then also continue with Tom Holland in what he's doing, you know. And it's like I'm just gonna, and then you know, like look what's happening with the, you know, with Spider Verse over at Sony. It's like just, just invest in that more than what you're doing here because let's face it, right here is wishy washy. But everything with the Spider Verse, it seems to be working. No, you know? it's funny because they just moved Craven from October of this year to August of next oh, year. Oh, the no. delays are oh, no. coming. And coming. And it's and funny because, because like it's coming out two days earlier now. Wow, but I'm excited. Well, about that that, I'm excited that, about that doesn't about shock me because they can. That really doesn't shock me because Madam Web's been in the can for a while. They're still probably going to edit that thing to high hell. Uh, mm. They can't I promote anything, notice, but even but, but even then, Hawk Girl, Hawk Girl is in there. Right, Miss. Is uh, she really? Yeah, no. she's saw, in that movie with Sydney Sweeney. I swear to God, she's in that movie. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I saw a group shot, like that was like a set photo, and I was like, yeah. "Wait, isn't that what's her name? We just got cast as Hawk." Girl. Oh, let me, let me I can't remember, remember her name. Interesting. Is, 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 is Isabella is Merced? Merced? Yes. Holy shit! She is. She is. She's in Madam Web. 
My dearest Dave, I am so sorry. Yes, how so dare sorry. you doubt me, Andy? God damn it. I, I wouldn't be shocked if Madam Web had a part to play in that that Spider-Verse. Ooh. Oh, absolutely. wouldn't shock me at all. You know what's so funny? Though? You know what's so funny? About, I was going to say, what's so funny about Isabella is that she's rumored to be playing one of the Spider-Women, like uh, Anya yeah. Corazon. I'm just like, she go, she gets to play Anya Corazon, and then she starts shooting uh, Superman Legacy next to her. I'm just like, I love, I love her for her. I love her for her. Good Sorry, for Paul. Her. I think her. Sydney Sweeney, she's allegedly playing... Um, she's playing Julia. Julia. There we go. Julia okay. Carpenter? Yeah. 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 Yes. yeah. By the way, yeah. Sydney is amazing like, for yeah. people who haven't seen her. If you want oh, to see her, go... great in Euphoria. Watch, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh my God! You watch Euphoria? Yeah. You're like the watch only Euphoria. other dude that I know that watch Euphoria. I can find. See, uh, see this. You question about Agent Shield, but then you come back and like, Andy, I'm I do curious. watch Euphoria. I'm curious about Madame Web because they're all talented actresses, and you know, I mean, and they're all nice to look at. What? And, you know, and they I'm, got Adam Scott and Emma Roberts yeah. playing Peter's parents. I'm like, that's good casting. I can't. That's really good casting. Madame Web, that. I'm curious about more more than Craven and whatever the fuck. Well, oh, they I, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm there. The I'm there for they Craven released a picture for Craven. I'm like, oh, he put a muscle. Okay, I now actually have to care. Yeah. And then the trader came out. I'm like, it was a good trader. Sorry, Paul. I keep no, it right. Sorry. No, I'm just. <laughs> I'm trying to take all these thoughts one at a time here. Uh, <laughs> um, first thing I saw Sydney Sweeney in was The Handmaid's Tale, which was only good for about two seasons, which I think she was in the second season. She was good. She was really good. But that show, that show fell off, unfortunately. But um, I have no expectations on Madam, on Madam Web because, honestly, um, outside of the animation department, everything that Sony makes live action spider-man wise it's just a really you know schlocky or you don't like venom <laughs> oh I yeah love i love venom, venom. Uh, yeah no i love that first movie i'm not gonna I, lie i love yeah. that first movie i, first I, I like better in second no. i like some yeah. of the one-liners and i like the effects of venom but I, it was it was <laughs> a lot to me and that and that's fine but you know what to be fair to venom fans you know I'm not going to stand tall and say that like, the Venom comics were not schlock, you know. In the <laughs> you know, like, you're not so, wrong. You're not yeah. wrong. <laughs> so I'm. Not, I would have loved it was R rated though. I think it would have been great if they'd been R rated. If it had been R rated, I I think it would have. And then Craven comes, and I'm just like, are you actually yeah. fucking with me, Sony? Right? I was like, I almost wanted to fly up to Amy Pascal. I'm like, how did you let this happen? I know you had you had Morbius, who's a fucking uh, vampire, and you yeah. didn't make that uh, rated R. But uh, now you're gonna family make... friendly because kids want to see vampires suck blood. It's super funny is. because Insomniac and Sony are like, yeah, let's use Venom and Craven and Lizard all in the same video game. Yep. <laughs> Wait, would they, we we got it. They, because they we know Lizard in the sequel? They know they, things. They know yes. how to actually make good entertainment. Anyway, the uh the <laughs> This is true. <laughs> in terms of Sony going, uh I say this, if you're doing Spider-Man 4, the Raimiverse, just let just let Sam cook. Like let him yep. cook. Yes. Leave him alone. I say you do Okay. Three- so here's a question for you guys. If they do Ooh. Spider-Man 4 with Sam Raimi again, do they bring back the old idea of using Vulture as the villain, or do you yes. do something completely hear me, different? Hear me out. Okay, hear me go. Out. So go. I, I, get I, John I, Malkovich, who they wanted. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, did you guys I, see some of those those designs that came out a few months ago? I was like... Oh, yeah, oh I saw the scrap great. storyboard that they put yeah, together the for thing. the Vulture anyway, fight. It was wicked. Were say, Paul? No, I was going to say, if they're smart, do this. Have it be... 
the old man vulture and and again the older john malkovich is the better because if it's old school oh, yeah. vulture he's got to right. be an old man. he can't be michael keaton it's gonna be fantastic and like i don't know have, have him be con air you know john malkovich yes. just not a care in the world oh, i love that he breaks out of a he breaks out of a prison, right? And who's in there? But the Sinister Six of the Raimiverse. You 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 leave that Easter egg and you leave that alone for something else, maybe down the line. But you 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 set it all up. You get him out of the prison. The opening of the movie, you have Bruce Campbell Mysterio. Yes, He's one and done. <laughs> I you love show, it. Yes. You show a day in the life of of that Spider Man, and he beats Bruce Campbell because it's, you know, it's old school Mysterio. So all he has to do is punch him out one time and he's done. He doesn't have to, you know, work through all these drones because it'll be the old school Mysterio. So Bruce Campbell's done, but he gets the one and done cameo. Everyone's satisfied. Yeah, he goes I out. I love it. I love it. And, and then you make the two villains because again, we're not doing, we're not doing like the three to four villains in Spider-Man three, but you do two villains because one, we've got to do the vulture because yep. we wanted that. And the other one, you do the lizard. So you can oh, wrap that up. Like yeah, that. Find yeah, that, right? And you because find that was reason... all throughout. He was See, all yeah. Would was, you yeah. do Dylan Baker as as yes? Lizzie? I still did, but yeah, because yeah, keep keep the continuity and like maybe maybe his son is now like a, a grown adult or maybe like in college or something. And my I guess... only issue with that is in Spider Man Three, he makes it abundantly clear that he is a physicist, not a biologist. Okay. Nah. That well, that would be my only gripe, just, but you know what? You know what? They took liberties with No Way Home. No this one's gonna, no one's gonna notice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I no would, I would absolutely know. take, you know, that that you know, keep him a physicist, sure, but have him work with someone else to try and like help him get that arm back. His wife, like, have it be his wife. Have, or his have, wife, or Alistair Smythe. That'd be have, another one we haven't seen. Have Peter Parker. Wait, wait, wait. Who was Alistair Smythe again? He Alistair is the Spider Spider Slayers. Yeah, he, he oh, makes his him. But again, I, I'm saying keep it simple because we don't need yeah. we don't need like a like a shit ton of villains. Like okay, uh, yeah, because that's just, going into TASM too. So yeah, you're yeah, right. yeah, just keep it simple. <laughs> but like, make Peter Parker a college professor, and have him be teaching at the same college now that like you know that uh, Kurt Connors Connor. works at. Yeah. His yeah. son, his, Kurt Connors' son, could even be a college student there. It gives them all reason to hang out and talk or whatever. But again. His son is talking to Peter like dad's being really weird. He's been working on these experiments recently and stuff. And then we realize the lizard has that hasn't happened yet. So now we have to worry about the lizard happening. Right. And maybe we have a scene where like Peter visits Harry's grave or something like that to make to make it a point that Spider-Man 3 still happened. That we're keeping oh, that yeah, he died. <laughs> yeah, I know. But again, to remind the audience, because yeah. they'll not they'll have not watched. That would Spider-Man. be a good idea. That's a good idea. Yeah. Because let's yeah. face it, throughout the Raimi Spider Verse, it was there was a lot of graves that we walked. Which grave is he visiting today? Oh, he's visiting yeah. Harry. Goblin one. Wait, can I? Goblin two. Let me, yeah. Let me just tie into something quickly. Because did you also get Rosemary Harris who played Aunt May in the trilogy? She's still alive. She, went, she can yeah, still yeah, alive. And she yeah. went. She would. She went to the picketing strikes. Yeah, yeah she did. Yeah. Awesome for her. Love it for her. Love it for. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it would be a running joke too because Toby McGuire in my opinion is like original 60s spider-man so aunt may still being alive yeah. after all this time would be even itself a great running joke and you know I she's know, doing okay good. she's you know she married like, she, she, she married jakey's i mean not jakey's no, uh, jay jonah no Jameson. no no no, no. I, then... I think it'd be better if she lived with uh she lives with peter and mj and yeah like wherever they are what, what um, do you think she would do you think kirsten would come back uh, yes yeah. oh yeah 
if, yeah. if, if they if I they pulled up with a with with a dumpster pile of money, she totally would come back. There would All they no have to say is, "Hey, we're doing another Spider-Man movie. Do you want to come back as Mary Jane?" Chris Dunst would probably be like, "Yeah." I think she'd be yeah. okay with it. Yeah. yeah. At this at this point, yes. If it was 2008, probably not. But you know what I would do at the end of that that movie, Paul? I I would have Mary Jane take a pregnancy test and be like, "I'm, par- yeah. I'm pregnant." Peter. No, 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 wait, wait, do, wait, wait. Do Mayday Parker? This, this is this is what yeah. I think. I think Mayday Parker is a t- I think to add to Paul because I'm. Paul, can you fucking write this persona? I'm kind of liking this. Um, <laughs> I I would make that since because when did when did Spider-Man Freak come out? 2007, 2008. 2007, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's been almost now. It's been a long time. It's been 15. <laughs> like yeah. I don't. I still have Enough. the kind of finger. I'm that. I would. I would say 16 years, right? Is yeah, that right? May, yeah. Maybe Parker yeah. is already there, and she's she goes to that college because you know, like someone like with her with maybe. her daughter's mind. But, is but again, smart. again, we have to think about No Way Home. Peter never mentions having kids, so yep. I don't think a kid has. But it's because yet. Toby was like, because Toby apparently said that he was like, I want us to be as very limited in what we share as much as possible. Okay. So because he like the thing that, that struck to me, maybe I'm reading too much into it. When I watched him in No Way Home, he seems to be like he's been in a fatherly fatherly position position already mm. because I think he is a father already. I think Could he. Be. I what what I wonder. Is how much do we want to show? Because, like, should we show the pregnancy at the beginning of the movie? Because again, Peter has to face some sort of obstacle. We can do yeah. bikes. No, I know, but I'm saying he has to he has to face an obstacle. So, do we have it that he has to worry about his pregnant wife, or does he have to worry about his wife and child? What is Vulture going to threaten? Is he going to threaten Aunt May? I mean, Aunt May's been threatened before, but I mean, like, we're, we're we have to figure yeah, out like what Liz- well, lizard lizard yeah. could be the one that goes after because there's the, you know maybe like yeah. maybe Mayday Parker is friends with Kurt Connors like family or something like that. Maybe I mean, there's a lot of options that you could do and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think I think more or less the main focus needs to be Lizard and Vulture. Yeah. How and why do they team up? Or or do they team up, or are they separate things for Peter? As long as Anne Hathaway yeah. doesn't play the vulturess, oh, I thought she was playing black cat. Yeah, so she was going to be Felicia Hardy, but she was going to be the yeah. the vulturess. That's what it was. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, oh. that was that. And then she became Catwoman. That was going to be a thing. That was going to well, be a thing. You know, she's been she's been Catwoman now, so I think Sam Raimi having her be anything or black cat would be kind of like counterintuitive so he probably, that probably i would have well, well felicia the, oh, what was what was her name was going to be black felicia day felicia day felicia hardy felicia day was in the felicity jones that's i think felicity was, jones. Yeah. Felicia yeah. Jones. Yeah. She's, okay that's yeah, what i was yeah, gonna yeah that's yeah. what yeah. i was gonna see, do yeah like, yeah i knew exactly what i was talking about but i was like i couldn't remember i want to see i want to see a felicity jones black cat with andrew garfield's spider-man but i also want to see jackal in that universe because you know they have that deleted scene right. of Peter's dad. Apparently, yeah. I have that's a feeling right. I, I, got I I got hella triggered by that and like pissed off in a way. I'm like, no. Well, see, you- that's the thing. I if if I that's why I would like to include the jackal because if you go with the clone route, you could explain how oh, no. a version of his dad <laughs> could still be <laughs> there. It's yeah. fucking ridiculous, Maybe. sure. But the clone saga is ridiculous, so why not? That and on top of that, the Amazing Spider-Man franchise got really ridiculous too. So fuck it, why not make it more ridiculous? But but, but I'm just saying, like 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 they need to invest into this because yeah. if the actors are down for something, and then of course we can have like a in a, another Spider-Man No Way Home where they all come together. Mm. Miles Morales now added to it or something like that. I don't yeah. know. There's just I have a. 
I have a uh, feeling that McGuire would be down for it. I don't think Garfield is because Garfield is the is the one that yeah. might not be down for it most. Well, he would yeah. probably he would probably what, want what are we basing this on though? Uh, there was there was talks I think for a brief period there wasn't anything official, but it kind of seemed that like after No Way Home, that like yeah like you know Amazing Spider Man three. You know, because again, they want to utilize their schlocky villains that they're making over. You know, Morbius. Uh, you know, the bringing the Vulture in at some point. There was uh, Venom, and then now yep. they're doing Craven. And you know, Phil and I were joking the fact that like, yeah, just give all the schlocky bad Sony made villains. Just give it to Andrew Garfield Spider Man because that could be like. A I'm convinced. Joke. I'm convinced that this is the web word. I, you know what, Dave? Let I will put it on the record. I will bet fifty dollars that this is sit in the. I if I'm wrong, I will pay Dave fifty dollars. Okay, you heard it here. Yeah. Let, I strongly yes, believe that what the, this is the Mark Webb universe this entire time, mm. and there, there's a reason we haven't seen uh, Garfield Spider-Man yet. Yeah, I mean, I mean, listen, they could be playing like a long card or a long a long haul type of deal. I don't know, but I feel like Garfield, like, I mean, in my, in my opinion, because I think the thing is that Garfield loves the character, but he knows that the Amazing Spider-Man movies weren't like the best. You That's know, why he and, negotiates better deal this time, so that you know he's like, okay, like yeah. make sure that you guys don't fuck it up again. He probably want Marvel Studios more heavily involved with writing and or be dealing with the actual Spider-Man character. I, I can't speak for the Sony, you know, schlocky villains that they're making at this point, but it's like, tough to say because the second yeah. movie was really handled largely by Avi Arad, Matt Tolmac, and then once that oh, movie first did what it did at the box good. office, I, I really the first love one's the fun. First, I like. I love, I love the first Venom movie. Yeah, but then I, like in the second one, it's like mm, I mean, there's certain things where it's like, I mean, the Gwen Stacy thing and that the VFX, oh yeah, oh oh, but I mean, Spider-Man. Oh, Clock Tower, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. I don't like either Amazing Spider-Man movie, but I understand people liking the first one like more than the than the second one. Like like the yeah. first one, I I just walked out kind of like oh, okay, and then the second, but I saw the second one and I was like, holy crap! Like so there's so many spinoffs here. Or it was just well, it was more of like the costume looks really great, and then everything yeah. else was. Can, I would say that's can I, can the better. Uh, that's my favorite costume, actually. The, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna say controversial. Incredible. I think the first, the costume he has in the Amazing Spider-Man one is the far superior one because I love the idea that okay, if a kid would make this, mm. what would he use? No, so I when got he, it. And, and then suddenly go to the Amazing Spider-Man two, I'm like, but this is just this is just my, McGuire's suit. This is just McGuire suit with a bigger spider like symbol. I, well, I don't and know. The I eyes, could, the eyes. Yeah, the, the I could, I could definitely the tell the difference between McGuire's and Amazing Spider-Man Two outfit for sure. I even remember my Sorry. friend distinctly, like he immediately responded to that costume, and he was just like, "They did it! Like this is the perfect Spider-Man costume." I was like, "Yeah, yeah. It looks looks good," and uh, and I like what I, I mean, I like what they do with Holland. And how they've also changed that up too, because it's more tech based, and obviously it's more of, it's more yeah. ditto because you can actually see yep. his, like yeah. eyes move. And I love the final suit he got in No Way Home when like he actually made it himself. Oh yeah, so that, that's a, like I want that. That's, 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 that's my. Well, that was, that, but see, that's again, that's one of those things where it's like when everybody was going, "Oh my God, Tom Holland Spider Man." It's all about Tony Stark's tech and blah blah blah. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that was his origin story. Now he has to go out on his own. He's by himself. Which I'm excited for. I mean, Rick's Yes. And I thought that was a good, and that's why I even said, I think I even tweeted out one time. I was like, pretty much all of Tom Holland's appearances in the MCU was his entire origin story. Now 
we're going to see him as his own Spider-Man. And I'm yeah. looking forward to that. Like, I want to see him in college. This. I want to see him, like, you know, again, of course, yes. back with MJ yeah. and the Ned and so on. It's like, so, you know, yes. I, No Way Home is like where I was fully, like, I am now fully invested and committed to Tom Holland's Spider-Man. I'm ready to see him grow. I'm ready to see another sequel trilogy and so on. Yeah, I think personally, I mean, we obviously we have to wait out the, you know, the strike and everything. Of and course. Yes. To go and do their thing. I think the only thing dealing with the, the multiverse aspect of the Spider-Man or the live action anyway, is that basically you're going to have Marvel Studios wanting to do what they want to do and Sony doing what they want to do. And basically, they're probably not going to want to step on each other's toes. So I think, for instance, Black Hat probably won't show up in one of the other movies, but it will show up in the Holland universe because they might want to have that option and, and yeah. like have that thing happen with Peter where, oh, I have a new girl that's into me that likes Spider-Man, but I have MJ who I really still love and care about. And that's, and they always love playing that love triangle in the, in, in the uh, books, whether it's between yeah, him and true. yeah Black Cat or, or Gwen or Well, whatever. even in the, in the animated series, they did that too. Oh, oh hell yeah. The, the, with the yeah. Christian yeah. Yeah, they did yeah. that. Thing. He yeah. was a player, y'all. Like that Peter Parker was a fucking player, and I fucking like cracked up. As a so yeah. the, biggest, the biggest thing in the books that I've always noticed, <laughs> I'm going, I have, I have like all collected omnibus wise. I have all the way to the death of uh, Gwen Stacy, and oh, nice. Yeah, and I've I've been going through it and stuff. But yeah, the biggest switch that happened and why it changes so drastically is you pretty much have the angry, like nerd. Uh, Steve Dicko, Peter Parker, who's got like the, you know, the sweater and like the bow tie and the glasses still to a degree. And like, he does try to ask other girls out like Betty Brandt and stuff like that, or tries, you know, tries to, you know, get dates or with Liz Allen. Wait, but Be- like, Betty Brandt as in like the Daily Bugle? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like he asked her out, I think, or something, but like, it's more of, it's more of this, this, you know, he's trying things out and it doesn't really work out. He doesn't always, he doesn't get the date. But like the girls will love Spider Man, and so he gets he gets annoyed about that. But then uh, when Ditko left the book and Ramita Senior took over, uh, Ramita Senior was really adept at that time because at that time too in comic books, you know, you had the genres which were superheroes, it was cowboys, and then there were the love stories, which yep. was much more prominent back then than they are now. And um, Ramita was just so good at drawing those love stories, and so. Lee, uh, Stan Lee being the guy that he was, he was like, hey, I got an idea. Let's, you know, you're, you're really good at drawing these, like, you know, these love triangle books. Let's kind of, let's kind of spruce it up and everything. And also, like, um, you know, Gwen had already been established at that point, but he, they made Mary Jane and Stan preferred Mary Jane. So then that became this whole, this whole thing. And that's kind of where that all, that, that all basically came from. And you can see it's summarized when um, Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale did Spider-Man Blue, because that's mm-hmm. all a love letter to the Ramita, you know, uh, Stanley era of, of that, of, of that comic and everything too. So, but anyway, I'm, I'm going off a tangent here, but I think, I think in terms of Sony movies, they're going to try to make sure that one story doesn't cross over too much with another story. So everyone's yeah. kind of got their thing going and stuff like it's, that. It's, it's kind of like Matt Reeves and James Gunn, not crossing hairs with the Batman. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And more or less. And, and, and again, I think it'll, I think Spider-Man has a better chance of succeeding because Garfield and um, Maguire and Holland all have their dedicated fan bases. Yeah. And, and then, of course, you know, the animated stuff, people love the fuck out of that. And uh, But I feel bad because, uh, like, Matt Reeves is going to keep doing what he's doing. He's going to make a d- down and dark and, like, you know, uh, you know, 
probably a cooler Batman. And I don't, I don't know what to expect from Andy, quite honestly, but I feel like they're going to try to make a more like, you know, goofier dad Batman. And I just, I don't think that's going to gel as well. I think that's going to, I think it's going to count. I mean, it's going to be variety for sure, but people are going to be, you know, to be honest with you, I don't know that Batman's going to be the goofy one. I think that's why they're bringing in the family because you can't make Batman a goofy SOB. Look, look what happened with Batman and Robin. I, I don't think I, I don't think <laughs> yeah. I think and it would be in their best interest to not go down that route again. And I also think right. that's why they're I doing think, the family. And when I say when I say goofy, I'm thinking actual Batman Brave and the Bold, like the animated. I'm oh, not sure. Thinking, yeah. Oh, I'm I don't not think thinking, that's what's happening at all. Uh, yeah. I know, are you OK? You like you were panicking like <gasps> I just. Yeah. OK, so. I know you guys were just talking about that. I had a pee. Sorry. Okay. Uh, oh, no. I, I was like scared. You got like because you were like panicking. Like, oh, no, no. Oh. I've been, I've been, I've been, you know, swallowing down these uh, hard kombuchas, <laughs> so they're just like running through me. Right I now. it was like an alarm or something in the back. No, like, no, this is the, I had this a pee. Like, I got a pee. No, I had a pee. Like I was like, all right, you guys are, you know. Um, and I forgot where I was. Uh, okay, you were talking about Batman uh, and DCU Batman. Okay, so okay, okay. One of the things I wanted to emphasize, and I've emphasized this so many times, is like the fact that you, you know, when it comes to Matt Reeves' universe and when it comes to what James Gunn is doing, it's like, yeah, obviously, we want to keep that separate, yeah, you know, but you can't tell me that 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 there's been meetings, you know, and there's never been an option where they're like, well, maybe we should not do that because obviously when it comes to um, Warner brothers and DC studios and how they're struggling right now, it's like, all right, so we're going to have this Batman and then introduce another Batman, which I'm all about, you know, more Batman, the merrier. I'm just like, whatever, you know, but I understand like, where it's like, all right, that's just going to cost more money, but you can, even though they've they've debunked it and everything, you cannot tell me that it's never been like discussed. discussed. Like like yeah. oh, I think they've you know, always met. I oh, think are you are really you talking? Wait, wait. Are are you talking about the idea of the Matt Reeves DC universe now at this yes. point? Okay, yeah, like not, not just the, Batman, with the, the gun universe. Like right, like right. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. You cannot tell me that 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 has not been discussed because. But at the same time, it's like well, of course we just like, can't yeah. have that. Yeah, my, I mean, think, think back to 2013 when when it was you know being rumored that Christian Bale might return for Batman versus Superman. <laughs> it, it, those conversations are bound to happen. Dude, no I remember, I remember when people were from, like man. going like, "Look at the satellite in Man of Steel." When you see him, like it looks like the Wayne logo from yep. The Dark Knight, and I was like, "That's just Zach paying homage." Yeah, yeah. Like, I, like yeah. hey, you know, Christopher Nolan was a producer buddy on my film. Yeah. Like, why not give a little, you know? I so the thing the argument that I was trying to make because Dave we we talked about this the first time we met I told you that my yeah. you know DC utopia was basically oh do all the variety that you can you know do Henry Cavill here do uh, Tyler here on TV do Brandon Routh you know HBO Max show and also it's homaging the Reeve era so that like those fans get that I was only arguing with um, uh, the Andy movie uh, or the James Gunn universe and the Matt Reeve stuff because. My thing was that all of these things that I said previously, there was this, you know, established fan base, which is why I also think that like the Maguire or the Garfield universes could do better now because of No Way Home, because again, established, you know, fan bases and stuff. I just, I'm just saying that basically we don't, we don't, we don't fully know what 
you know, the actual execution is going to be yet with the DCU Batman and, and just going right to Damien too, I think is going to be interesting. So I'm yeah. saying like, I think, I think if it even comes off even more, even though it'll be different and there will be a variety, I'm, I'm worried that like, it's just not going to go over. And, and also too, like, I'm, I'm also even curious if Andy's still going to have the job within a year, because if you guys, I don't know if you guys remember, but he got the job right before the flash came out yeah. and yeah. then, it's like, how do you, I'm just saying, like, I know Warner Brothers doesn't make any logical sense right now in terms of their financial decision making. But like, how do you explain to investors? Okay, guys, listen, we've got another guy doing the main Batman. Who's the director again? He's the guy that directed the biggest Warner Brothers bomb of all time. Oh, well, that's, that's great. And you gave him a Batman property. Like, I, you know, like, I don't. Well, I mean, at the same time, like, you know, let, let's think about it again. I, I think, a lo- I think even Warner Brothers to some degree must have looked at, you know, or at least like someone like James Gunn must have looked at it. Okay, like we yeah. we didn't do any of this before, you know, like we didn't do any of this. Like this was the previous the previous regime, right? And that, like, so like that's that's on them, right? So but- I understand. I understand. I would also like, like to add that, like the best thing in the Flash is probably the Batman, the Batman stuff. Batman. Yeah, yeah. That, that thing. No, I don't. The I don't. Is, the Flash that. is Andy Muschietti's Batman audition, if anything. I, I think I, about I, it. I, think I, about it. No, no. I'm saying I missed the last part of that sentence that you that you said. I said the Flash movie was essentially Andy Muschietti's Batman audition. Yeah. Okay. Like his audition to direct. But that thing, I like again. I yeah. again, I don't hate the Flash movie. I think there's some good things for the flat character of the Flash, but I do feel like there, there was a you know, like I could I I could see and like okay, you know what? I can see Andy doing a phenomenal Batman trilogy with the Bat Family and everything, um, and I think that was again that this film was his audition for that, um, so I understand also, but again, like again, because I, I think again because. I think the, the day the film came out is when it was announced that he was directing Brave and the Bull. So I'm sure, but again, we also have to remember mm-hmm. Andy Muschietti has, he did the It movies who were successful for Warner Brothers. So, you know, like, I think that it's not like, like the Flash is like, oh, look, another flaw for Andy Muschietti. So what you're it's saying that, is, is that the Batman movie needs to be R-rated and he needs to fight a deadly clown. Yes. I, I'm, I'm okay with that's that. what I want. I want that too. <laughs> and also he has to fight a giant man-bat monster. Oh, okay. oh I, yeah. I'm so ready. Here's me. I'm what I was looking forward to with Matt Reeves' universe was that okay, let's not do another greedy, realistic Batman universe. It seems like that's what they're doing. That's why my the DC needs mm-hmm. to just embrace all that shit. I want Mammoth, I want Clayface, I want um oh my god, what, uh, Bane with Venom. Like, I want to, I, I, I want to preface something real quick because I feel that Matt Reeves is only like somewhat parallel more to Zach than probably chris because yeah. i can't picture certain things in chris's universe or the the, the uh sorry the christian bale universe oh, okay but mm-hmm. i could picture clayface being in yes. the matt reeves universe yes. i could picture Mr. Freeze. again i go yeah. back to what kevin smith said when it came to it's like it's like you know christopher nolan was trying to bring batman into reality matt yeah. reeves is bringing reality into batman yeah that's yeah. the thing it's like it's like that when that's, people that's go a like damn good quote, by the way, it is a good quote. It's, it's, it's it is a great reality. It's a great yeah. distinguishing. It's it's a because great when you watch the yes. yeah when you watch the Dark Knight trilogy, it, it is very much like oh yeah, I could see this. This is like a, a Batman in reality. When like especially when we watch the Dark Knight, 
Bart, Batman Begins is like, you know, it's it's like teeter-tottering, but it's still the same time. It's like, but when you watch Dark Knight and Dark Knight Return or Dark Knight Rises, is um it's very much a Batman in a reality. But when it comes to Matt Reeves universe, he is like, all right, this is Batman universe. We're going to inject reality into that. Because if you look at the characters already established and you look at some of the extreme fantastical stuff that does happen in that movie, it's like, he's, he's trying to like, be like, all I right. want this to be the case. Stay so badly. Cause I'm like, yes. cause I would want to see, I would love to see something like listen, Bane so I, is one of my all time favorite. But the thing is, but the thing is, when it comes to Clayface, it's like, okay, which Clayface are we talking about here? Are we talking about what the animated series did and turn him into like this big monster that it's, or are we talking about like Silver Age? Are we talking about like a different Clayface mm. going back to then, which can actually appeal more to what Matt Reeves is trying to talk about? We talked about this. Uh, to, Scott to and me, I have talked about it. To me, it depends on what. How, like where how, like how grounded they want to keep it but honestly like i think you could still do like yeah. you know, like radioactive waste that like, gets in there and then he messes him up and he becomes like a living thing and you you, you and you don't know what's happening or but something. they're not gonna make him like a big giant monster and stuff like that Maybe. it might just yeah. be like a shapeshifter kind of like i can i can i can I, I can actually see matt reeves doing like a thing where it's like oh yeah where he's just like all right i gotta be so and he's like adjusting his face did, did you guys ever see gotham yeah, yeah I, I saw bits and pieces. Um, Remember is that when they did Clayface? No, I, I, I don't, I don't know what their iteration was like. Well, that's uh, what, I, what what Dave was literally just describing. Yeah, kind of oh, like okay. that. All right, well then, yeah, like that. Then, yeah. Um, if they did that in more silver age. Yeah, huh? Because like, I want there to be some kind of fantastical element to the Reavesverse, yeah. and that's what my like what you were just there saying. Is. Like, okay, yeah, the fact, there the is, fact, that, essentially, like the, it's not a lot, but it, there is some fantastical elements hmm. there. The Sorry, fact that the penguin looks like a Dick Tracy character, as well as an Alex Ross drawing, I think says I think that opens the door to be like, okay, yeah. this could this that's like kind of like the wink, like maybe yeah. we can do a little bit more fantastical down the line, like once we I establish. Think this. Well, then look at the Joker too, and like his face all fucked up. I mean, oh, obviously God. that scene was all, you know, the way that he shot it, I thought was great, like keeping it kind of hidden. Did you not like it, Paul? Did you not? Well, like how it so it's funny. Like I didn't, I didn't hate it, or I didn't hate the. Um, the original like the like in the movie like where he's talking to riddler i thought that was okay yeah. but then the but then the deleted scene i thought was a bit much i was uh, like uh, i was like i don't I know like if I that look i, I love it. I, liked it. I liked it because i, I, I just like the fact that batman was like approaching the joker as like a silence of the lambs kind of yeah you know character and i you and i hope that they actually them? approach that in the second one where like he visits him again and go like hey I don't know. I just kind of like that. I just kind of like that. Do we know why they cut it from the film? Because it reference it tested yeah. better. It tested better where he was at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and they uh, they probably wanted to hold on just in case. They probably wanted to cast their Joker to get it out of the way, you know, to make sure that that was like in the wings, just in case the movie, you know, you know, did well, which it did. So you know, then they're then they're good to go, pretty much. Yeah, so, I think I think if you were to have that in the actual movie, people would be like, "Oh my god, there's a Joker." And yeah, it, it could have played well, but at the same time, I think the fact that when it was at it makes sense. Scene, it makes sense with a plot when he's talking, you know. Yeah, true, but like, but I think it's kind of smart because Matt Reeves didn't want to do the whole 
you know, Marvel Studios. I mean, let's face it, when it comes to like a mid credit or post credit, it's Marvel Studios. Everybody just goes like, yeah, it's what Marvel Studios does. Instead, they did something. And even Zach kind of did something similar to this, too, because it was almost like, all right, we had we um, in the actual movie, we actually have our first appearance of Joker when he talks to Edward in, 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 in the cell and everybody's like, Oh my God, it's a Joker. And then all of a sudden, like a, a, a scene is released later. It's almost like that's the post credit scene. Remember what happened when it came to BVS, when we got that scene of Lex talking mm-hmm. to, and, and all the fucking SWAT team showing yep. up in the ship. The communion I actually yep. lo- I thought that was better because it was like, oh, this is not a post-credit scene. This is like something got released later. And we're like, oh my God, this expands it. This leads into Justice League. And everybody everybody was always, already talking about it. I think I like that approach of, hey, guess what? Well, we're going to put this out there and then this is going to lead into the next thing as opposed to just having it tacked on to... You know, you sitting in the yeah. movie theaters and watching this, you know, scroll. I don't know. I just like that approach because it was different. I can understand. I can understand. Yeah. That. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I remember I think... when that happened. Like people, people were legitimately kind of pissed that, oh, there was one major cot tied to Justice League in BVS that was cut from the final film. And then they put out the community scene like a week after the film released in theaters. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad. I'm just, I'm glad for the ultimate edition. Me, me, me personally, I'm. I'm okay with like mid or end credit sequences, but personally I like the style of what Chris did with like Batman begins or what like Zach has been doing with each of his DC movies, not counting like Watchmen where it's kind of almost like a semi cliffhanger ending or it's a, it's like, it's like a tease for like what can come like in Batman begins for Chris. It's like, he sees the Joker card and that's all you need to see. Like, you know, what's happening. It's happening next and man of steel She's like, welcome to the planet. And it's great because it's a double entendre. And, you know, and then, you know, at the end of BBS, you see the dirt rise off the off the um, off the coffin. You know that that means like he's coming back. And then, of course, you know, all the teasers at the end of Zack Snyder's Justice League for all of those great movies that are never going to come out. So, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) because all the real DC fans should have put other movies we got instead. You know, I got a couple real DC fans hitting my feet up at the moment, too. Oh, yeah, I, I made it. I, I did a hot take. Up? Who are we beating up? I did. I did another hot take. I I put a picture of the Dark Knight and Batman vs Superman next to other, and I said these oh, movies I, are in the same league. Yeah, I, I agree. Oh yeah, you did. I think yeah. Ultimate Edition. I like it. I like it, it though. It, it made nerds so mad. Like seeing some of the replies are just effing hilarious. Phil, you mean when you say Dark Knight and BBS, you mean the Ultimate Edition BBS, right? Yes. Because that's what I, that's yeah. what I would like. I just mean in general, like the the, the Dark Knight yeah. and Batman vs Superman are in the same league I of think, filmmaking like yeah i i think zach and chris made those movies the way that only they could make them yes and like, exactly yeah. exactly and, and i was saying i'm alive i got to be alive in this era where they made those movies together exactly yeah and i mean i, I and you know it's funny too because like uh i i i want to know what zach's uh review of oppenheimer is i want to like hear what he has to say about that because i want to hear about barbie zach, zach very much I didn't really <laughs> he probably yeah. took his kids to go see barbie with him or something because like, oh yeah all, he loves barbie. barbie remember remember yeah. when when he when, before he showed uh you know yep. the the he, zach his, snyder just like he had every, barbie movies all over the place yeah every animated oh, barbie we love a man but, but but Let's face it, Barbie is not exactly the 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 the, the audience is not geared towards 
kids, if you think about it. It's, it's, it's for a, everyone. The adult. Yeah, I mean, I guess so, but it's more geared to, I mean, it's PG-13, and it's geared more towards the adults. Ben Shapiro. Who, yeah. <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> so I, I hope by the name I know that name is controversial. I'm sorry if I got no, no. I've actually talked about him. Yeah. I had okay. a buddy of mine uh, talk to me about that because you know he obviously hates Ben Shapiro, but like the review that Ben will do is just so out out the window basically that it's like hysterical to clip. watch. It looks but that's why he does it. Yeah. That's why he does it. Oh, I know. I, I, I even talked about that too. Yeah. I was like, I was like, guys, and because I saw so many people. That were like, you know, responding or quote tweeting. I'm like, you realize this is what he wants you to do, right? Like yeah. he, like he's all about politics, but then when it comes to pop culture, yeah, he wanted. I saw so he knew exactly. Like he was like he was gonna go in hating this movie. Because although I will say, like when he did a co-review with like. Another uh, a girl who's within the Daily Wire thing or whatever who looks just like him. Actually, looks like his sister. Weird. She actually liked it. She actually said, "Hey, you conservatives are being a little too harsh because th- this is actually making fun of what you are bitching about." And I even said that too, even though it didn't land with me all the jokes. But yeah. I even said, I'm like, yeah, it gets preachy, but it, but it gets so preachy that it's making fun of the preachy when it comes to the patriarchy stuff. It's and that's what I thought. And I was like, I was like, I was like, Greta, you you were cooking something. Like maybe it didn't land with me, but I see what you were doing, and it landed with a lot of people. Yeah, it's 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 basically you know a movie talking about the patriarchy, and it's also a rip off of the Lego Movie. But hey, if you're gonna rip off a good movie, that's True. that's one to rip off of. You yeah. know, personally. Also, fun fact: Did you guys know that Ben Shapiro is cousins with the girl that played Matilda? No shit. What? No way. I'm no you're way. talking about the youngest daughter of in Mrs. Doubtfire. Going back to that. Yep, they're cousins. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. Wow. wait, wait, Matilda, as in like, wait, wait, wait. When we say when we say Matilda, we talk about the little witch girl. That, yeah, uh, the, okay. yeah. the 1996 that film directed by Danny DeVito. Yes. That one with Rhea Perlman, who was in Barbie. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. My God. Yes. Yeah. Wow. wow. Dave, was that was that you looking it up and then having it having it confirmed? Is that no? I didn't even look it up. I, oh, okay. I just, whoa, yeah, yeah. I can't. Rem- I can't. I can't remember her. Wild. I can't remember her. Her name. I always forget yeah, it. Yeah, somebody I type it in. I'm not looking it up. I've had. Told I've it. had eight kombuchas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't right. want Ben Shapiro in my surgery. This is my. This is the eighth one. I'm. I'm surprised. I mean, you're first okay. today, Dave, aren't you? What's that? Yeah, I was. You're it's first. hot. It's hot. Mara it's... Wilson. Mara yes. Wilson. Oh, Mara Wilson. I cannot believe. Wow, I imagine having to be related to Ben Shapiro. Like that's oh, she's she's she she's talked about it on Twitter, I think, or once or twice. I remember when it came out, and she was just like, "Yeah, we're related," and I I hated him back then too, or something like that. It was it was it, it wasn't in in the, in the positive, if I remember correctly. Or something. of course, I mean, but but at the same time, if, if they were at a family reunion, they would both be cordial with each other. They would both yeah. have, they could have a conversation. See, that's that's the thing when it comes to how we are, when it comes to right and left and blah blah blah. It's like, I mean, I I have conservative people in my family and friends. I have liberal people. I'm more like center, and I'm mm-hmm. like. And I can, I can, you know, and I, and everybody can just 
converse with each other and be okay. Like when it comes to Twitter and media and stuff like yeah, that, everybody, just, everybody is always like, it seems like everybody's at a war. We're all having a food fight and just throwing shit at each the other. But, food fight in the center. Yes. But, but in reality, it's like, we can be like, okay, I don't agree with you with this, but why do you think that, you know, and stuff like that. I mean, you I know just, what I think is kind of hurt. You know, I think what has amplified it as well. I think because like when people think about politics, you know, an opposing side, I think they think of the view of how you oh, know yeah. that should. I love the view to some degree. Um, <laughs> it was actually funny because like because <laughs> I actually forgot that they actually like Whoopi Goldberg had like a meltdown about Man of Steel back in the day when like because <laughs> did she really? I didn't even why know why Man of Steel was she... because okay. So here's the thing. So remember when. <laughs> I'm, I'm now very curious. Like, why? Can, why wait, is wait, wait, go, David. Can't we watch it? Can we watch it and react to it together? It is a special. Anyway, I mean, if is you, it, if is you it have, long? If you find it. No, if it's how like long two is it? minutes. It's like two. All right, minutes. find it, find it, and share it, share it. Okay. Yeah. All right, real, real quick. While while Andy's finding the clip, um, I've been catching up with a bunch of other shows. Um, have you have any of you guys had a chance to catch up on the Adventures with Superman or Harley Quinn season four yet? My Adventures with Superman, I am attack. well. I'm actually I'm actually far behind, I'm far ahead of everyone because I've seen. What, what are we talking about? Sorry, I was reading a message from the oh, lady. Sorry, I was just saying if any of us um, in the chat had caught up with the Adventures of Superman or Adventures with Superman. My Adventures with Superman, right? Yes. Yes. yes, I did not watch the latest episode, but I watched episode I watched episode three and four the other day or on Thursday. Mm. And the way that episode four ended, I was like, yes, mm. isn't the show amazing? But I saw a clip, sadly, when I was on Twitter, I was like, oh, Lois is testing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's testing. Um, I like I like this Lois. I, I like I, her, too. Yeah, um, I love her. Is it think... great? I still haven't watched yeah. it. Yeah, it's you gotta okay. watch it, Phil. It's I, good. So I'm told. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 basically uh, anime Superman. That's essentially yeah. what yeah. it is. Or it, if you totally if you were is. to make the Superman totally. comic a, a shonen anime, I mean, so far that's kind of what they're going with. Even even the opening credits is in the style of like an anime, but it's oh, go it's, figure. Okay. Yeah, no. but it's good though. It's like it's not it's not like it's not cringy or anything like that, or it's not trying too hard. Um, it's just very quirky, but I but I like it. I mean, for for what it's going for, I I think the show it's 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 working. So um, yeah, and then Harley Quinn season four, still solid. Um, the level of satire that they keep doing in the show is great. Um, yeah, I haven't watched any 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 of that yet. Okay, that just came. I got out the late. hiccups again. God damn it! Uh, Sorry, man. These fucking drop. kombuchas, man. They're too bubbly. Kombucha. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Keep keep talking. No, I was just saying that the show's uh, Harley Quinn season four is uh, still good. It's still consistent. Um, uh, I haven't. I, I wasn't laughing as much as I would have liked, but I usually also watch it with with my uh, roommate and stuff. And so there was that. But also at the same time, um, it feels like they're kind of they're building. They're doing more like world building because now we're getting more. I'm, I saw a lot more of the Legion of Doom. They're adding more on that and stuff. And. Uh, it's really interesting too. I mean, not to spoil anything. I don't know how far you guys are in the show, but they're kind of working. I seen an episode. All right. Well, they're kind of working more with the fact that uh, Harley is doing more of the anti-hero slash hero, and uh, Ivy is becoming more of the the main villain because she's yeah. taking. She's like the CEO Good. of the Legion of Doom. I like that. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of, but it's kind of like a strain on their relationships. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I like this. Yeah. So it's fun. It's a, I, I like I like the dynamic of it. So yeah. 
but uh, the DC animation stuff has always been pretty solid for the most part. You know, they've they're always always pretty consistent. I still I haven't... have not. I still have not watched War World yet. Yeah, same. I, I have, but I heard it's not that great. Uh, well, Bill, tell well, us. Tuning for just tuning for just to lead Cry on Earth's next year. Wonder uh, like they're gonna end it the Tomorrowverse. So I have the video by the way now ready for you guys. I see it. Okay, yeah, I'm trying to get right. ready. Uh, go ahead, Phil. What, what 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 what's going on with War World? Fill us in. When you say Phil, it's how you said like his name, like Phil, like spelling it P H E I L. I was, I was on a forum real quick. I was on a forum, and they post everything comic book related, like whether comics, movies, whatever. And they posted a picture of the the cover of War World, and they were like, "This was so bad." I, I like shut my laptop off and I was like, that's not good. So that's, that's what I knew about the movie and that's it. So Phil, are they, are they too harsh? Are they on the money? Okay. This movie plays with a couple interesting ideas, but it is executed with little to no focus whatsoever. The dialogue in it is just bad fucking superbly on the nose and in certain spots. Okay. It's not great. Um, the movie falls apart in the third act. Okay. Fucking! It drops the ball almost as hard, if not harder, than Secret War. Sorry, Secret Invasion did. It, oh. it, it the way this film ends, oh, the way things God. happen and transpire of how the the Trinity, you how they find out they're on War World and like how it all comes together oh, is just no. so horribly mishandled. Oh. It, it is like one of the biggest misfires that DC animation has done in a long while. And it leads into the like most half-ass cliffhanger leading into Crisis on Infinite Earths ever. Oh, oh and that's and that's the next thing they're doing. That's oh that's... shit! I I really just said that at the very end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more or less. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's... I mean, everyone everyone who's a DC fan who follows that knows that that's like the next thing they're doing, other than the right. animated adaptation of Watchmen. Right. So and it, it, it's just I didn't know they were connected though. So that's that's fun. That's fun that's... to find out that Wait, way. You know what? You know, you know what we're connected. No, I I didn't because sometimes what DC animation will do is they they will do the one off, you know, thing, oh, yeah. or they'll do something that's an interconnected movie. So you have to sometimes sometimes you don't know. Sometimes you find out as you're watching. Oh, it's this animation style. It's connected to this. Okay, cool. And then you or you know it'll go along. And stuff, so you, wait, so, so, what, so what were you confused on? What were you confused on? What was connected to what? I I thought War World was its own like single yeah. like single story. But the fact that it's corrected connected to Crisis. Yeah, I also I also briefly thought that it was possibly connected to because recently in the comic books they did the Superman War World Apocalypse. Ba- oh, basically, me too. I thought that's what it was going to be. Something yeah, yeah. Into that, and it wasn't. I, I thought it was going to be loosely based off of that, and um, they were going to add their own stuff in there. But but yeah, uh, in the comics, it's essentially if you did Planet Hulk, but you did Superman being a gladiator on Pretty War much. World. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the comic. But I've heard I it's will, amazing. I, I will also say right now. This film features like one of the worst Mongol designs ever. Mongol looks like fucking trash. Oh, in this movie. How do you fuck up Mongol? He's I, like so, so How so do simple. you fuck up Mongol? That is the question. <laughs> and they did. They fucking just. Oh my god, it's just so disappointing oh, to look at. No. He's just super generic. He's super thin. He's not big and imposing. Literally, they 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 just have Ro- Roger Atkin Robert Atkin Downs just reading from a script, and it's not even imposing in any way, shape, or form. Wow. You took how was Teddy Sears? How was Teddy Sears? the film teddy shears was cool he he voices one character called warlord he's part of batman's yeah. story batman's story was probably the best thing in the movie like not gonna lie only and then because when I interviewed you... teddy he was so excited about you know that film coming out i'm like oh he you know i'm a... teddy well, sears the... was in the flash yes. yeah right yeah. Yeah. Mm. 
I talked about a serious finale, and he was like, yeah, yeah. like you know, oh, you, would you want to come back to DC? He's like, well, as a matter of fact, I actually did my first voicing thing for DC, just League oh, World. I'm like, I'm like, shit, you're in that? I'm like, I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, yeah, he voices a character in Batman's story. So, bat- the Batman portion of this story is loosely inspired by the the Bruce Wayne Road Home from Grant Morrison. Like, you see Batman in kind of a like a prehistoric-ish oh, type of it's, deal. And it's he's... after it's after Darkseid sends him back in time. Yeah, but but they don't really oh, allude to that... that in this movie. But there are okay. elements of that's from. I like that. that. I like that arc in this. Bruce Wayne. I love that. Honestly. I like, I was... The thing that really did it for me was like seeing Batman hold a giant sword and just slay motherfuckers left and right. That that was that nice. was so fucking cool. It's metal as fuck. Like not gonna lie, but that's that's about as awesome as the film gets. Okay, well, are we ready to watch? Uh, yeah, yeah. Watch we're gonna watch it right watch now. You. Marketing Here the we movie go. Man of Steel are heavily targeting Christians. They're offering Christian groups free screenings as well as sermon what? notes what? that highlight what? Superman's similarities. Christians already. To Jesus. Ooh. Yes. Like how his father sent him to... <laughs> Wait, I have to read the rest of it. Oh my God. <laughs> Ooh, how his father sent him to earth to save humanity. <laughs> I think it's great. Ooh. I think it's... What? I don't know. Look, I don't think it's... What are they even laughing at? Christ in anybody. I think the idea that someone is really taking your place in a dangerous situation... So I why is she laughing so much? I guess I guess no one explained to her what Superman comics are doing. Yeah, she's never read one before. Wait, wait, wait! It, it comes now. It comes now. Okay. What? <laughs> The 1939 serial of Superman. I'm thinking of George Reeves as Superman. And when you were point, five, do you ever have you ever made this connection between Jesus Christ and Superman? Oh my God, she really doesn't get it, does she? Oh, <laughs> I mean, get it out. What the... to, be, to be fair, I mean, it's it's always it's been there to a degree in the comics, yeah. but but. Most right. people would argue it's more Moses than Jesus, but yes. that being said, yeah. she she didn't probably know the Moses thing either. So let's let's yeah. let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. So yeah. funny that but like this fact- ha- oh, Sorry, go ahead, Nanny. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> because I remember like because I was talking to Rebecca about it a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, I forgot that Man of Still came up during the view, and I sent the clip, and I'm just like, wow, like imagine if they just invited someone from that movie to, onto the view, and they could have explained it to them. Um, I'm, I'm trying to picture Zach or Henry. No, I I dream. I create you know. Zach would have been a month awesome. ago. A month ago, I dreamt that Zach was on the View, and it was okay. all the and they were just fighting about the trunks while Zach Adams being on there. While Zach was sitting there patiently listening to them, like arguing about like you know the trunks, like you know, whether they sh- he should have it or not. And of course, Whoopi was like really passionate about like you know he has to have trunks or whatever it was. Um, the fact that she was laughing so hard at the fact of like, yeah, the, the fact that they were, you know, there was like a parallel to Jesus. I mean, obviously, yeah, that's what Zach was kind of going for. I mean, it's like it's in your face, but at the same time, it kind of I mean, like when, when he just like backs away from that ship and he goes, oh, you know, I mean, it's just but or the church scene. Yeah. Or the church yeah. scene. Or I mean, my God, I mean, Jesus. Ugh. I just want to say, <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Yeah. 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 You know what? But you know what ruined that scene for me a little bit is because I actually. I don't watch this stuff as much anymore, but like, have you guys ever heard of that nostalgia critic? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I've yeah. His it. Man of Steel review, where like every time there was like a Jesus allegory and so on, he would start screaming, "I am Jesus! I am Jesus!" <laughs> so when Clark floats away, every time I, I watch the film, I just hear, "I am Jesus!" <laughs> I probably saw that oh. review. Probably half a decade ago now, but I remember. I remember Angry Joe was the more sensible one in that review because he's an actual. Yeah. He reads Super Superman fan, comics, yeah. but then he trashed yeah. BVS. And they I'm just both like, did. They both made yeah. a very giant parody well, of Batman. Remind me, remind yeah. me though, because I haven't seen that review in forever. But were they were they reviewing the theatrical cut at theatrical, that point? Yeah, yes. and they had yeah, they well. even had someone play Zack Snyder and like I, like oh, yeah, boy. that was weird. Even, yeah. Not that even was, sounding yeah. being like him. Like he, he made Zach sound like he was like consistently high and like you know and women. Then, and then to take it a step further, they the whole Channel Awesome crew like did a really shitty parody of Zack Snyder's Justice League, and one of the guys they had there doing Cyborg was like they were trying to play it up like like Ray Fisher was the problem, and I was like that is uh, in really poor taste. Yeah. I, it was. I, it was. Yeah. Bad. Channel Awesome has just. I mean, they. Yeah. They're. They're so problematic. They. In, like, they, in they like imploded, though, didn't they? I, I'm trying to I remember mean, exactly what. I mean, what happened with does any white empire really fall apart? Like all these. I mean, what happened was that a bunch of people left, and they came yeah. up with the the hashtag change the change the channel, and they 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 gave their allegations of what they had gone through. But they, you know, NC is still posting videos and shit. No, I know, I know but Tamara just... Chambers still does like. You know, they she uses the channel awesome stuff to stream, but that's about it. Like, I don't really hear too much about channel awesome that much anymore. When when I was when I was younger, like I mean, I I remember I would watch um, because uh, what's his uh, Doug Doug Walker, Doug Walker, guy, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and Rob Walker, his brother, like not doing the character. You know, they they're decently funny. Like I remember they they even did like a uh, they I think they entered a contest and they won to do the riff tracks, you know, with uh, not with um, the Mystery Science Theater guys, but they wanted to do their own of like Batman Forever. And they actually did a really good job. It was pretty funny. Uh, nice. Their their commentary and stuff like that. I think they're funny guys. But like I I liked their like fi- like uh, they did. They did a thing, too, where it was like movies in five seconds and they would just basically have it be like a five second long. And they, they would they would summarize the movie in the five seconds and would usually end up like being a joke. There was that. And I, I liked that era and I thought they were funny. But like as like around that time, like I just started kind of getting like it was getting old pretty much. And like I think I think even Doug Walker wanted to not do the nostalgia critic at some point, And then he wanted to walk away from it, but then he had to come back to the character to like, keep the care. There was all this weird stuff that was going on over there. And I mean, mm, it, it, yeah. It, it, yeah. Anyway, it just kind of got old. I don't, I don't know if I've watched a full nostalgia critic review in probably almost a decade. Actually. It's been, it's been quite a while. No, I watched it. I watched it like a few years ago, but then when the, like when the allegations came out and like, of course I, I, yeah. I believe them because there was some horrible stuff that they, that, that they had done to the people. This who must have on. gone over my head. Do you want to elaborate? I don't, I, 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 don't want to get Dave's challenge. <laughs> okay, so. well, you can DM me yeah, later. Because yeah. there, there's, there's just mis- yeah. toxic yeah. behavior, yeah. toxic behavior, uh, abuse in terms of like how Ooh. they treated their their their, their staff. Um, wow. I yeah. 
That's unfortunate. I, yeah. I because I care so much about Dave. I don't want to say something that will get him in trouble later no, on. Go. So like, no, can say it. Say it. Say it. Um. Well, there's again, there's a, there's a, there's an infamous huge Google Doc that is out there called Change Change Your Channel, where each member who was mistreated gave their records of what they had gone through. And mm-hmm. uh, there was even, I think. There was a content creator, I don't know much about him, but there was a content creator named Wario something who had passed away many years ago. And then it came out that he was. Hold on, let me ask. (laughs) You're asking permission. Because, because, listen, having worked with Jordan as much as I have with YouTube stuff, like I'm learning, okay, there's some things that YouTube doesn't want us to say. And, like, again, it's like, if this was on my channel, I would say. You can say that word. I believe it was. That he was uh, a groomer and that he was, you know, very inappropriate. And that some, mm. and how, again, it's a whole long story, but I would definitely check out uh, hashtag change the channel on YouTube. There are a lot, there are great uh, summaries of what they got, went through, but there was, yeah, Channel Awesome is, they are infected. Like they are, they have bad people running who own that channel. Sure. And mm-hmm. it, it, I'm, it's, it, it hurts me to see that someone like Doug Walker who, you know, listen, like even if I don't always agree with some of his takes on films, he's talented. And the fact that he's sticking by some of the, these toxic people running it, for, you know, again, choosing money over people is horrible. Yeah. Oh. Sounds like Jeff Snyder. Sorry? <laughs> fuck jeff schneider fuck jeff uh, schneider fuck him fuck him better gonzalez fuck all of them dude they're all fucking douchebags <laughs> pardon I mean, my friends dave i'm sorry no 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 i don't care say whatever yeah. i don't give a shit uh, yeah, yeah. as far as as far as channel awesome like i said i don't i, I haven't watched your stuff in a long time at this it's point. been a while for me too yeah yeah i mean i from what i heard from like other people that used to follow it basically i mean their their take was that basically you know doug occasion will still do some decent like editorials or something or just videos talking about stuff but for the most part like his his level of comedy kind of stayed the same like he never really kind of evolved i mean that's kind of what seems to be the consensus and that's kind of i mean again and like you know i guess he still has his fan base and stuff so you know i wish wish him the best and everything but like yeah I, i don't know what i what i really find funny about the stuff like from 2013 till now is that like all the people that like really made a big huff and puff about all these movies and stuff, you know, they've just kind of disappeared and Zach's still being Zach. He's yeah. guys making fucking, you know, a whole new universe. He's making a star Wars universe on Netflix. It's pretty, yeah. that's, that's pretty cool. You know? So. Yeah. All these people that were like going against him and everything. And, uh, you know, again, yeah. Did you see? I don't know if you guys. Maybe it was what you get, one of you guys who shared. But I saw that there was um, there was a clip of there's this 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 like a YouTuber with a Spider-Man hoodie who was talking about like, do you think James Gunn is going to reboot? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, okay, yeah. And it's like okay, okay. it's like right, they so, call us a cult. They call us a cult. Really? That, wait, 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 wait. The first thing, the first thing about those clips from those young dudes. Does that podcast actually exist? <laughs> Anybody? Have you watched a full podcast episode with those two guys? Anybody? No, you have not. There is something, and this is because of TikTok. Mm-hmm. And sadly, I mean, I know I, I know I, I, I post videos on TikTok because it is another thing. But there is a thing where 
pod these podcasts don't actually exist. They just post clips as if they are part of a podcast. You're fucking this shitting is what's me. What's happening? I swear to God, oh, try to man. find a full podcast with these kids. Try to find it. You will not, most likely. So they're they're really just doing this. They're doing literal clips. And what happens is, guess what they're doing is people start talking about it and start getting all up in arms. Try to find the full podcast. I, I don't think you'll find it because this is a trend that I've noticed that has happened when it comes to if I'm scrolling through shorts or even TikTok, where I've seen it with like, uh, or do we have something here? Is there a full thing? No. Oh, no. Uh, we're about to wrap up. I know. Okay. I know. Yeah, we're about to wrap up. We're going almost like uh, five hours here. Um, Andy, I know. I, I know. I, I would love Make to, but. Yeah, no, I'm just just checking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. There's something something different we're talking about. But I, I, when you see clips like this, I always go, "Where's the full podcast?" And there isn't. So this is a trend where they pretend like they were like having a full full podcast, and that it doesn't exist. That's so weird. I've seen that. I've seen that with other things too. When I see ads. There's a there like I see ads too because you know I'm I'm all about fitness and stuff like that. I see there's like this fitness guy who I see clips of him on a podcast, but I go I can never find this podcast. Oh, I've just, seen that. Yeah, I forgot what I always forget. It's called. But like, I know I who you're talking about. Yeah, I know. He's always one talking you, about. Like... Ne- you could not find that podcast because they post clips to make it seem like they're doing a podcast. And there's no such thing as this podcast. And they do it to just rile people up. But but essentially, I don't know how this got into the Snyder community where they got all pissed off. And even like uh, Ishan, um, who, who was at Full yeah, Circle and everything. Said, yeah. he, he was like, yeah, these guys would, you know, the only reason why they're saying this is because Zack Snyder would shove them in a locker. I'm like, dude, I went, dude. And, and I looked at his tweet. Because I saw it the day later, and he got dragged through the mud, and yep. it was from other Snyder fans going, "Zach would never do that. He's the nicest person in the world." I'm like, "Yeah, dude. Like, like, why did you make out Zach Snyder to be a bully from Saved by the Bell? Like, why did you even like shove him in a locker? I mean, like, when very poor choice of words. Yes, I was like, dude, this did not work out the way that you thought it was going to work out, and I was like. Don't get upset by this. These are just two young dudes, just two young dudes, and they're doing their thing. And but they're doing this whole new thing where it's like you seem like seems like they're on a podcast. But again, try to find their podcast. Do they actually have a podcast? I don't think they do. Hmm. They just do clips to make it seem like they're on a podcast. But yeah, they did a whole thing where like one of them was wearing like a James Gunn shirt and they were like, yep. yeah, James Gunn. And and people got pissed. And I'm like, leave it be. Leave it be. But guys. you know what's so funny? That that was more cold behavior than like, you know, us people who love Snyder. It's like, yeah, but I, then when you look the at the thing response is, is like, to the it, video, it gets all culty too. That's yeah. the thing. It's like, yeah, I. I look at stuff like that, even if it was real or it wasn't real, I just yeah. kind of roll my eyes and I, I just kind of move on and stuff. I mean, I've seen 
I remember when like Black Adam was coming out, and they were having, uh, they were doing like the dramatic effect. They would have a, they would have the the guy saying, "Just got out of Black Adam," and he had four of his friends carry him out of the theater. Yeah. Oh, that was like that, that was soup. I, that was soups. Uh, yeah. Right. I I see stuff like that, and I go, okay. And I just kind of just move on and I just go like, all right. We have to realize that when, when it comes to the younger demographic, you know, they, they're creating their world, which good for them. Gen Z is ruining everything. Can we just say a Gen Z is ruining everything? Yeah, they do. They do. They do. I'm not going to be the old man yelling at the cloud at this point. Exactly. You're not, you're not going to be Clint Eastwood saying, get off my lawn. But I, but for the most part, from what I gathered is like when I saw that clip, I was like, "Where's the full podcast from these two? And I have yet to see that. And I think they just do this to make. You know, and I've seen I'm, this I'm, tactic before. So I'm really glad you met you brought that up because I'm I'm think I shared it. I think Andy might have seen it. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. That, I just went for my life. What, you, what I you. said is like number one, it's pathetic. Number two stop sharing it because the more it gets shared the more they get noticed and it's just like you feed the fucking troll it's just gonna get fucking larger yeah and that's yeah i I saw it on my feed numerous times i'm like i'm not gonna comment i'm not gonna say anything i'm not gonna do anything because first off they don't even mention Zack snyder really in that clip i don't think and they're just like yeah they're 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 totally lifting up james gunn and i'm like okay fine whatever but then i but then at the same time i'm like uh, even like talking behind the scenes with people, we're like, "Where's the actual podcast this is from? Do yeah. anybody even know where this is from?" And I don't. And again, we all kind of just went, "No, they're doing that thing where it's like, oh yeah, this is a clip from a podcast, but the podcast doesn't exist. They're just making, you know, they're giving the illusion this is from a podcast. I don't. I think they just did that clip, and then that's it. They have a set, they have everything." And that's all they do. They just post clips because they know clips is what's going to give them the clicks. You know, not the full podcast. They don't actually have a. I mean, I can't even imagine these. That's pretty sad. Young bucks. Like, yeah. they have to parody podcasters just to make an entertainment thing. Like, that's it's a thing. Yeah. It's a thing now. When so I see weird. ads, I especially see it when I see ads, and I'm like, does this podcast really exist? And I'll search for it. It does not. It does not exist. They're just promoting their brand, making it seem like they're on a podcast doing it, but it does not exist. I think that's what these kids are doing, which is smart. I'll give them that smart because, you know, it's getting passed around, but they don't actually have a podcast. The way the way I look at it, it's like Mad Max Fury Road. You know, it's that it's that meme itself where he looks up and he says, that's bait. I, I, that's how I that's how I see it most of the time. That's what I, what I thought about yeah. too. Can I watch that movie without having seen the previous ones? Uh, yeah, I mean every every Mad Max, uh, even with the ones with Mel Gibson, you can kind of treat them essentially as kind of like the man the the man with no name trilogy kind of thing. Uh, except like except between I would say Mad Max and maybe Road Warrior, because like, the original Mad Max you kind of see his origin, like how he becomes Mad Max. But you can really watch any of them, and you're probably going to be fine. And uh, I, love, oh, he, I love I love Tom Hardy so much. And that film looks like it was like, you know, I, I like when they do a lot you know, when films really invest in um, uh, practical production, if that makes sense. And not just doing oh, yeah, a bunch there's, of, there's oh. a lot more practicality. Yeah. Than, and, yeah. and I'm, I'm like, I'm like, Jesus, like this is what I'm like, why I, I, I always get so bummed for George Miller. I'm like, oh, shit. Imagine if he actually had ever gone to Justice League movie. 
like how much practicality will we have seen there? It would have been back, back then. It probably would have even been more than even Fury Road because it would have been 2007, 2008 yeah. when that came out. Yeah, I mean, if that had well, if it had been kept kept going at that point, but yeah, uh, uh, I think he's working on Furiosa right now. But again, yeah, the strike. So probably it would probably be a long time before we still see that one. But well, yeah. I don't. I mean, that was already in the can before. Um... Oh, what? oh yeah they already finished filming that oh so. they did okay well yeah then. so i yeah. think so i think we're gonna be good on that i think he's just working on i mean i cannot wait because yeah. again when when that came out in what 2015 2015 i know yes yeah god i can't believe how long ago i mean but and how yeah. old was he then he was already 70 almost yeah. 70 so yeah, the big yeah, thing yeah. the big thing with fury road for me was that he was that old and he basically yeah. outshowed every other action director. Exactly. Exactly. He gave a fucking he gave a seminar on what to do. And when you watch that movie, have you watched it yet, Andy? Or you you have no I wanna watch it because I never I couldn't ever figure because, right. because, because no no one ever gave me a straight answer. I remember oh, I was Andy. on this one. I was like, hey, but, does uh, do I have to watch Adam Max You are in for a treat when you watch it. And, and you know what yeah. they said? They said and because uh, this is what like because this was last year, I was in a Discord call. Like, can I watch Fury Road? I want another Mad Max movie. And these dudes just started arguing the fuck out of each other. Like, you know, like, well, I mean, I think you should. And other people were like, no, you don't have to. You can watch it. It's a standalone. And I just never got a clear answer. So I'm just like, okay, I'm just not going to touch it. But no, you know, what? I want to. I will probably try to watch it. I'm trying not to just do a lot of just. I'm not trying to do a lot of superhero stuff uh, uh, these days. Uh, trying to do a variety. So, but uh, but it looks practically really cool. I don't remember seeing the trailer yeah, yeah. ones. In terms I'm of in terms, of, in terms of Mad Max, uh, Fury Road and Road Warrior are like the best ones, pretty much. And Road Warrior is basically the old school style of filmmaking, and like Fury Road's the new style of filmmaking. But they're both practical. There there is CG that's used in Fury Road, but it's used to kind oh, yeah. of enhance enhance effects basically. Or and there's like Especially a tornado. The storm. Yeah, the storm. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the storm. The yeah, yeah. Storm. That the has to be storm that they have. Yeah, you, there's yeah. no way that they can actually <laughs> do anything. But all the stunt work and everything like mm-hmm. that, it's like there might be like maybe like a couple of shots that might have some CGI in it, but mo- yeah. mas- mainly it's all practical stunt work. It's crazy. They, it looks, they got, looks amazing. They got yeah. legit circus do yeah. people to do certain stunts going back and forth between trucks and shit because wow, it looks so good. Dude, yeah, you are other, in for a treat. Yeah. yeah. The other thing was that I remember distinctly at that time was because it's 2015. Is I was like, oh, I love the sa- I love the score in this. And then Junkie XL went on to do BVS with Hans, and I was like, that's amazing. And of course, that score is phenomenal. Junkie. So yeah, yeah, Junkie's just so Junkie cool. XL is just yeah. oh yeah, he totally yeah. fits that world too. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Everything about that movie. I mean, it was everything about that movie is. Just, I mean, I I've seen it so many times, and it's just it's just a movie that's just crazy intense and well acted, well performed. Everything about that movie is like, holy fuck! How did George George Miller do this at seventy years old and just showed everybody like how the fuck you do fucking an goat? Movie? Yeah, weird, I weird. I, rem- I remember distinctly too. It's the guy um, who made Happy Feet. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think he I that think movie he was, was great too. Yeah. He, he he had been avoiding Mad Max for years, and then he basically was convinced to come back to it. And yeah. I remember distinctly too because I'm a huge I'm a huge Tarantino guy, and Tarantino is like he is he's he's big in his in his movie beliefs, and he was like no one else can play Mad Max except Mel Gibson. Kind of like you know mm. Indiana Jones is going to be played by Harrison Ford. Like that's how we that's how he was basically, you know. And then he had heard that it was good. 
Fury Road was really good. So he he put it because he has his own theater. So he just played it at the New Beverly, and then I think he watched it. I think he watched it like two or three times in a week or something like that. It was it was something like he he was he was like the Born fact away. that. The fact that George Miller was able to convince Tarantino to accept another Mad Max, I mean, that's like in itself kind of like a religious experience probably. So like I think, you know, George succeeded even in that. So I think that that's really, really cool. Crazy. Yeah, man. Wow. But yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, yeah. Hardy does a fantastic job. I mean, Mm -hmm. Hardy, I mean, he does is amazing. Seriously, that's why he's one of my, he's one of my favorite actors no matter what. Have you ever seen, have you ever seen Bronson? okay andy i'm gonna actually ask you this have you seen Locke? no you have not i'm trying to you put that in your queue right now okay lock with an e at the end lock Uh, let me explain this to you andy this is a movie it's a small movie this is tom hardy who is driving this one i've seen this one have you seen it I saw okay, so I saw I saw this okay, on the, because on the it, plate it's Comic Con, so okay, I mainly rewatch it. It's about yeah, it's about like a guy who is driving to a location, and you know where he's going, and the whole time he is in, the, in the car, car. He's in the car and he's having phone conversations about his company, and then of course his wife and everything like that. I mean, this is where Tom Hardy shows those acting chops. Like because he carries this movie just by sitting in a car driving and reacting to the situation on the phone. Fantastic movie. I love it when these actors do that kind of stuff. It's like when Ryan Reynolds did buried when he was just like when he was buried in a coffin the whole time. It's uncomfortable because I'm a little claustrophobic. But like when these actors can take like a role where they're just in one location, like uh, yeah. Colin Farrell in phone booth, phone booth, yeah, like, yeah, I love that. Joe Schumacher, by the way, I have, I, have, I have now added to my watch list. Dude, is it my, lock, uh, lock, lock. I always tell people like, damn, it's only eighty movie? minutes long. Yeah, it's a short movie, but it's all takes place while he's driving, and it's so fucking good. Yeah, it's no, so but yeah, I remember, I remember. When uh, when he got cast for The Dark Knight Rises, yeah. I remember like you know because I'd already seen Inception at that point, and then I was like, I saw Bronze because I didn't you know because I was yeah, Bronze is great too, man. Yeah, I don't want to say that I'm like into like you know crime like that, but like when I heard about this figure in England and that Tom Hardy was playing him, that you know this real life criminal, you know, I was like, I gotta check this out, and like that movie, it's like that's like a, that's like a like a cinematic experience I could never get again. Because of Tom Hardy, so yeah, like, mm. yeah, Hardy's Hardy's just fantastic, fantastic. In, know, in, Inception was the first movie I saw him in, and Me then too. I heard about the the casting for Rises, and then I think I went back and tried checking out a lot of his other stuff. I didn't see Locke though, so I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, I'll check out Locke because, like I said, it's just one of those movies. Small movie. It's all about it's just him driving, and I'm not going to spoil it where he's driving yeah. to because it is part of the story. And then he's dealing, he's getting phone calls and he's not like he's answering and he's like, it's like the phone calls are, you know, going through his car. So he can like hear on speaker, on speaker. speakerphone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's just, again, it's just like, it just shows his acting ability. Yeah. And it, it, it's, I just like those kind of movies that have like the, the gimmick of, okay, we're in one location, you know, and it's real time. 
you know, the real time kind of stuff. That's why I said like, you know, like phone booth was real time buried with Ron Reynolds real time where it's like, you're, you're in there with the character and you're kind of going like, where the fuck is this going to go? And then when you finally figure it out, you're like, oh, shit, that worked. Yeah, out. we need more of those. So I mean, that's what I, my yes. first my first experience with that was, uh, I, don't, I, I don't know if it's going to be cringe or not, but like, um, I watched a, friend, a movie Unfriended. Uh, that takes place all on a girl's computer screen. Oh, yeah. It, uh, oh, yeah. I like that. that. Yeah, I saw uh, that too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Because yeah. everyone I've talked to I was like, Andy, you're so cringe no, for standing that, that type of movie. Yeah, yeah I, I love, love gimmicky kind of movies. Yeah. If they nail it right, fuck it yeah. It was something new. It was something different. Like, yeah. it all takes place yeah. on a Skype call. It's kind of like, holy shit, I do all these things on my computer. Now, this girl, her desktop was messed up in you know her MacBook, but I was kind of like, I was kind of like, the way like you know they you know like it's multitasking and it's a horror story, and I'm like, I don't know where this is going either. So yeah, like it's like people yeah, movies like un, you know Unfriended and Lock. It sounds you know it's like we we need more of those films. We don't I, like we don't need Hollywood blockbusters all the freaking time. But this, but at the same time, I I appreciate when those films come along and then you kind of go like, oh yeah, this is something different and you appreciate yeah. it. But if there's too much, if it gets too saturated, maybe I'll be not like, too ah. mainstreamed. Yeah, but at the same time, because like you have to be able to pull something like that off because Unfriended was one of those. There was like that missing movie that also was all took place like through social media. Um, maybe the, was that the sequel to that? Unfriended Dark Web, something. Oh yeah, Unfriended yeah. Dark Web. I didn't see that one. But that I saw one, the is, first one. It's, it's it's a. I mean, I find it very interesting because it's not the exact same concept, but it's kind of it goes really into you know like that becomes more of a crime horror than it becomes of a mm. supernatural horror because Unfriended is definitely like a supernatural horror. You know, I mean, it, it depends on how you look at it because you know people are like, oh, Laura Barnes never died. You know, like she was just messing with him this whole time. That's right. That's uh, right. Yeah. No, but I like those like uh, certain kind of films like that. But yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. If you haven't watched Locke, watch Locke. Yeah, I, mean, I, you know, I, will, I will probably do Tom it today. Hardy's best performances right there. Yeah. That's all. Tom Hardy is, I mean, listen, like. He's amazing. He is one of he's he is one of those once in a generation actors. Like yes. he is. Like like for me, it's like I love some of my favorite actors are character actors, chameleon actors, where like, you know, I won't even like figure but I I can look at someone like 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 you know Tom Hardy and then think like, okay, when he plays Bane, he's not playing you know this other character. Like, it's not like they're like, they're like like I forget that it's even an actor playing him. I remember like, oh, this is this is the man. Bane. This yeah. is this is the man Bronson, etc. Um, well, that's what's so great about him, and and he's not a. In, in it, what's funny about like when it comes to Bane, he's not a tall dude. I mean, he's probably like I'm not. But a he's tall so scared dude. of shit out of me. Yeah, like, but I'm, see, that's I'm, the thing. It's like Chris Nolan was like, okay, you're not. I mean, you're not the big dude, but we're, we're gonna shoot you like you're the big dude. You're gonna gain a bunch of, you know, he bulked up, and then they just shot him where it was like he had big boots, which lifted him, and then Christopher Nolan shot him like that, and he made him look fucking terrifying and menacing. And he did you nightfall. He did he's like nightfall. five eight. Yeah, he did do nightfall. He did. And, do the yeah, and I like I almost like I had to I had to like grab my because I was sitting with like me and like five other friends there's all dudes and like just not to scream i had to grab their knees and just like oh my fucking god they did it and they're yeah, like, they're like actually, yeah. <laughs> and they're like wait why is this a big deal i'm like have you never heard about because i'm that friend that everyone goes to about comedy they're like like take me to a moral movie i will have to be the one that people will come to be like hey 
what is that? Is that an Easter egg? Hey, is that from the comic? Hey, is that who's that? Who's that? And like I have to explain it to all. So again, with Nightfall, I was like, have you never heard of Batman Nightfall? It's like one of the greatest Batman stories of our generation. Yeah, it is, man. No, it's funny you mentioned that. I, I I remember seeing the Dark Knight Rises when when Bale gets his back broken. I literally just like it was probably the most obnoxious thing I've ever done in a movie theater, but I just screamed. Yes, because I wanted to. See, I wanted to see Bale get his back broken, and like literally the first four rows, like they jumped and they looked up. They were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was, "It was hilarious." That, that was e- easily like the, one of my favorite. Things you know, about that you, movie. Dave. You know what vodka the vodka stream the, mm, the vodka stream community needs. We need to. We need to do like watch parties of movies. We have yeah. done that before. I know. I need to bring it back. Yeah, it's We've time, Dave. I think the last one of the last. Uh, I mean, we did. We watched uh, Justice League before uh, Zack oh, Snyder's birthday came out. Did it? That was, that was fun. That was fun. How many people went to the hospital? Oh, I know. We had about six of us here. We were taking shots on cringy shit, and we were just, just totally just beating the shit out of that movie. You know. Yeah, we had fun doing that. That was probably the the last time we did a live watch on. On uh, on the vodka stream, which is right before Zack Snyder's Justice League came out, we watched Justice for the last time. We wanted to put it to bed, and yeah, we yeah, had. Yeah. I haven't games. watched that film in forever, but I will say I yeah. did uh, two years ago. I so one of my friends had bought it for their kids. I know I was how you're a bad parent, and I yeah. was like, you know, you don't like this movie, do you? And like they're like, no, it's fine. And I just broke the, the DVD in half. Yeah, I, I should bring that back, you know, because we I even had it where we had a timer where people can be like, all right, where we're at. We had the the the, the counter like on one of the windows up here. Hmm. So then people can know where, where you're watching it. But man, yeah, that was that was fun because we Let's were bringing it. Back. If you need someone to help organize that, I'm 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 more. Dave, I will be your bitch. I, let, just because let me know what I. <laughs> the hardest, the hardest thing about it is, is like we can't have the audio bleed in or anything bleed in. No, no, no. The, yeah, because because obviously we'll get a copyright strike. Yeah. But well, that's the thing. But, me and Rebecca, we did the whole, we did all those like yeah. movies before we did, uh, the Snyder Cut came out, and like we would just watch like on our computers, but like make sure that the audio didn't come. Yeah. Know. So yeah, yeah, we'll we'll have to do that again and start yeah because that was a lot of fun. I was even doing live watches by myself with certain things too. Like, but yeah, I, we I, need, I, we, let's do let's do bronze at some point. Like, I think yeah, more people need to know about people. Rock and roll. That'd be another fun one. Or rock and roll. Uh, yeah, rock and that's, that's another guy Ritchie movie. movie. Yep. Was, uh, Hardy, was Hardy in that? Hardy, yeah, yeah. Hardy's in that. He was in yeah. that, right? Yeah. I only saw it once. I know uh, what's his name from. Uh, who played Doctor Doom in Fantastic Four? The but, the train but, version. Oh yeah, oh, Van yeah. Yeah. Toby. Oh, what the fuck? Toby. Toby, Ke- Toby Kebbell. Toby. There Kebbell. you go, Kebbell. There you go. I remember he was in that movie. I didn't. Uh, yeah, that's right. Tom Hardy was in that movie too. That's yep. right. Yeah, Tom Hardy Kevin. for Doctor Doom, maybe. Oh, think about it. Well, the rumors. Yeah. Killian Murphy. Now. I know. What? Well, he said no. It I wasn't. Saw, I saw you share that. Yeah. I know. I know. But it was more like he's open to it. Yeah, kind of yeah. Wait, wow. wait, 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 wait. I wouldn't hate it. Did, 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 what, either, did, yeah. did disgrace, disgrace Rudolph just bring it up in an interview? Like, would you want to play Doctor Doom or something? Or like, <laughs> well, no, you mean the same well, blonde, 
chick who decided yeah. to t- try and tell uh <laughs> film played it to christopher nolan yeah this is to film make film me want to so bad so I maybe it was you like, who oh tweeted but i saw someone say that she's the ben shapiro of film twitter i saw that <laughs> that one made me laugh no she's she, like she sick. has her she's a fucking ex- plague and she needs to be stopped you know I'm what like, she is the bargain bin Barbie doll who has no business talking about films. <laughs> you know what? I respect her for building her audience and doing Fair what she's point. doing for Fair sure. Just I respect respect that. That. have a thing for her. No, no, she she did follow me uh, for a bit at one point. I'm so sorry. Got, I'm so sorry. She, she doesn't follow me now. She oh, I congratulations! Guess. Yeah, I know she it was kind of weird. It was weird because I found out on Film Junkie Live that she was following me. Somebody was like, she follows you. I'm like, no, she doesn't. I looked. I'm like, oh, shit, she does. <laughs> but then, like, probably, like, a couple of months ago, she I noticed that she unfollowed me. And I was like, all right. Well, I knew that was coming because I don't like her. I don't like her takes on certain things. And then course, <laughs> I don't like her existence. Came, yeah. I When it came to her Oppenheimer, like, take, I went, wow, you are. Re- it's Film 101. Not to. And then she, like kept doubling down like no this is what i meant no this is and i'm like you okay film one film filmmaking 101 i'm going to listen to christopher nolan over you yeah miss (laughs) miss i got fired by marvel and i'm just doing you know these rants i just love the fact uh, i'm trying to also not talk about grace randolph if i can help call her disgrace rudolph that's what i call her uh, just i no. paul has a lot more (laughs) patience and restraint than andy or i Definitely. Wait, what? I I love the patience fact. and restraint. Yeah. Okay. You, I think that Chris Nolan, I think he just decided he's like, I'm gonna make a movie that's half black and white. It's gonna be R rated, and it's gonna be three hours long. <laughs> and this is gonna be my first movie outside of Warner Brothers. And his movie's gonna make at least five hundred million plus. And I think that that's fantastic. You know, yeah. like I. Yeah. R-rated man, biopic about a bomb. Being yeah, dude, made. and yeah, only and he could Florence do it. Pugh was naked in it. Sorry. Yeah, well, that, that helps. helps. Man, who was that helps. naked? Wait, unless you're naked? unless Plus you're in Pugh. India, and then oh, true, and then true. it's just then yeah, it's then you don't get the true. nudity. Sadly, wait, 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 who was wait, Julian Murphy is naked in it too? But you know, yes, okay, well now I'm now interested. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you see, you see both nipples. I guess you could say. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. I, I, um, but yeah. Love it too. But I mean, that's the thing. Is like Christopher Nolan. Like, I mean, when you watch that movie, you just go like, "Holy shit!" Like, how did he? How did he make? How did he? Uh, again, it's like he took this story and was like, "All right, this is how I'm going to do it." And I'm like, "Yeah, this could have been such a boring movie." With but he was allowed to cook. Down. But the talking- guy, the guy just knows what to do when it comes to storytelling, and not tell a linear story, and it just works so fucking well. And great cinematography, and just my god. Yeah, I was I was telling friends like maybe maybe not the linear thing. Well, no, I guess because it does go back and forth in time too. But it I was does. gonna say it's yeah. it's it, I was gonna say well no I was gonna say it's basically um his verse his it's his social network. I was gonna say yeah. social, his social yeah. network does does That's a good yeah yeah. Because yeah. it's about okay. it's about okay. something. Now, granted, it's about a bomb as opposed to us to as opposed to you know social media. But well, like, social media would... is kind of a bomb. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's destroyed humanity in a, in a whole other way. Yeah, right, uh, right. I don't know. But like, um, yeah, in in a way, you you would think it would be a relatively boring topic other than the bomb going off. But no, the bomb 
it's really funny because in that movie, there's two climaxes, which is basically the bomb going off and then the other climax of his of his trial and everything else. Yeah, there's just three climaxes, of- actually. Oh, I mean, there is the the ending. <laughs> Dude, the ending is such a fucking yeah. like. Oh, oh that is, okay. That is the, well, in that yeah. case, four climaxes. Oh well, wow, what's the other one? The actual with, climax with, with, of... with Florence Pugh. Come okay, on. okay. Oh, <laughs> he's, not trying to, he's, okay. Try, he's trying to spoil it for me. So I know, dude. Yeah. I'm when a Florence Pugh. I, was like, I oh, can't help myself. I love Florence. I mean, Florence is awesome. I didn't even know she was in Oppenheimer's. Like, seriously, until, like, that, that, that's enough for me. But yes, that, that <laughs> the, those. The, to Paul's point, yeah, th- this film climaxes in a couple different ways, and it is just yeah. bombastic and just fantastic in in more ways than I can count. Just. Top notch, top notch storytelling. Yeah, Barnum. very, very good writing, uh, very good cinematography, very good editing. Like it's just everything. I heard a score by Ludwig was amazing. Oh, oh dude, he, so good, so so yeah, good. The fact that he did a good job with Tenet and the fact that Hans was like, yeah, get him for get him for this next one, and because you know Hans is doing you know the Dune movies, and you no know, Ludwig. Like if I had not been told it was Ludwig, I would have assumed it was Hans doing. So would I. Sport. So would I. Yeah. Yeah. I do hope Hans and Nolan will team up again at least oh, one yeah. more film before. You I'm know, sure they will. Can we also just throw it out there that Robert Downey Jr. is more likely going to get Best Supporting Actor? I hope he does. I hope this. he does. Good for yeah. him. Good for yeah. him. And then all the fucking MCU fans are gonna start bitching. I'm like, why didn't he get nominated for Tony Stark? Shut up. I know. I, that's what I tell him. Shut up. Because I mean, every like, time yeah, he's he been nominated, good. he has to go up against. He the Joker. was good as Tony Stark, but you know what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, bottom the. Bottom. That's a good way to end the stream, right oh. there. Right? Oh yeah. man, no, yeah. but yeah, good for Robert Downey Jr. because it was like, yes. all right, Doctor Doolittle didn't work, nope. and then of course, you know, he's like been trying things. He's got a show on Max where he's talking about cars, which I I do want to watch because it seems interesting. Oh, you know, he but did also I just do love this. The fact, um, what's up? He did a. a a thing detailing his dad's history too on Netflix. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah two years right. or so. That was actually really good too. I didn't see that, yeah. but I'll keep I just won my first Sherlock Holmes movie already. Okay. I know that. Yeah. No, but but our... you know, at this point, I will take Henry Cavill as Sherlock Holmes. I don't mind. Those 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 Sherlock Holmes movies are like they're fucking good. I, I haven't watched them, them but I heard they're I heard they're fun. Yeah, and yeah. he yeah. like him. Just like listen, I did it. Like listen, I do, I know Henry is like smart in real life, but seeing like be smart as Sherlock Holmes in film, I was like, yo, like he made detective stuff look sexy. Like now I care with Robert. Like, Arjuna, he, Robert so Arjuna, you're he saying he look- should be Batman and in, in Brave and Bold then? <laughs> no, I'm still with Day that he should be Vandal Savage. I I, I have like a feeling, that. I have a feeling that Henry Cavill is not going to touch anything. Uh, DC, probably not. Probably he will be Jor El. He will be. He will be Jor El. No, I'm one <laughs> no. and done. The only no, the, the thing that I hope for is that if 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 James Gunn's going to be like, all right, Superman Legacy, fit as many Superman actors in there. Go. He, he, I know people hate Dean Cain, but fit him in there somewhere. Put Tim Tom, Daly in there. Tom, Put Welling. Tom Welling in there. Put everyone, any, anybody who's been an actor, you but know, no CGI Superman, no yeah, CGI, nothing no CGI like that. Cameos. But if you're gonna do, you're gonna talk about legacy. Put everybody you can in that movie to to <sighs> how much, Tom how Welling. much, how much y'all want to bet Michael Rosenbaum's gonna get a cameo in Superman? Oh legacy. fuck yeah, of course he is. 
He'll pay Lionel Looper. He's like his, like, he's like his bestie. Come on. <laughs> yeah, would, wouldn't he? Lionel Luther. But here's, here's what's so funny because oh Tom Welling said, even on, like, he was, when he was on Michael's podcast, um, like, a few years ago, he even, like, was pitching the idea, like, why hasn't there been, like, a big Superman multiverse movie yet like, where all of us can come together? Like, I think that would be special. I'm just like, even Tom Welling fucking gets it. I'm just like, Warner Brothers, like, ugh, fuck you, yeah. Warner Brothers. Jesus. Like, I'm yeah. so. If we're going to be here talking about bad decisions by Warner Brothers, we're going to be here. I know, I know. Is it, is it, we're already going hours. like over five hours here. <laughs> All right, so let's should go we, ahead should and wrap up. This, let's go ahead and wrap this up. I know we could we could talk about all that like uh, all the way to the sun comes up, but uh, no, this was a fun uh, fun stream as always. Love it when you guys uh, come on and talk. Uh, thank you to of course Ty and Tom for talking ufos and aliens that was very fun talking to those guys about all that i'm i'm like i said i'm a big fan of all that obviously i have the uh i want to believe poster the molder poster on my wall and who's uh, as soon as, huh who's molder x-files you know, x-files, X-Files. Oh. You ever watch X-Files? oh that was my that was my sister's thing i like oh you got oh it's so good love love it love it love it david de come on he's great Anyways, but uh, yeah, so it was fun talking to them because I wanted to, you know, bring that into the conversation since the UFO hearings happened this week. So, but uh, but yeah, thank you guys, of course, for uh, joining in. We'll go around the horn right here. Phil, you can go first. Thank you, Dave. It's always a blast getting that invite from you to come yes. here and talk to Andy, Paul, and everyone else. It's always a blast. Uh, if anyone wants to follow me, it just anything unfiltered be it threads vero twitter or x rather uh instagram <laughs> no <laughs> um, one's gonna call it that i know right if anyone wants to listen to my <laughs> podcast the eternal night on podbean i'm also on the four nerds every thursday and i'm also twitch streaming pokemon most days matter of fact i think after i'm done here i'm gonna head uh, to twitch and stream some more pokemon so nice yeah thank All you right. Dave. andy okay i'm focused this time i'm focused this time like okay. last week i was like I don't know what the fuck. I, I don't even remember what I was looking at. So, as always, thank you for having me on. Always appreciate you coming on. You can find me at Andrew Back. Just spell like this on Facebook, X, uh, Instagram, Vero, all the social medias. I am a host of the Flash Podcast, Endless Multiverse on Chainsaw X YouTube channel. Uh, I also run uh, Multiverse of Color, and I write for Screen Rant. Uh, not as well as Stephen Colbert, but, you know, I, I do my best. And uh, I also stream on Twitch. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to do it tonight. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go give Phil a lurk, though, before I go to bed. Uh, and, uh, yeah, check out Blue Beetle August 18th. That's what I'm talking about. Paul! Nice. Um, I got nothing really to promote other than I will say go see Good Omens Season 2. That just came out. I just started that. Great show. And also, I'm a huge fan of the Venture Brothers. The Venture Brothers um, movie just came out. Love that. The the finale was really good. Um, It didn't even feel like a finale. Like I feel like they could even do more after this. I recommend checking out Radiant of Baboon Heart or whatever it's called, but it's it's good. And I love the Venture Brothers show. Uh, But yeah, you guys can find me at uh, pmickey1988 on Instagram or uh, Paul Panhook on Vero. There and, it is. And thanks, for, thank, thanks for having, ha, ha, having me on and bringing me on here. <laughs> Always, dude. 
Always like having you on, man. You always add to the conversation. Like I said, thank you to Ty. Thank you to Tom for uh, talking to UFOs and stuff like that. Smash that like, thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel. Do everything. I'll see you guys on Monday when it comes to Film Junkie Live at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We'll see what we talk about because, let's face it, movie news is going to be a little scarce <laughs> when it comes to, like, the strike and all that stuff. And Andy is waving his arms like crazy, and I love it. All right, guys. We love you. Talk to you later. <laughs>